0: You do to get fresh crew. You review the books, get shaved and dirty looks. Now just say
1: poop, poop. Hello and welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC comics. I'm the slowest man alive, Eric Shea. And I am the purveyor of positivity, Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 468.
2: 468. That's for Yaramir Yager. And I mean, it's for Yaramir Yager, Eric. And Why? welcome, all you weirdos, because I like Yaramir. Uh, yeah. and it's funny, too, at the point where, did you ever see the the uh, picture or GIF or whatever? That, I, I don't even know. I think it's just a picture. But it spells out that Yaramir Yager still playing professional hockey was the uh, same age as, uh, what's his name? Uh no, I can't. A great remember. Story you got here. I was gonna say oh, Willard Scott Wil- Wilford, First, Wilford Brimley, that he was the same age as Wilford Brimley was in Capone. Yeah, That's crazy. That's fine because we also it's have Batman Ant- right?
1: himself, Paul Rudd, at the same age as that as well.
2: Well, that is true, but one is playing a professional sport, which is crazy. But still, yeah. Some people take themselves, you know, a little more care of themselves. I was gonna say take themselves more seriously. I'm yeah, a little off know. there. We are Everyone. recording early uh, this week because the Eagles are on tonight, and I need to watch Eagles. I'm sure five you're going to end up. Yeah. So still, though, I think it's throwing so off awful. my internal clock here. And welcome, all you weirdos, up to Get Fresh Crew. Arr, arr. And we have a bunch of books this week. We have a plethora plus two. That is more than we've had in quite some time. It's been a little bit of dribs and drabs, but here they are. They're hitting hard. A lot of them are good. Some maybe not. So that's how we play the game, actually. And that's how life is, isn't it? It's not the destination. It's the people you run over along the way. And speaking of running over, Eric, I was getting a lot of shit thrown at me. I told you, I'm not going to end up fighting. I'm not going to fight with but people. You lied but lied immediately as soon as you said that. Well, it also seemed that on the uh, YouTube, people were attacking me and it, it was one of those attacking things. It's the classic. They were. I, this is actually not that much of an exaggeration. But Has anybody got a crown for Drama Queen over here? I ended up doing a review for Nightwing, a video review, right? So I put it yeah. out there. I'm not going to reveal my score. Everybody can go check it out and I'll talk about it more when we talk about Nightwing. Um, but I end up having a score which seemed to be too low for some and too high for others, and they all just attack me. But the the problem being it's is, I, I defended my you know stance and had reasons and whatnot. That's never good enough, right? And right. also, I I came up with that idea again that if you give a fully you know positive ten out of ten or a one, you end up where people don't think you have to really rationalize that score. You can just say, well, I hated it, or well, I loved it. I'm sitting there trying stupid. to tell people stuff And it really got towards the idea And I think that you probably, maybe You'll say you haven't, but I do always think Of Dancing Mike, and I think of Dancing Mike When he had the one deal His his kind of catchphrase Saying used to be, first you Read the reviews on the yep. site Then you do that, and so I was thinking About that, and really when we do all Of this, the be-all end-all My final opinion is always Going to be the, the podcast The podcast to me is still our most important thing we end up and why we end up having a long podcast is because we don't just throw things out there. We like to discuss them. We have diarrhea of the mouth. But I think that by the end of it, even if you don't agree with us, I hope that you realize that we have reasons, whether you agree with them, you think they're weird or we're just joking around. But we do end up trying to, you know, present our reasons for why we like or dislike something but it's getting to the point where nobody cares. Now, I have been doing these videos because it seems like most people will blanket say that any written review is a shill review, whether or not you, you've been doing them all this time. So then I go over to the YouTube thinking, okay, let's get some. Now everybody's like, oh, anybody who's on their negative. It, it's just everybody paints these pictures. I'm not a good painter. I don't no. really like it. But really what I want to say is when people Very yell at person. me, you listen to this podcast and I'm going to explain why i don't like something or like something and take that or put that in your pipe and smoke it so there you go I'm that's irritated. what a podcast review show also, is so i want to tell everybody well that's is it anymore i mean <laughs> it is for us that that seems to be very easy to say that's what you do when you review things but it doesn't seem like even podcasts do that anymore there's no agenda here you know just me something and you that so see and that's that's the thing, Eric. I was in the shower and I'm thinking, I'm like, that son of a bitch is gonna bring up Ben Dennis and that that really it chips away at my at my, you know, not authority, I don't want to say, but my credibility. <laughs> your imaginary, your imaginary armor. Okay, and, and what well, it's yes, really but but again, I, I was thinking of so many things in the shower, Eric. I just taken my medicine, my mind was going a mile I forgot the wash you were thinking about so many things. Well, that's the thing I why well, wash. I'm just there for the steam, Eric. So I ended up where Thinking about when we got that review on the the uh the iTunes, the idea of its phony, you know uh, we're was like six years and, ago. I know, but I sit there and think about it, and then I'm thinking, well, Eric knows that I'm an emotional fella. I get upset and I here's hey, the thing short fused. I am short It's not even that. I think that you would agree that when I eat with anything, it's always personal to me. I don't even care. I take the the comic, it's it's personal to me. It's, it's an affront to me, but yeah, there there might be there might be vendettas. I was keeping things, you know. I was gonna wait until the Nightwing deal, but the vendettas, though. Again, I want to point out that I think I was the one vigilante of the first. Of vendettas, Usually, Jim what it is is I throw things out there where I am like, I think this is gonna be this, but I go oh, oh, wild on it. But a lot of times they end up true. I said I was worried that the Tom Taylor run was fan service over story real quick, probably quicker than I should have, but. And me and you discussed it, but that's what it kind of ends up. And that's kind of our, you know, kind of rub with that. But just something like, remember, Tom King, when I ended up, when we were doing the Batman, and I said that brave in the mold at what, issue 23, and I lost my mind, everybody attacked me. The same people were right on board. 20 issues later, they're just going for it. Um, at, At one point, that, I think it was the first issue of Naomi. And Mr. Miracle you had 80 comments. You and your Batman 44, Four—that that's your deal. That every time I would put things in there, oh, you, like Naomi, I said right away, like my, my review. I don't know. It doesn't look like he's really interested in giving us character work. He's going to throw this. That was right there. Vendetta. So, if that's a vendetta. So be it. But we'll, we'll see. And now I'm already fired up. I've already started off getting into this. Like, I'm backed into a freaking wall. I'm in the corner here. and Baby ain't good in the corner. Is that what they say? Ah, baby likes the corners. Hey, everybody. Go to our website, (laughs) weirdsciencedccomics.com. Check out our written reviews. (laughs) Shills. I know. I'm all fired up. Me and Eric have actually, we're on protest right now. All those written reviews, we did all that hard work, but we're like, eh, screw it. Screw that. But I'm just taking a break. I started doing the YouTube reviews, and so I, I actually, I need something new and fresh to inspire me, and as you know, then I need to have a fight to get involved, and boom, there's the fight against everybody. Anybody listening, I'm fighting you right now. Fighting you. In oh the God. mind, right? And I'm going to punch you one. Don't I'll worry. Everybody else going to win. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to get that step stool. I'm going to come at you. I love you that. He's you- short in real life. Wait till you see him in your mind. No, really, and if you want to really uh, know exactly how I am in real life and how I di- envision what I'd love to be, it really is Clump scrapper. Of hair. No, it's really scrapper. and scrapper? <laughs> The newest boy Legion, my favorite what
3: guy. Do what are you
2: doing up there? That's Guy Kid. Every time I <laughs> want to put a thing that that is Guy Kid, that I think of him, it's the greatest look ever. Little turtleneck, but also the dude cat. Also go over to, well, go over to our YouTube channel and yell at me. You can go over there. It's Weird Science Comics. we got that going on, right, there. Also, go to our Patreon, com slash weird science, where you can get a lot of other shows, uh, a bunch of stuff, DC, Marvel, indie, manga, all that rolled up into one. Eric, I like to say it's a family, not a network. What do you think of that? And Ooh, in that this week, want. we end up having a uh, spotlight each and every week, the DC Comics spotlight, two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. This week, these were big books. It's funny, they were big books, but by the end of it, I thought, eh, they weren't so big. <laughs> they were long, I guess, but they were One Bad Day Bane, number one, which again, I thought that we had fun talking about it, and we kind of came to the decision that these this are a inspired uninspired, right? Dog. I knew you would love that. <laughs> they're were, they were, they were kind of uninspired, but they're, they're inoffensive in the most part. These things are kind of askew skew of the continuity. I, I didn't really bring that up as much. I was going to ask you, because a lot of them early were figuring out, is this continuity? Are we going to see this? Because some are working in and out a different way. And I and came to in the, the future,
1: th- so it doesn't matter.
2: And I came to the decision, like we said, it, they're based on the killing joke. If the seller are popular and people want that, then it's continuity. Also, we talked about the Lazarus planet assault on Krypton number one, which, again, eh. Thank God, Krypton was long gone, so it didn't have to get assaulted again. Yeah, I know, and and really, that, that what happened is somehow it's just like me. You're on planet Earth, you don't even have a connection to Krypton. Some of these characters, but yet it's a fight. <laughs> like,
3: how dare hey, you? Superhero was standing in the room.
2: It's fine. That's true. That's the one that I said because even John. Eh, you know, you can kind of be upset about it, but what you know about Krypton,
1: really? That's well, like almost like the idea where, like, you know, John says, like, oh, yeah, my heritage, my Kryptonian heritage. Like, I always yell at Jess, which is like, oh, yeah, I'm from New York. You moved from there when you were three years old. You're not from New York. Shut the hell up.
2: Imagine that we're here and we get a letter and somebody's like, you know what In a country I hate? England. And I started screaming because my mom's from England. Oh, how dare you talk about my home country? That's an assault <laughs> on me. I, there's never gonna happen. My my mom's like, yes, you know, so, South Philly's room. the race. Oh, I'm sure she's on Facebook all day today talking about the Eagles. Probably spelling it wrong because she's a. Most likely. All oh, that stuff. She's a moron. But yeah, we talked about those two books. Also, just as an aside, we ended up our last section of books tonight. Uh, it was actually an early access we had an earlier access of those so if you end up going to the patreon for as little as even a dollar you'll get early access to a bunch dollar of things and you'll get the main podcast early access a day early but also at the end of this month it's an annuals month where we're gonna have the fifth month of comics kind of that tuesday is maybe these a little more prevalent it seems Seriously, and, right? yeah really and because it used to be like we did it was like three times a year now it's like seven but Coming up in a couple weeks, we'll have another Patreon only podcast, and there are some you know weird books that deal, but there's also it's some bigger books. ones like Sell It, Jim, Sell It. I, it well, they're weird books, but maybe they're. These weird are the most like, important <laughs> books you've
1: ever read in your life. You need to hear what we have to say about this because why wouldn't you? Oh
2: my! Well, one of the things I will so, tell Jim, you, what, so. when we tell you're always sell, you're always closing, Eric. You can drink the coffee. I'm not yeah, around. Not a kid. You end up where. Uh, it, One of the books that we're going to have Will be actually referenced in the Flash <laughs> this week which drives Us nuts but that'll be The special that'll be coming out the One Minute War special will be one of those And by the end of the podcast if you're still Still around and this debacle We'll probably go over some of the things that were That week but overall The big thing though is that patreon spotlight a lot of people like doing that and a lot of people like being badasses so they can pick it eric and this is why this is the badass roll call Oh my goodness gracious. I'm going to start rapping right now, Eric. I'm, going to, I'm not going to do it. Should I do it? No, I should.
0: Eric K. A double
2: K right there. Jeffrey Greek. Stephen Bat Dad Mitchell. The Annihilator. Ted Probes. I love Punchline. Stork. I'm already giggling, wondering what the hell you're going to do. Michael do S. Cam. Matt Razor. Demon 3000. Lady Abby and Lord Andy. Francisco L. Rock. The third. Niels Keyward. I think it sits there and hums to all the girls I used to know or love. David Fink, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me. Michael G, Ken Alec, Comic Boom, Jen Atalia. That is Jen Atalia. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Welcome, Jen. Welcome, Miss Atalia. I'm assuming this, but Mark Jager, Nick Adams, Ruben Carlos, No Wolf Marv, Matthew Rapier, Luke Hollywood, Simon Luis, Manship. Send him another mail. He hasn't gotten back to me, I'm worried. Andrew there? in Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Million, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, our man Rob Lewis, thinking of you, Rob. B. Mira, Brandy Murray up there in Buffalo. He loves them, Bills and what happened there? What happened there? I know you were or oh, were not going to rap uh, way too oh. long. Well. Am I going to rap or am I going to be silent? Here we go. I better watch Neither. out what I try to rhyme with. Is that pretty good? Double rhyme and
0: silent.
2: is <laughs> in Minnesota. He's not really watching with bated breath for the you know, NFL playoffs because Minnesota lost this so I just want to let him uh, know that. I uh, oh, he think he, you know, see, it was one of those things when it happened, he's like, yep, I thought that was going to happen. So that's where now, you go. Now, are you thinking
1: about Rob Willis because he's a Giants fan today? No, he's a Jets fan. How dare
2: you? I mean, uh, seriously, he is a full out Jets. No, no. not I heard. Not. Rob, <laughs> yeah. well, he had a good season for the most part yeah. this year. Uh Rob is not feeling uh, up to par a bit. So I always do think a little bit extra for him, Me give too. a little prayer out uh, and shout out as well. Uh, But that's that. We have the intro going. I hope everybody's fired up to go listen to that Patreon stuff that I couldn't push, but Eric came in and did, which is I good, but it. you did it. You did. Usually <laughs> you end up like in the background saying bullshit stuff that drives me nuts. Like I'm trying to sell right now. I'm trying to do it. Stop trying. Do. Selling things. I think that there's a couple books this week that we might be able to sell some people on, Eric. There's some positivity going on. I'm a purveyor of things, we'll see You have no idea how I feel about any of these Fight with some of them, maybe We haven't fought like we used to I mean, back in the I've day, there fought. were times There were times when we would fight, though Well, I'd fight with you And yeah. it would end up like 45 minutes extra And then I'd have to decide when I edit Do we really need <laughs> A lot of times I would take it out, so You have kicked the computer And didn't come back for 30 minutes We were talking about that girl when that happened I, I, I don't remember what talk. or when I thought it was one of them. I thought it was background. It might have been. I kicked the computer. It ended up falling down, unplugging. And then I decided at that point, there that was a crossroads. I'm going okay. to make him wait. I actually thought, I'm done. I'm not going to get the back boy on. Wait. Now, again, it's one of those things like I'm done, but I'll have to see him on Monday at work. I wonder what I'll say. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll get in there. And you're like, what the f- <laughs> it took you so long? Uh, I, we haven't done that in a while. We, we've been more in line, we've more synergy. I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent, but I think it does show that a lot of these know, books I, are a bit polarizing, I, I think.
1: I kind of lost my mind a little bit, but silently, when you started talking about the greatest redemption for Superboy Prime, I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I don't care whether or not Jeff Johns said that. It's terrible.
2: I'll even tell you, as we go on to this, the first section of books will have World's Finest. Death and we almost That's what got it did into, me. We almost got into it with Magog. I mean, I thought that that was really cool, that whole David Magog tie-in, and you kind of... It kind of like... It deflated the sales, Eric. Is what it did. But uh, it did. we'll be going off to that. We have a bunch of sales. books, some cool things. See if Eric just said he doesn't know what to think of the books. So I'm going to No, mark I said him you like have no clay. idea what I think of the books. Oh, oh, I thought you said you didn't. I thought you were going to allow me to influence you, but we uh we don't do that. Yet. But we'll see. We'll see what we think about them in just a minute when we come back with the books.
0: Dick Grayson had a problem with KGB's And Nightwing fans felt like they had been fleeced They got Rick Grayson and subscriptions decreased The future was kinda shitty Tom Taylor showed up, made everyone glad. Gave Dick a billion and he's rooming with Babs. He saved a three-legged dog from boys who were bad. The sky was the limit. It's the great Dick Grayson Fan through and through Here is the great Dick Grayson So much better than me and you
2: That's not hard. That's not a hard thing to accomplish, nah, Eric. It really is not. But here we are in the first section of books. We have some bangers here, as I once was told by Blackpink. But if you want to read the written reviews, you can go over to com, see those, and also go over and see some video reviews of some of these over at Weird Science Comics on YouTube as well. And, yeah, you have that, stu- that song, and it is going to be a big... Milestone issue of Nightwing of course Like we usually do the song is not What we're going to start with there Because we're going to start with a book that ended up Having a wow moment for me I ended up where it's Batman Superman World's finest when you ended up finding Out that we had actually seen Magog in the flesh as The David Thunder Deal Uh, that really to me Really was something crazy I mean I thought oh my god that's great of course you Were there Mr. No Fun And said, well, I want to know if it makes sense. I want to see what's happening and whatnot.
1: It was just a weird situation because we have Mark Wade who wrote for Kingdom Come and stuff like that, created the character of Magog, and I'm like, I want to know what this is because Magog showed up in regular continuity as well. So I'm like, which world is this for our big cliffhanger is the idea that this, like what we saw for our cliffhanger last issue. Is this the beginning of Kingdom Come? And I didn't know. This one actually points it out to me a little bit more, which I appreciate.
2: Yeah, and and that's what you're saying is you were wondering, like, are, is he trying to pull the idea that our regular, like, that doesn't make much sense. And when we get the Elseworlds deal, but yeah, by the end, it does make more sense. And we get, you know, a little motivation. The funny thing is a lot of stuff over at Marvel right now specifically has been, say, Peter David coming back and telling. And I've told you about them the idea of going with Maestro and the future imperfect story and and kind of continuing the stuff, doing the new Fantastic Four. This never was like that, but it seems like now it is. It's kind of a funny little play where you are grabbing stuff from the past and kind of enveloping it in and showing something that you never knew before, but in a fresh new way, uh, which I do appreciate. I actually do like the book overall, and I think it's one of the books that people point to. To say, you know, this is what you should be reading, and I gets to do wild and interesting things that you're not going to see anywhere else at DC Comics right now, which is what we like from a World's Finest as well. You know, the idea of having World's Finest and just playing some wacky stuff is is okay, but I I like what he's doing. It's Batman, Superman, World's Finest number eleven, written by Mark Wade, art by Dan Mora, camera bomb She blocked us, and Steve Wands. Yeah, probably. I, I think we are in a blockchain, but you know, is that a good reason? I don't Maybe. think so. Maybe it is. <laughs> Some people vendetta. think it is. Some people are. Yeah, well, that's that's a vendetta against the world and life. And I know because I recognize that sort of thing. Eric. But in that, yeah, I, I like this issue. The issue ends up you can look at it on the surface level and say, well, not much happens. You end up where the key doing this thing and all that. But I think that by the end, like you said, the main point of this is to kind of give you that idea that David is going to go off and go up to his world.
1: It's such a creative idea to go and do this because in Kingdom Come, we never really had an origin or a background of the Magog character. He was just kind of be there to be the next generation of superhero to put the old guard in their place and show them how things are going to be done in the future. And you just had that character kind of show up with a pseudo connection to Gog and stuff like that. He was just this character was like, you know, large and in charge. And this is a great way to further your you know 90s story. You know, how many years later at this point in time to go back and say, well, this is what actually happened in the continuity. And I think it's really clever the way things are done. And Not only that, but you get the fun stuff in this, where you get the chamber that takes away your superpowers and you the Fortress of Solitude that you saw in Superman too, and it's done really well.
2: Yeah, and and I like that. And even if you're like, well, you don't recognize that because you're not a big movie guy, you know. Some people, Eric, <laughs> Superman uh, too. I actually recognize that. It's one of the few things that I would. But yeah, that's fun. And what we said when we ended up reviewing the first issue and. You ended up, Gabe, on the site reviewed the first issue, and Mark Wade actually read the review and commented. we would mentioned this before. Uh, it's not name dropping fully, Eric, but the idea where he tried to explain the continuity, and you will bring this up a lot of times. You tried to explain the continuity in the way that you made it worse. Yes. You ended up trying to explain something that maybe you should have just said. Like if Mark Wade came on and said, "Listen, assholes, have some fun with it," maybe we would have laughed. Oh, and went, you I know got what you. I mean? Uh, but I at this point. That. I know you can't, but I think that even you are being worn down by what we're getting, uh, you know, overall in the DCU and trying to figure out, not even just continuity, timeline, all that stuff, but it is fun. But it's fun in a way that you don't have to have it like in your face, like golly gee, shucks, Superman, Batman's. It's fun because you're being clever and you're showing some things. It is pretty dark, the story, but yet it's a fun overall story because you're seeing things that I never thought we were going to get an origin of Magad in no, this book. and I didn't exactly need it, but I'm happy it's no, here. No, but that's the thing. It's almost, is it one of those, like, I, it's something that you didn't know that you needed, or at the end, you don't really need it. But I give them credit, it wasn't telegraphed either. I mean, it was no. a shock that what we were getting is that. But yet, the little, little things, the some things that me and your Jeff Johns fans we're going to be talking about Stargirl later. It's those little things that we like, like, okay, that connects to that. Oh, that's an homage to that, but it's done in a cool way that I do end up appreciating and liking. But really, the overall story is that the key... He, he wants the multiverse. He wants to yeah. find out the multiverse. i
1: ship that he came to this earth in, like, you know, from his other earth, this is the key to the multiverse. This is something that the key doesn't have and definitely wants because he's a man who likes to unlock doors. And this is one that's locked that he can't get to at this point in time. And it makes sense. So even the idea we have this character, the obsession that we have with the key and the joker it was a weird team up. But it worked because the key is kind of creepy and the joke is insane. It's a fashionably dual fucking evilness. And you have this issue where the Joker's out of the picture now because David almost beat him to death for torturing him and to the point where the hero's like, shit, we can't have this boy Thunder around he almost done killed the Joker, which is great for the characterization of this whole thing because one of the first things he does in Kingdom Come is kill the Joker in that whole thing. And it makes sense, you Mm -hmm. know, like motivation-wise. Where David would go from this over to Earth 22. When I say Earth 22. I'm not sure what the new designation of all the Earths are because it was respelled out after everything was remade. And I'm not sure if it's still the same numbering system, but that's what we could cut with for now. Is Earth 22 because that's what I know it as. So you have all this great stuff to get us to actually where things will take place with Magog and everything that David will like eventually do as Magog. In the kingdom, come Earth, and it's really clever the way we're doing this. Especially when you have the key and the idea of how things are going to work and how we're going to get his ass to another Earth.
2: Yeah, and one of the things that I really like about it, as you're reading, I mean, you're reading this, and you realize that, or even you might even guess, the idea that Batman is there and he's there with good old Dick Rat Dick Grayson doesn't do anything bad. He's probably like, look at that clerk with this, you know, his little sidekick. I'll never have those, but it's it's very Jason Todd-esque of points, too. And you might end up being able to kind of get the idea oh, yeah. that, David Batman, is right, Jason Todd. that Batman might be learning something. But I, I assume that Batman's always talking crap. You can't change them boys who are bad. <laughs> you know, and, and the idea, yeah, really, the boys who are bad, they're always going to be bad. The idea, though, of, you know, oh, my God, how can Clark allow, well, he's going to have to deal with this as well. And I just was checking to a store 22. So Kingdom okay. come is Thank still Earth-22 and the new Big Bang, which was done by Mark Waits. so that's cool as well. It's funny, what I love about characters like the key is you can always work things out. It's like the Riddler. I mean, I can tell you, you can bring up a million situations, and you can make them into some sort of, ooh, that's a riddle. Like, and the key, it's like, that's the Key thing I need to know like he always Can play that I I like what he says it, But hey there sexy call me the gatekeeper Come on over here yeah, yeah, Really there you go and so you end up Where the key thing this seems Like it would been like okay this is a little Fun little jaunt they're gonna stop a joker There it makes it a little more but once the key Wants to get a hold of the multiverse That ends up being something big I mean we know that he's not really gonna Do much because this is kind of In the past kind of deal but it still is a big deal. It's still the idea that he gets in there. All the guy has to do is get some sort of eye covering with spikes, and, and he's the, the Batman who laughs out of nowhere. I, I mean, he that. really could. He could fit in stop though, it. the way he looks. Right. Well, we'll see a little of that later. A stop, stop in a section. Uh but he wants to know, and I like this where he wants to know from David. They already had Joker. Like, what are their names? He wanted to know. You know the. Batman and and the identities. Now, the key, though, he really just wants to know about the multiverse. But not even that. He wants to get there, and he knows that there's a ship. He knows he came with that. Hey, gonna tell key me about his it. His ass
1: way into the Fortress of Solitude because David, under duress, told him all these things. And the key with all these drugs that made him tell the truth also made him forget everything that he told the key. So David doesn't know what the key's end game is. But we know that in the Fortress of Solitude, the keys already hanging there with a bunch of crazy old ass villains that people have never heard of, like Bag of Bones, so the Abominable good, Snowman, Frill and mixley and we have Zebra Man, which is a great callback. I'll tell you. I need to see more of Zebra Man and later Zebra on we have a Nightwing with a Elephant lot, Man. At
2: least, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, Zebra Man was in the Suicide Squad a little bit ago for yeah. about two seconds, and I, I kind of dig him. What I like about this is grabbing those villains. Oh, with, Acid
1: Master! I didn't say Acid, Acid Master. Master. Yeah, and even then, you <laughs>
2: like you see Acid Master, and if you say that like five times too fast, you start saying something real sexy, and uh-huh. then you have those like they're kind of jokes. I mean, they they aren't, but they are. But here, they aren't. And that's what I do appreciate with this, where you're not just throwing these characters into B beef, you're throwing them in because they look cool. And it's kind of a fun play. They're going to lose, but you and end up I'm, I'm having see, some fun. throw these characters
1: in. in because you're never going to see them do much anywhere else. And you can just throw them in because we're pretty much they're not exactly canon fodder, but they're just background noise to keep our heroes distracted while we get to our end game of the story. And it's a fun way to
2: do it. And I, I'm telling you, Ferlin Nixley... I didn't know anything and about and Nixley and his devil's heart, but I want to know more because I'm a oh, big fan. Oh, no, even that fan. whole thing.
1: Well, yeah, of course you harp are. Fan <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> Even the idea when you bring out these old characters and stuff like that that haven't been around in a long time or maybe even just showed up one time, it makes you want to go online and look them up to see what issues they come from and maybe even go check that stuff out. Maybe it's on the DC Universe app. Most likely it's not because everything I want to look up is not on there. I know, there, but, but at least you can you, find them.
2: That's exactly. the point. That's a good point, though, because this is something that I've been telling some people. Some of the differences between, say, this book and maybe like those one bad day or, or something like a Tom King human. T- when you end up reading this, it does end up because of the tone and because of how they present it that you kind of like, yeah, I want to see what when, even if it's just to have well, a curiosity, I want to see this. I-
1: yeah, I want to know more about this fun-looking character who's a
2: half Yeti. <laughs> yeah, and it, I don't think these are anybody's favorite characters, but they're unique enough and cool that I you want to see. And a lot of times, really know, A lot of times when something will come up like Zebra most people should know Zebra not specifically, but but when I see Ferlin Nixley, I actually get this idea of like. Is this a real character? Go back to go it up? now. we got pads over here. And here's the thing with the idea of all the writers at DC and Marvel, all the big two, anything with that, but people have been complaining, like a Kloon rat and things like that. Isn't it weird that the two books this week done by Mark Wade and the other by uh, Jeff Johns has that similar vein where you get these characters, they might be new, they might be Amalgam, but they intrigue you to want to read more. They don't end up making you want to throw the book out the damn window and go take a dump, right? i I got to take a dump, Eric. But you end up where you have all this, where it gets you excited about just in general DC Comics and, and some of the things. Yeah, because they have a lot of fun characters. It is. And I'm telling you that there would be a big problem if I was. They might a be hero. Jobbers, but they're fun. Yeah, they're fun. Sometimes Jobbers are the best fun. Agreed. You have fun with them, right? And there's no stakes here. But what are the stakes? I end up, I know that the Brooklyn brawler of supervillains over here. Yeah, Ferlin Nixley shows up, right? Me and you are heroes, which we're not. But I end up like, I know what would happen. And any musical-based villain would get, I'd start yelling requests. Like, I'm (laughs) telling you, he's doing that. I want to hear him do the beginning of For No One by the Beatles. That has a harp. I don't know many harp songs, but I would like, play Stairway to Heaven. I'd start yelling requests. They'd get annoyed. Maybe they'd leave. Uh, But I, I get intrigued by That's that. That's all you do as a hero.
1: You don't defeat the evil. You just annoy them
2: until they no, leave No, I annoy them. I'm yelling Free Bird and shit like that. And then they're all, you know, and then b- by that time you go do behind. You know, Black Pink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You go behind and then I push them over you. You're on all fours and we win the day. Then I Classic take the, the harp. I take the harp. I start playing. And then the reaction of everyone is just the reaction of Dick Grayson It's just awfulness ah. coming out of that harp. They don't like it. But. I do like that where that you get these characters. Heart. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's like playing the devil's hand, isn't it? You end no. up where in this part though, even before that, i really like this moment because you have Superman who says to Batman, I, I actually I even like when he says uh Batman goes sidebar. I'm like let it uh, you go off there, right? I'm like, What what are you in court? What are you talking about? They're cool as hell. Yeah, they are. They go off and it's like listen. I know that if this isn't your fault I mean, you're the shining example to everybody But this kid, a little over the top We're going to have to do we something not He be says, able to listen, let me handle this And seriously, for a page and a half I started thinking like I mean, this seemed like Identity crisis type deal Of the idea of wiping powers I'm like, oh, yeah. what are you doing here, Superman? This isn't but you. frankly, like, it's happened?
1: done in a, in a better way than that. Because I love Identity Crisis because of all the drama that it bring, brought to the DC Universe. But we have a situation where Superman, like a Batman to a degree, has prepared for the worst situation. He wanted the best for David, his boy Thunder sidekick. He his powers like everybody else that we're hanging out with right now and the super friends and shit along those lines but he knew that the day might come that he might lose control and he might have to take David's powers away. So you have that Superman depowering chamber in the force of solitude. And the idea is like, Hey David, you need to come with me. He's doing it very gently. He's like, Hey uh, Robin, can you come along? He's going to need a friend. It's done in such a, like a empathic kind of way. Like even bringing Robin along, it does get us to where we need to go in the force of solitude in a way that doesn't feel forced, but actually fun bringing the Superman two chamber to the whole thing. But, it's just this whole terrible situation where Dave's like, I can do better. Don't do this to me. He's like, Look, I'm sorry, son. But even at the end, you have Superman, the ultimate purveyor of forgiveness. He's like, I can't do this. Look, we can try harder. And it's so good the way that Superman is presented here.
2: I was really worried. I actually thought, Oh my God, like this is going to be something that I'm going to bring up now. Like this is a thing that two years from now, hey, remember when Superman took David Fowler away? That was bullshit. And he ended up, he's not able to do it. Now you also get that play would have would Batman have been able to, and I think he would have. Yes, I think Batman would have done it easily. I mean, Batman he'd have one foot in that damn thing, and he'd he already even be ask Robin full of to come along.
3: No, no, he would have tied him. David
2: up and threw his ass in that chamber. Yeah, yeah, he'd say to David, "Sidebar," and the next thing you know, <laughs> he doesn't have powers. And I <laughs> <laughs> really, I it it worried me. It actually worried me because I thought this was going to be something very unsuperman like, but it turned out they'd be even better. Even when I thought that it was funny, where you end up having the key comes and he's going to have a distraction. He has a bunch of them. He ends up letting bunch loose of jobs. the letting loose the animals too. The menagerie. Yeah, I love when Superman really spells that out. There's been times where they said, "Oh, it's my zoo. Oh, it's yeah. the you know the holding cages." So oh. and people started to get upset. We saw this. Me and you were doing podcasts and whatnot, and suddenly people started kind of trying to cancel Superman. Because he's keeping animals captive, but he's not a wildlife refuge. I love lost how creatures. he says. I love how now he has. To, he knows that people are listening. He's got to spell that's it out all the is, time.
1: Like, right? I, I thought they spelled it out really well in the Superman animated series, and I, I don't remember what came out before that. But th- I remember that's where I first saw the idea Still of the ends Superman. Up being so, a
2: problem with some people. I'm telling it, you, I like how he says alien, it here.
1: It's alien animals that don't have a world anymore that Superman is keeping alive and safe and well.
2: Yeah. And and the problem is, I mean, the only problem is he's treating the animals and that problem like he does the bottled city of Candor. It's always, I'll get to that. Right? I'll get to that down the line, right? He never gets Look, to it. Don't, no, no, don't get to Candor. It always leads to problems. Yeah, well, that is true. No, what is the problem is it doesn't matter if you shrink it, you make it big. They're always a problem. They come out many. They're a problem. They come out big. <laughs> a problem. Uh, So... In that though, i I just it made me laugh the idea where and now the dog has to go nuts, that we end up where it's spelled out in that way because it's been a problem before and it made me laugh, which another thing was the idea of the Phantom Zone. And is the Phantom Zone something that is, you know, something nice or whatnot as well? So we'll have to see. But I do like and I do like where Suman's like, I'll go take care of those animals. He's gonna do that, where David And Robin go to take care of the rest of what they think is just the key, but he's brought his jobbers with them so that they can end up, you know, doing their deal. And I do like all of this, and it really spells out the idea of Superman being, you know, like you said, he's always going to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. He always is going to be hopeful for that. But unfortunately, I guess it's that the key likes to flail around like an asshole when you're fighting him. And the guy's kicking and screaming, and and (laughs) he hits the rocket. And at first, I, I'll admit, I didn't know what was going on. I thought I like what this the moment
1: too when we defeat all the jobbers and stuff that Kia's has brought along, and we have pretty much David confronted with this guy who helped torture with the joke and stuff like that. And he has a gun to David's face. He's talking about how he can dissolve his atoms, his molecules, and do all of this stuff. He already took away the, the powers of Superman which is one of the biggest problems I have with the book, because we have the depowering chamber, and Superman's like, "This is this going to take me a little while to get rejuiced up? I'm like, was that what's going to happen to David too every month, Is you going to have to come back and get depowered? It's a weird situation that we have here, that we took away his powers, and it meant nothing.
2: And it was weird because of the idea. Plus, I do want to mention that the depowered chamber was spelled out to be Kandorian technology. They're always up to, to trouble, <laughs> Eric, the guys who ended up looking at David originally. We just have
1: good scientists.
2: So is it that it was just set for David's physiology himself, or whatnot? But I, I actually Thought that maybe that could have been the play from the beginning. The idea, listen, it's going to depower you for now. We'll teach you. We'll teach you, but each, you know, and eventually, it's almost like a license. You'll you'll end up getting your powers back. But they didn't spell it out like that, and I no. thought it was really going to be bad. Uh, but when you end up having, did you think it all at any point? Because you end up having the key, and he's like, "Listen, I have this gun." most powerful was this weapon a in my arsenal I like
1: a lot in this whole thing that i was getting to before was the idea with this whole gun in his face everything's been done to david knowing that he almost beat the joker to death how everybody came down hard on this, going to take his powers away they like lost faith in david for the most part he is able to overcome the key here and everybody's worried that he's going to go nuts again and fucking kill him but he does like become the bigger man here and say no i'm not going to do that and everybody's relieved to see this it's just that everything has been activated at this point in time with with the keys kicking and flailing about where he somehow kicked the outside of the, the fucking uh, ship. And now it's already turned on. I don't know how it works, but we can go <laughs> with it. Yeah. But the ship is now phasing out of this Earth's you know, vibrational field. And David is linked to this ship from the same world. So even though this like you know, the ship is leaving, David is vibrating as well out of this world. And mm-hmm. you only have a few moments left because nobody knows how to work the ship. Not even David, David himself. And he even yells Aaron at it. And- it.
2: The way that it's spelled out and the progression, it really builds the tension. It really plays out because they are like, David, shut the thing, thing off. It's like, you. I I didn't build it. And really, then he goes, I feel funny, Mr. Stark. I mean, <laughs> I'm suddenly <laughs> That's what it reminded well, me the of. Idea. It's like, call the Flash. I already have. He's not picking I up. Love call that. the other Flash. No
1: one's picking up. We don't have anybody here who can do the vibrational thing that can save David at this point in time. Pretty much, we are stuck here watching this poor boy be sent away once again. And it's just Superman saying, look, we will find you. We will help you. We'll do whatever we can. Like, David's, like, you know what? I'm just happy that I got to know you. And auto- I'm sure there's going to be a Superman or a Batman in the other world. And I can take everything I learned here and put it over there. You guys were great. And he just goes away. It's just too bad that when David does show up in this new world, he comes in contact with God, a figure who has, who has the power of the quintessence. Who hates Superman is going to change this
2: boy into the worst. And and with this, the whole scenes of this, and this is why I think that Mark Wade, like some of the things are real subtle, but they, they really hit. And they, I love them. The idea, yeah, vibration. So they're trying yeah. to figure it out. And then they're figuring out. They have to be quick. That That's a Flash thing. Flash thing. But, you know, the whole thing that they took. So, yeah, Batman, and the best is not just that, not just, hey, we got to call the Flash. It's that then Batman says already on like he is already ahead of them, even with that. But it's such a good way that it shows Superman and Batman working. Batman's on the side trying to call flashes while Superman's trying to comfort David and trying to figure out things as well. And I really, really like that whole deal. I actually Red I spots. was wondering i really yeah and that's what you need you don't need a book where superman sits there and like that batman he's such a great guy you know who i like that batman and the batman's like no 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 i like you more bro you us two bros uh so in that though there were funny little things i for some reason when the key brought out that gun i'm like should i go back and check that batman deal because i swear I thought maybe Mark Wade is starting to, you know, cross safe Yeah, and that we'd see something that this does. That if it is adjusted, something that it could have been the gun that fail safe had, and that's not because I'm not. It's because this story is hitting with me, and I I want everything. But we to knew that to toy man,
1: to uh, toy man built that. Yeah, gun. toy
2: man. But again, I would have loved to have had this idea where. He got that gun to come up with a schematic. I just wanted some things to connect. It doesn't, it it seems, but it was pretty cool. And then the idea where, of all of this, again, no no hero in this book is de elevated to elevate anybody else. And the big hero speech is being done by David, a kid who we know ends up that turns into a god. So that even gives you more of the idea of what the hell happened, David? What happened? Because he says, don't worry. He sees the idea. And it's again, his parents died. It's almost, again, to him, almost like what happened, you know, with his world and parents. He's going to be gone from this world. It seems to be nice, accepting, but he's going to go. And he says, maybe I'll find some nice Superman and Batman. Now, and those ultimately, two, it almost
1: feels like a failure for Superman, though, because he wasn't able to reach David as well as he wanted to through this whole process. And by the end, it seemed like David learned, you know, to, like, you know, do what he's supposed to do. I feel weird saying do what he's supposed to do. I know, but, but you, you feel know, like he's learned his
2: cheek. lesson exactly. to turn the other cheek and go. It's just unfortunate that we hero. know that he's a, a young kid, and you wonder how he got from point A to point B, and when he shows up, call me Gog, you're like, all right, oh, here we go, David. because that is somebody who hates Superman, and he's going to be in this world now. It's going to a and- weird
1: situation where it's like, you know, I'm guessing the way he looks right now, he already hates Superman because God once loved Superman and then then ended up hating him, thinking he was the Antichrist and stuff along those lines. Which so, is what he will probably try
2: so. to get, you know, Magog yeah. like that or David. That It's easy to make that connection, but yeah, you're right. Like, it's it's a shame that he doesn't get there in the love Superman, Gog. And, and then maybe, just maybe David could have turned all of that around and he could have all the God. kingdom come universe. Because, yeah, it would have been Maybe, hey, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But David will still grow up to kill the Joker. Yeah, yeah, well, everybody should do that at least once in their life, right? So you end up where, yeah, you have God there, and it it really hits. And that, I think that the funny play is, that's, that's another big cliffhanger, and it's one of those, like, oh my god wow moment eureka moments a little more than what we saw before
1: will we ever get back to her, or is this just know.
2: how magog gets started
1: and we're moving on because it's the worst part about it because batman superman robin none of these trio right now will ever find david never reach him before he becomes a scourge of earth 22 we need a and magog we'll year we'll, one we'll right? a, last thing is we'll eventually get a magog in our own universe that we saw in uh, the uh, jsa series i believe and do all these different things and I think Captain Adam ends up killing him during uh, Generation Lost Justice League. So we have a, – a, it's a different character. I think he's the the great-grandson of, like, you know, President Roosevelt or something along those lines for how it works in our own continuity. But who knows how the continuity works anymore ever since Flashpoint and the JSA and how they take place, whatever we have going on with that. But right now, this is our 22 stuff. This is the origin of Magog. And I'm pretty much sure – like, I don't know because I haven't looked at the solicits
2: – uh, it's just going to end here, and we know the re- and now you know the rest of the story because we saw Gog. Here's the deal: at the end, not the end. Dot, dot, I know, but but that, that could mean just go you know, read Kingdom, Kingdom, Kingdom Come. Come, exactly. Well, but next is Robin and Supergirl on the date from hell. You're like, all so, right, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound and that sounds Gog like fun, ass, but that does sound like fun. and I think that again, when we get to that, why I'm intrigued by that is that idea that the way this book is being done and the way this world's finest is, it does look like they're. You know, gonna maybe get together. They're hanging out. They're doing things. They're almost like a, a Bravo type situation.
1: They're, they are going to try things out, and it's not going to work exactly. There will be Babs <laughs> to pick up the pieces. And
2: um, Babs will come in. She likes experimenting. That's, that's fine with her, them. right? Oh my goodness gracious! But uh, yeah, so at the end, the art's great. I mean, the, oh, art, yeah, the is, art is, is fantastic. Fun. It's really good. And, and when we read the even if the stories
1: suck, the art will always elevate this book. But thankfully, the story doesn't suck.
2: (laughs) No, it doesn't. At the end of the podcast, the last section, we'll be talking about the new champions of Shazam, and you do bring up the idea. I don't know how I know this, Eric. I'm I'm looking into the future. The idea that this is the team that will be on Shazam. And more and more as the story goes, I'm more and more looking forward to that Shazam because Mark Wade does seem like he's back in the groove of things. He needed to come back to DC. Now that he is, he knows the characters, he loves the characters, and he has stories to tell. With the character, so I'm looking forward to see. wish she could explain his continuity a little better. Shazam stuff, I know, but it, it, it's one of those things. I know that, <laughs> that you're a fun, how dare you're, you! I know you're a continuity kid, but even you are starting to be like, you know what? This is really good. I can kind yeah, of mean good. And a lot of the things are like, why is Supergirl alive when the costume's this? When you're actually post, well, it, 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 it doesn't it, make sense. Post Crisis,
1: Dick Grayson is still Robin. Supergirl is alive. Green Lantern is, like isn't affected by yellow. I'm like,
2: yeah. Look, I don't know what you're getting at, but at least you're telling fun stories. Yeah, there we go. But what would you give this fun story, Eric? 8.5 out of 10. 8.5. I'm going to go up a 9. I'm a 9 out of 10. I really, really enjoy this. And, uh, yeah, I believe that it might be my book of the week. I don't... Spoilers. I don't know, but we're going to move on to the next one, Milestone. Milestone, Eric. And here's the thing. I want to just throw this out there for all the people who do reviews. And I'm sure there's a couple that listen to you know, the podcast. When I look at the comic ground up and listen. I see these scores maybe. I don't know, the stats don't show it, but somebody oh, no. me. Yeah and <laughs> didn't tell you then. Uh, we're an army of three. We have ah. one. Oh my goodness, Rob Lewis. You end up where all this going down, I look at the scores and I even said to Gabe because Gabe reviewed this on the site. And he's like, Oh my God, you know and then, I'll tell you right now, just to point out something that we can stand on our soapbox or whatnot. I don't even know it's a soapbox, but Never have me and Eric ever told anybody to score something in any score. We've never said this no. better be an eight or higher. This better be this score. This better be that. You know, when we come on me and you all argue about it, but that so Gabe's like, hey, I'm going to give it this said score. And uh, I'm, I'm worried because I think that people are going to give it really high scores. For I said, really, it's a milestone. It's nice. I said, there's going to be at least six perfect scores. Yeah. Ten out of tens. Uh, I went a little low. Eric, I went a little low. There's like nine or ten. And I just want to tell them this is this is for them. Look at all those chickens. Look at them chickens, Eric, because they they end up oh, raiding shit. stuff. For, they just fired. Fired. I got them. And that's a wholesome way to yell at them. Right. Uh It's just the idea that I I sit there and I read this story, which we'll, we'll get into it, obviously. But it's nice enough. On the surface, if you're not here to really think about stuff, you can have the idea. Hey, Nightwing, he got the boys who are bad, and he's a great guy. Uh, but you know, what is a perfect score anymore? And just because it's a milestone, doesn't mean you elevate the score. And they always do. They always do. And I don't get it. I actually think that a milestone like this, if you're going to do anything, you might expect a little more from it because oh it yeah, you got page space, right? You come in and do something, and really, Eight games need to be had. When Tom Taylor, this is obviously tom taylor this is like with this double deal it's almost like he had 25 issues with the annual included and the oversized he's had 23 regular and annual uh but you, you get the idea that these milestones like this th- they're supposed to like really show you like okay this run has been worth it because it's all led up to this and uh, that's what i think or a celebration and it just, this one comes off weird to me, but it's it's Nightwing number 100, written by Tom Taylor, art by, and here we go Bruno Redondo, Scott McDaniel, Rick Leonardi, Eddie Barros, Javier Fernandez, Mikel Janine. And I told you, how did I say that you pronounce it now? Mikel G- Jan. Man, I can't remember. Carl, not Urban, but Story, er, Iber Ferreira, <laughs> uh, Keho Felipe, and Joe Prado. There's even more, but what, that's about the What's Carl's different. name? Uh, Carl Story. Okay. I just want—I just want everybody to know that I know who Carl Urban is. So is Carl cool. Urban the one that sings? Is he the country guy or is no, he the act? He's not. He's what's the, actor. the. What's the what's the the singer guy? Keith? Urban guy? Yeah, Keith. I get these guys mixed up. I think they're one and the same. Uh, but here's the thing: you end up having a series that has been a victory lap for Dick Grayson Nightmare. In in the series, he can't do anything wrong, and most of the stories are set up just to show you how great he is. He rarely does anything on his own, but the gist of it is, is that everybody wants to help him because he's a great guy. Damn All right. right. It's starting to get, you know, and it has been getting a little bit tiresome, and we've What's said Heartless it even is from M. O. the beginning. Heartless's MO is to stick around for as long as that guy can because Dick Grayson's doing nothing. So, it, And even that changed. He's been around 23 issues. And what has he done? What has he changed? And what is Dick Grayson doing about him? Because this is a serial killer that's ripping hearts out of people making a lot of kids homeless without a family. But yet Dick Grayson never seems to think that it's that important to really look into. If he runs into Heartless, he might do something, but he's not going to look into it because, yeah, he's got other things to do. He's reactionary. This Nightwing loves to have press conferences and big, giant podium, you know, announcements. He loves that. And in this issue where it starts, after a nice little thing with Batman, and some people thought that the Batman stuff in this was too over the top. I thought it went on a little too far, but it is the best part, and you could get some feels from it. I think that it goes a little too far and does get a little bit, you know, over the top. But the idea of this, out of nowhere in this, it starts being a thing about prison reform. And we haven't really seen that up until nope. now. Is what I that's well, what this, gets this me. Prison was just introduced, I think, in this issue. I don't remember this prison
1: ever. I'm saying I'm not saying that it wasn't ever here before this Rosebud prison, but I don't recall it. And it just is like. On the edge of, you know, on, uh, Bloodhaven, when you come crossing the bridge, this freaking old ass prison is just, and I say old ass, it's just been around for a long time, but it's really high tech looking. It just sits there as a symbol of like, and I'm like, what does they say? Because the first impression visitors have of our city is an oppressive razor wild covered shrine to, it's cr- a shrine to crime and corruption. And I'm like, I don't really think of prisons as shrines of crime and corruption. I think of them as, you know, things that allow us to know that people are being punished for the crimes they commit against their fellow man and woman.
2: By the end, we'll we'll be talking about probably a lot of things that what he's doing is is wacky and weird, but just to throw it out there at the beginning, if I pull into a town and I see Titan's Tower, you know what I do? I get away away from that Titan's Tower because that thing's always getting blown up. Shit's going down. Yeah, really, I'm out. So when you have this, the biggest thing that I would say, if I'm pulling into Bloodhaven and I'm there with my kids, "Hey dad, what's that?" "Oh, that's a prison. That's trouble. Off we go." And and <clears throat> hey, by the way, kids, don't don't go there. Like there's a symbol of don't do shit because you go. But just to so then. Just the subplot of bail
1: and the unjust of people that they were But that's the thing pay he bail starts and to all throw this other everything stuff. at you. It right? just doesn't work for the idea because on top of having this maximum security prison, you also have like, you know, county prisons and like stuff like that, because Bloodhaven is a city. Like The idea that you'll have smaller things, you'll have locked up in like, uh, uh, precincts of the police and stuff like that. If they don't pay bail over the weekend, you know they'll see the judges and stuff like that. But everybody is not being sent to this maximum security supervillain prison.
2: And that's the problem here is, first off, what they should have is a max security supervillain prison. This is a universe that they should have that. Uh, but they have the this big here. thing, right? So what? Tom, here's just the little things that I can glean that he's he's against prisons. He thinks maybe at one point even almost says they're overcrowded, right? They they are. He also rails against private prisons because they end up being people who own a prison for profit. Then he doesn't like bail, but then he ties in the bail in the way that whether he thinks this or not, but he seems to think that the bail is set by the prison. And that's how they make their money. that's not true.
1: they don't have bail bondsmen in uh in yeah the they, I heaven.
2: looked they, there is a problem well I, I looked, I went with Australia. I looked a lot of things like where's he getting with this? and there's a problem with private prisons that's more of an Australian thing. I said yeah. you would, but the idea where he tries to pull this idea of okay, the reason why bail is high is because the prisons now in a roundabout way you but there's not enough room. And while people argue with me that, well, there's always politics and social messages in comic books, this is such a convoluted, ridiculous argument at to begin with that we haven't seen up until now. There's not enough room, space, or interest to really deal with it. And what he's doing, as he always does, he ends up presenting this huge problem that he wants to say, look at me, I recognize the problem, so does Nightwing. But at the end, not only does he let everything just fly by. And, but he actually does things by the end that would make this problem worse. Well, even the
1: idea where, like, we'll, we'll jump through the story because just to get to the end product of the idea where this prison is destroyed by the end because of Heartless breaking everybody out, causing explosions, just stuff that the people who own the prison don't want to rebuild. So we're just going to have this gigantic eyesore. And then, you know what I'm going to do is billionaire Dick Grayson? I'm going to build Titan's Tower here. And all you and I could
2: talk about is like, Where did the rest of the prisoners go? Yeah, that's, I mean, the idea that it starts off with the idea of there's, uh, I mean, even in one of the bubbles, it says there's over 3,000 inmates squeezed into Bloodhaven private prison. So that seems it's overcrowded. You have just taken that prison away. Where the fuck are they going? Where are they going, then? Look at this gigantic
1: structure, though. It's one of the biggest things I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Like, you're talking about squeezed in here. It's
2: gigantic. It is bigger than Arkham Tower. (laughs) And you have a Dick Grayson who, you know, he has put a bunch of those people away. And also, there's that he tries to play this game both ways. Tom Taylor does, where he's like, he's really railing on the idea of innocent people in jail, yeah. but then he has to say, well, there's some bad people. But no, this is the thing. And once to get you know why there's bail? He wants to think that it's to fund a private prison. No, the, the bail is set by the the court, and it's there so these assholes go back to their trial. That's it. Whether or not you like it, maybe it's too high, whatever. But it's there so people end up having a reason to have to go back for their trial. Because unlike what Tom Taylor's saying, a lot of people who end up getting arrested, they're kind of guilty. They end up having done something wrong. But yet you're throwing this all together. It's, if There's not enough room or space or, the, like I said, interest even to make it because you have a superhero comic here where then you're just going to punch people and throw them and whatnot, for the most part. And then Heartless
1: has just become the nightfall bane where he's going to break all these people out to cause a havoc for Nightwing to have to deal with, and it ultimately really doesn't go anywhere because, look, I'm going to break into this prison. I'm going to give people kind of masks All mine. I thought his mask used to be gold, now it's just white, but everyone's going to wear these white masks and give them anonymity these broken out prisoners they're still wearing prison jumpsuits so it doesn't matter because they're getting caught and shit's going bad but the idea is to go out there and cause havoc along those lines because you know what i need to do i need to break out the elephant man i gotta go talk to my boy tony Zuko because him and i we got a problem with the graysons and this is the whole point of heartless though but he is up his game this massive level and i don't understand how all of this actually goes down from where we started with him killing homeless people for their hearts
2: I went home. I went heartless. I once called him homeless. I went heartless to take off the mask and then fill out a form and end up going on visiting hours. Hey there, get one of (laughs) the pick up the old uh, phone. Hey there, Zuko. I really like you. You killed the Graces. Oh my goodness gracious! No, instead he goes and you're going to play this game. And really, heartless though his motivations and what he's doing, where it's so ridiculous From what we started with. At least I can go with okay. That's some superhero stuff. That's some villain stuff. They go into a prison. He ends up handing out the mask, and again, Tom Taylor's, in my mind, he's doing that deal of when people are anonymous, they end up doing real bad shit because they don't have... These, these are a lot of bad people. I don't know that they really care to have a mask and the or thing not.
1: is, the idea when Nightwing does reach out to these people and does the great Dick Grayson thing and talks them down because you're better than this, you don't have to do this, this is our city, you don't need this, I'm sure that the bad people aren't going to be talked down this way. The good people who are out and about... Uh, you know, I I didn't ask for any of this. You're right. I was actually just kind of scared. Whatever.
2: Or the or they'd be like, "Screw you! I'm going to have to eventually go back to prison with these assholes, and they'll kill me then." But even so, they're talking down. And when you end up having heartless there, and he's letting everybody out, even the narration, you know, told like, "Oh, I understand it so much rage because of the condition." No, the, the, a lot of these people are just angry because they're alive and they want to do something. And you go into a prison. I don't know that you have to really sit down with people and go. Hey everybody! You mad about the conditions in here? You, you want all of a sudden multiple Megs is going to throw something at you? Yeah. All you all you do is you you go in and say, "Hey, how about this? I set you free, and you can go and blow up shit." And they're all running out. They're, they can't wait to run out and do some stuff. But again, you're trying to play this gray area in a weird situation that really isn't a gray area situation. Then you you have to have superhero stuff. So, oh my god, let me get KGBs. Let me get Elephant Man. Well, that's Man. the
1: worst part because Elephant Man's fun just because it's a Brotherhood of Evil character. I'm never sick get of Beast like
2: being connected to Nightwing. It just the thing stops is,
1: it. I'm not sick of it. I'm just sick that every time he does show up because you have this connection with him, Vic Grayson getting shot in the head and stuff like that. So it's just some bad blood on top of the Beast being the biggest thing that Batman ever fought until he, you know, became a chump. But the idea that every time we show up here, even when Dick Grayson says you used to be the greatest strategist this world has ever seen, stuff like this, and you just tackled me off of a building onto a parked car, and we both hurt ourselves. What is this? Because every time KGB shows up now, he is dumber and dumber. He is no longer the threat that he once was and what's made him the greatest villain that Batman would ever get up against.
2: Right. Well, and this is the thing. I would have loved it at a point where you end up having Heartless, who's so obsessed Make with Dick Grayson. Make the beast great again. And and he goes to KG Beast, and and we said KG Beast has a little bit of a you know assorted history, but recently it's really dumbed down. I really would have loved they go, and I would like in general somebody goes to KG Beast, Hey, I heard you don't like the Nightwing, and he's like, eh, I don't, yeah. I'm done with that. I really that was a, that was, it was one job. job. That was one job. Why does everybody think I do it? That's KG Beast, there. Obviously, um, but how about this? How, would you laugh at this? they come, uh, Heartless goes, hey, I got a way that you can end up taking down Nightwing. And he's like, ah, oh, I'm done with that. I get revenge already. And then they go, oh, by the way, that girl is hanging out with a member that living metal shit you dealt with. He's like, now and I'm angry. On? <laughs> <laughs> living, living what gold. I'm now angry. But again, every time KGB comes in, it's just to end up being something that can get beat up. And that's not good. That's not the thing. And you know, the idea that he had, you know, the the Beast and going after Batman and all. I'm telling
1: you, Ten Nights of the Beast was an amazing
2: story. He had and had Batman such at the end of it, which end that he Batman had to wall him up. You know, they ended up, you know, saying things, but still. Gigi
1: Beast, Killer Croc, and then Bane. They were all the biggest bads that Batman ever faced. But ever since that point in time they have never gotten that like accolades they once had before because every time that a writer shows up, no now we gotta be the same with Doomsday, the man who killed like the man, the thing that killed Superman. He has never been as big as a bad as he was for Doomsday and stuff along those lines. And I don't know why you can't have these big bads anymore.
2: The only thing, the one thing that I liked, you know, it's not recent, but somewhat recent, I think you might agree, was the idea that KGBs, what would he do when the Iron Wall went down? Well, you know, and Scott Snyder addressed that a bit where if, I'm just an assassin, I'm just a hitman, and we've gone from there. But they ended up, they nerf him. I want to, I'm right now, I'm going to do. KGB's one bad day, and his Bad day is when Tom King decided to write him And also Cecil Castellucci, those are his Bad days, Eric, and then you go from there But you end up with all this where You have some nice Moments that are okay, but they're The nice moments are kind of squeezed into Really ridiculous situations That really point out in my mind Where some people will give it a 10 Out of 10 and say, this is the, The issue that shows you Why it's so great The series I end up seeing these other things, and it might be the glass half full type deal, but I'm seeing things that end up showing me why I've been irritated for a bit with the series. The idea of the surface level politics or signaling fan service wow moments that are never resolved. You said, and you are the only one I ever heard talk about this, when you ended up having Nightwing and they ended up getting the villains, again, convincing villains not to be bad. And you have Brutale yeah. give the finger to a Blockbuster. And drives away giving the fingers And everybody's laughing Oh my god that's a great moment Brutel is a villain who should have been arrested And is just allowed to drive away It's never that next level thinking And that's what happens with this prison stuff Where usually this sort of thing would just be the setup For a bunch of fights You don't think about Once you bring it up though you have to think about it The idea of prison reform Crowded prisons bail, All this stuff going on But then when you get to it You point out in this issue again Nightwing doesn't do anything on his own.
1: Well, honestly, this is a little bit. This is a bit bigger than his pay grade at this point in time because he is just you know Nightwing in Bloodhaven. You have an entire prison loose. It wore Batman down terribly trying to deal with some Arkham inmates stuff like that. You have an entire prison, right? You call in the Teen Titans
2: for this. Most of the prisoners, they're not doing anything bad. He's hugged it out with them. He goes to them and says, "Listen, you could be better." A Half of them go. I think there's more than that, but you end up where they even say, and again. Who knows how many there were because that's never addressed. He just says that they go off and then you just really fight Elephant Man and then KGBs and KGBs has a couple cronies with him. But the idea that there's not one thing in this that actually Nightwing sub because I think Tom Taylor is playing this game again like he does John in the Super
1: With a little help from my friends.
2: Well, also that Nightwing cannot fight anybody. He ends up even he's fighting KGBs, right? He's, he's going, you know, mano y mano fighting them. Even then, he almost says in the style the KG Beast isn't so bad. It's like, ah, he's just upset. He's just, his pride got hurt. Oh my goodness gracious. And they're fighting. Yeah, you're just going to call in the Titans for the two biggest battles after seeing Titans take you out Alpha Man, Titans take you out the
1: KG Beast, and even the idea of that where you have you know, it's a celebration of Nightwing because it is the 100th issue, but we still have a story to tell. But throughout that, we're going to pepper in a few things here and there. Like, we've got to have the Titans because that's a big part of Dick Grayson's life. But here's like Nightwing throughout the years for no real reason at all except for celebration, and it looks fine. And it's, it just pissed me off though because I still want the red costume,
2: right? They're, they're usually pinups, these actually play off as like looking back at the it, it's part of the story, but yeah, I looked at the red costume, I'm like, oh, and that I think red symbol costume pops so much. And I'll tell you, I think that they ended up getting, and I believe it was Eddie Barrows who did the new 52. Nightwing, and they end up getting, like, that's cool. Get the guys yeah, right. who did these costumes and things like that. And a lot of people love, you know, that classic, you know, the disco wing deal, which I do too. And that, yeah, it's great. seriously, people can make fun of it. It looks badass in this. It looks badass in the 90s. I know, but, you know, you have, but 80s, you also have, I say that. Also the funny play is, if you look, you also have, like, the 90s feet. You have, like, a Liefeld foot where it's all pointed. I like, it made me laugh. And I, again, but it didn't do anything for the story, but that's the celebration part of it. Um, But yeah, you end up where, again, one of the biggest things in this, just to point out, like I said, these issues, you, you kind of usually lead to something. So what are we going to lead to? Well, there's two things that I thought we might get. Now, as it comes out, I think well, we're not going to get a wedding. We thought that before, but maybe that's an over. engagement, maybe an engagement would happen, right? You could have that. Or when you're doing this, I also thought, well, wouldn't this be the best time to take down Heartless? Wouldn't this be the best time to actually do the deal where this issue is about finally stepping up and taking down Heartless? He, he skedaddles away. Now, it's interesting, With Tony, it's Zuko. Tony Zuko, but it's still this guy just doesn't get beat. And you're, you're doing all these crazy things. Also, I see at one point, I don't know if it's a normal sign, but I see the X-Men. Sign in the middle of Bloodhaven I don't like that, but yeah as Nightwing comes and he's going to hug it out We saw this from Batman in that Mayhem Fitzmartin Christmas deal with Tim Drake where Batman ended up hugging out With some, you know, looters or Terrorists, it because, yeah, it was terrible So this is almost laughable as well I get it, I get that to grace is the Great guy, but this is just ridiculous As all this is happening um And the Teen Titans come in and they're going to save the day. People like the Titans. That's a celebration. Oh, All right. Titans. You can like the, the art and whatnot. But really, by the end of this, you end up having Dick Grayson fight KGB. And then the Titans come in to even the numbers. You get. And even then, it's like he's already pulled his shoulder. So Donna Troy stays back to pop his shoulder while everybody else fights. All right. He's like taking it easy. But then Superman and Wonder Woman show up. He takes down KGB with, you know, with a dislocated like, arm. Him. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. It it nerfs KG beast, but you and know That's the
1: worst problem because the beast should be the
2: one of the biggest bad. I know, and, and Heartless just getting away and leaving a mask for a message just seemed laughable. Then Dick Grayson has more to lose. You have Wonder Woman and Superman show up, right? And I'll tell you right now, in the timeline and stuff, seeing this Hall of Justice destroyed throws other books on <laughs> I don't know what's going on with well, so Timeline right? too,
1: because Superman and Wonder Woman show up because they gotta to talk to Dick Grayson, but you know what? We can't do it here. Get on your bike and, like, fly. Well, not even fly. We're going to fly. You ride your bike to Washington, D.C. so we can look at the the wreckage of the Hall of Justice. So we can, like, you know, we can talk to you about leading the next Justice League. Is it a wow
2: moment? I think it's it's a
1: very wow moment. It gets us to our new dawn of D.C. and what the future is going to bring. Because we're not going to have a Justice League. The Titans are just going to be the Justice League going forward. And it's such a weird thing because I would actually like the Titans – Maybe being called the Justice League, just calling them the Titans yeah. and like being the same status quo at the yard, just without the Justice League, just, it feels like it's like lackluster. And even the idea is like, nobody can lead the Justice League like you can. And I'm sitting there I'm like, well, I know people liked it. But when he was Batman, and he re- led the Justice League. I didn't think they were that great, honestly. The I that, that that iteration was, I think, a little sucky in my mind, but a lot of people do love it. But this idea is great to me, because when you have Superman in there. And they don't want to come out and say exactly, but they have one of the chairs left up on the, the wreckage of the Hall of Justice, and he goes and burns a Nightwing symbol of one of the chairs. It's like, I appreciate the symbolism, but I might wait until it's not molten metal before I sit down. i like, that's fair. I'm like, because as soon as I saw him doing I'm like, don't sit in that. You're going to hurt yourself. Actually, actually <laughs> that's actually what I'm doing.
2: I'm like, really? Like, that's what you're doing, Superman? Let the, I have an issue, though, when they're talking, and you end up having Superman say, listen, what you did during the crisis. All right. And then says what you've done for Bloodhaven. It's, well, it's very impressive. you mean the prison riot where it seems like prisoners are still running around looting the city right now. As you speak, also the idea that he has a serial killer in his, his city that he hasn't been able to catch in, in how much time and ends up killing just innocent people over and over and making in the, you know, kids homeless. Don't know that he's done a great job. In there
1: and I, I I just looked it up that but that motorcycle ride would take him over three hours to do to he's get telling to the, the whole justice. time He's like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is me?
2: Yeah, really. Or, uh, how about this? You know, I'll get my own chair. You can burn my symbol in Look, it. I know I'm a billionaire, but gas is pricey. Yeah, really. Really. Uh and speaking of that, uh the idea that he's done impressive things in Blood Aim and what he's done. Is just throw money at problems in a way that I think is all surface level. Me and you it was talked not just about that, the it's idea. How he, stu- he stepped up during Dark Crisis as well. Well, they're saying that Dark Crisis, but really everybody stepped up in Dark Crisis. It was just him getting thrown into the darkness, and he was able to come out. It, that was very misleading that it was him. But again, needed. John, John was more of a leader. in it up to the one point, and then it changed. Everybody was a hero, but again, it was the elevation of him. But in Bloodhaven, he's been a fucking wreck. They haven't done anything. He's throwing money at things. I'll even tell you the idea. Remember when we argued about the Ten city? Oh, yeah. man, he knows these kids are home. Where are those kids now? Are they living in that hot dog truck that is in the haven? Because I don't know that there was anything set up after that haven that was just playtime area. I, I
1: don't know. I think you can just say that Dick Grayson took care of it.
2: Uh, maybe, but it, did he take care of it? Because in the end here... Well, he didn't bring their parents back from the dead, that's for sure. In, and he didn't even take down the villain that's making more people homeless yeah. but at the end i can't tell you that he did anything because after he talks to batman and says you know you're my dad thanks a lot i love you we haven't had time to talk alfred whatnot i also think that dick uh or batman bruce wayne ends up like since alfred isn't there he wants to like make it like hey listen i was always there it's just alfred would help out a tiny bit by keeping the the uh, the phones open and whatnot. Open, yeah, yeah it's like. But now that he's gone, we have this, and it's a nice moment. And you get this, and I think that that's well deserved because they really haven't had time to like cool down and do this, and it's nice. And it's it's Dick, in a way, like you said, when he was Batman leaving the just that was because Batman wasn't there. This is a little different. He says, can I lean on you? Can I ask you questions? Can I call you? And he's like, yeah, of course you can. I love you, dad. It's nice. That's the best part of it. it. Yeah. But again, going back to did he help the homeless kids? What? Not because in the beginning he was talking about such things as overcrowded prisons. He was talking about the and yet this prison where you have it like you would think by the end he's going to build a more humane prison. He's going to build a prison that could end up doing this or that. He builds Titan's Tower. That prison isn't there. We, we, As far as we know, the the bad guys are still prisoners are running around in the orange. Orange is the new blood haven as they're running around, setting everything on fire. And yet, isn't this going to make things worse? You're going to have more? Well, even the idea is so weird to me. This was 3,000 inmates that don't have a prison now to be put in because he's going to make a Titan's Tower. What's well, a weird idea that Bloodhaven
1: would allow this? Because Nightwing is yeah. still kind of a vigilante aspect to the city, like <laughs> the cops would allow him. But like now, he's just doing press conferences with the Titans as Nightwing's saying, "Look, I am building this gigantic skyscraper T in your city that brings nothing but trouble. I hope everybody's happy with that." I'm like, I don't understand how you get to this point where you have this, and not only that, but the Hall of Justice, the symbol for all of the world to see, is still in shambles, and yeah, we're yeah, relocating do about what are essentially the new Just League. The
2: fucking Bloodhaven, the Atlantic City of the DC universe. Yeah, really, really. I just think wild with You end up where, even then, it's funny because in the DCU, really, you just end up buying land, then you just announce things. And the Orgums are doing it in Gotham right now. Hey, we got this place coming up. Nobody knows what it is, but Did hey, ever we got re-build it. they
1: we build the Titans Tower in Manhattan. And did they ever rebuild the seventeen others as well? they, well, saying, they we have one on the west coast, up. we have one in New York, and now it looks like we have one a few miles south of New York
2: in freaking Atlantic City, Bloodhaven. And and even I said my joke was you have the six guys and gals, and this thing you know is humongous. It doesn't need to be that big, but where is the idea where he says I'm gonna like? Is gonna be here? Melinda goes off and says, "Well, I'm mayor, so I'm going to make sure I look into that bail." She goes, like, that doesn't solve the problem. And and Dick Grayson, who has this money where he's just like, oh, the the biggest thing he wants to get rid of is the eyesore of a prison. I want people to see the Titans Tower when they come into, you know, Bloodhaven. All right. Well, yeah, you're just not doing it right. You're just doing these things to be this, you know, milestone where, oh, my God, did you read when the Titans Tower came back? But you're supposed to forget everything logically that leads up to these things because it doesn't make any sense and it just ends up being an issue that not a lot happened except hey titans titans tower. Are some nice moments
1: and i appreciate those nice moments but you're trying to tell a story in here and it just doesn't ultimately come together because you're too sidetracked by this prison subplot that doesn't really go anywhere for what we're doing and by the end we never resolve it it's just titan Tower. everybody don't don't
2: don't remember what we just talked about yeah, it's a weird play because I think that what Tom Taylor's like, okay, what's going to happen? Heartless is going to break people out of prison. Then somehow in his mind, he's thinking, well, you know, there's some innocent people in prison. So what, what, what would I do with them? No, no, no. You're in a comic book with superheroes and supervillains. You just assume that the bad people end up doing bad things and that's who they're going to take care of. But no, you have to have this nonsense that really, it, it ends up muddying up everything. And then at the end, you almost just get a milestone issue that's just the same irritating things that you know, to me it points out a lot of the irritating things that's in this run, but the run itself that's my my problem. The run itself always has some nice moments, and it's an easy book for people to point to say, "Hey, that's a you know hopeful book that's a book that really accentuates the heroism and stuff like I that it just, more yeah, it just it never really it doesn't hold any weight to it by the end, and that's what I kind of end up wondering why. They
1: go this route. I like the Justice League stuff. I like the Bruce Wayne stuff. I didn't even I like, like the, the Justice Titan League stuff. Up. I like the Titans showing up and lending a hand for a friend because that's why I love it. Like, it's the idea of being, I have friends. i like, no, you have family. And that's why the Titans are always going to be better than Justice seen League seen in my mind. I've seen it seven
2: times in this run, though. I wish that what happened is all the other times Dick Grayson said, no, no, no. I I, I don't need your help. I I, I want to, you know, establish myself back here and then here." They end up, and he finally realizes, and they come in, and then there's a moment. Then you're like, "Oh my god, he accepted our help, Eric." But you're gonna have it because that's who Dick Grayson is. He calls in his friends when he needs it. Again, Batman and Gotham. You're not always getting the Justice League in. We end well, he's up having Batman. But I could go down every hero. Flash, I mean any of the Just like any of the Teen Titans even You don't always you have so have many heroes team. living
1: in Central City
2: <laughs> Well I know but they're mostly The Flash things but usually in the Flash book you're just going to get that Flash And you go, it's just I told you before it already It changes the power level of the thing And I think it's pointed out in this Usually Dick Grayson you'd have some things but all of a sudden You're you're throwing out KGB's And Elephant Man because you know That the Titans are going to come in and save the day anyway just doesn't do anything on his own and it's a nightwing book and i know that a lot of people at least talking because a lot more people on youtube end up yelling or talking to me about it and there's a lot of people frustrated that this book is just nightwing and friends not nightwing and he's just not able to do something. But overall, Hopefully I think
1: Tom Taylor wants to write a Titans book going forward. And this book, even though it's called Nightwing, just is the Titans, and I can that's say that's what it ends up being—the best Titans book that DC is putting out right now is Nightwing.
2: I think we're going to joke about that later, Eric, because uh, it seems it- like from the solicits that that might be what's going to happen. That it's going to be more of a Titan, and that's the thing—if you're going to be a Titan, so servant, funny, just be a Titans book, <laughs> just well, go well, that's with the it. Thing
1: I- is, uh, the idea of that—I think we even talk about it later. I'm not sure because how we recorded this this week's episode, but. You're not going to have a Justice League. The Titans are going to step up and be the Justice League, but not call themselves the Justice League. And then the Titans are going to be represented without their own
2: book in a book called Nightwing. (laughs) Yeah, it's wacky. And also, this is just me, but I know that every Titans fan has been wanting them to take over for the Justice League. This is the thing. That's, you know, hey, let our heroes have their shining moment. I'm fine with them being the own thing, but it's weird though in this where they're well, they are going to be whatever they're going to call themselves. They're titans. legitimately yeah. they're just the Justice League, though. I mean that you have the Justice League coming. We want you to be the new thing. It no, just doesn't feel just titans. doesn't feel as earned. It doesn't feel like it's really taking over because to me, you know, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman—they're just giving up. They're yeah. figuring things out. This isn't—we're too old. So you're telling me is go read one year later? Yeah, mm, yeah. I, I just I don't know. It just seems like. A Weird play you're getting what you always Wanted from a team But it's in a weird situation A weird timing with it but eh, That's what happens it happens it's Fine uh but yeah At the end I did like the art for the most part It's a mishmash of good and bad in my mind It's it's good enough it doesn't throw Things off but some of the artists when you realize Like oh there's Mikel Janine I really like him good. I really like, like a, a lot of the things yeah Still you get some cool things and you get People who are on the uh, Nightwing books in the past So that's what they usually play it with But overall what would you give this
1: Ultimately like I said I think the art's a mishmash Between really good and really bad I don't know, Just bad not really bad because the book is very serviceable The way it looks and stuff like that This story falls apart from what they're trying to do You want a celebration and you get that aspect And I appreciate that aspect with all the feels that you want to give me But the overall
2: story that you are telling falls apart in the end so a 6.5 out of 10 Now I'm a 6 out of 10 is what I'm giving it Now on the podcast Eric but we'll move on to the next book, which continues, you know, the big story, right? Big the One story Minute going on. War. Yes. What is it, Er?
1: The Flash, number 791, written by Jeremy Adams, with r by Roger Cruz, Wellington Diaz, Luis Guerrero, and Robbie For some reason, I really want to say 798, and I have no idea why. <laughs> I stumbled on seven ninety. That's the price point. Uh, one. <laughs> yes. But in going to say
2: seven ninety is what I thought yeah. you ended up making a mistake,
1: but in this issue, it is the part two of the of this one minute war where the fraction have come down, and this it seems like you know I thought they were accessing the speed force, but it seems like they're coming from the speed force, and yeah, they're the using speed? it to travel exactly. It's very odd, but whatever it is, we have they're taking over civilizations in pretty much what seems like a minute where really quick time because everybody's frozen because they're going through the speed force in order to do this. but we have the flash family in here, and it seems like the fraction are. Well, aware of people who are living conduits of the speed force in the different worlds they've taken over, but never have they come across at least five in one localized area like Central City. And one of them's like, Oh shit, I gotta get these boys alive for my empress. She's gonna think I'm a big dick on campus. It's gonna be great. Oh yeah. But ultimately, we gotta get our team together this issue to figure out what the fuck is going on because everything has just gone to shit and everybody's frozen.
2: And I'm gonna tell you, I don't think that this is a down issue. I think this is a setup issue, and I think if, if we're our calculations are correct, if you're playing a Homer, I think that we've given Flash the book of the week for a bunch of times. Every time it came out, it ended up for like the last three times. This is not going to be my book of the week, but yeah. I still am interested in this, and you do need a little gathering, you do need to hey, let's get everybody on board It's but a at the end family of versus issue, the world at this point in time Or anybody who's moving on the world And, and I like that, uh, but There's some little things, there's some weird things That I don't quite understand, and by the end Not a ton really does happen In this yeah, issue, but deep-headed. we have a bunch more we, we have a long Thing going here, including a special Coming up, and I'll tell everybody The special does really uh, flesh out The villains a little more that's what that's all about. But, yeah, in this, I did like where we were wondering how the people at the barbecue, would they just be frozen in place? But they're all knocked down, and they do look like action figures that are completely frozen. So they're oh, yeah, like in positions and stuff. I like that. Um, but what's happening with Jay?
1: Well, that's the weirdest part about this whole situation, because as the fraction are coming down in that gigantic explosion that, you know, sent all of the shit, out, it seems that Jay went and tried to move a tree in the place of everybody to protect them from this, you know, explosion at this. So like, you know, force that was coming towards them. And I'm guessing that because the boy is frozen, even though he's the twin of Irie and we've recently given him his powers back. He was fast before. And I think this whole reason that he's frozen here is because we're actually moving towards the idea where he was, um, he was reactivated like as a speed force conduit, and we saw him do fast stuff before, but I think we're actually moving to the point where the speed force gives him strength like
2: he used to have, oh, you and mean that's Oh, he why has he's the frozen. strength force, is what you're telling me, No, right? no, this not stick- the strength, because oh, that's the thing with the oh. speed
1: force, is you have all these different characters show up, Change and they'll have force. different aspects of it where they can do different things, and we saw this in a bunch of other books, even a uh, that short-lived story with when Reverse Flash from the, was reinvented for the New 52, where he was back in time collecting people who were able to ha- access the Speed Force, and they all had different abilities. Jay is frozen, and it seems like he had actually moved this tree into the way to protect everybody else, so I really do think it's going to be Jay getting his, even though he's called Surge, going to get his strength powers back. The yeah, it would be the weird, like, they have
2: to end up changing his name, That'd be odd, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what is explained, I'm sure. And, and this is the thing, some people were like, Oh, man, this is bullshit. Well, it's the guy writing the series who was the guy who ended up giving him back. This. I think he realizes what he's doing with powers, not powers, and, and the explanation. So and I, will wait I don't know see. if that's the case, but I see yeah, that's where I'm I think saying, it's going. I'm not saying you said. I'm saying that people were saying, oh, my God, he fucked up. And I'm like, I can't really say that when this is the guy who gave him back. I don't think he forgot that he had powers, not powers, whatnot. I think that he's gonna try to play something about it. And I do agree with you, at some point it's gonna kind of change the powers or tell you it's a different type of power, whatnot. I hope that it doesn't end up being like Franklin Richards where it's now all of a sudden, Well, you aren't a mutant. No, you, well, are, no, you do don't this, you either. do that. Like we don't need that nonsense. But I, I'm, interested. I'm upset and,
1: that Avery's doing multiversal stuff right now, because I love her to be here. I know.
2: Yeah, and and one thing, I'm actually kind of upset that Jay is frozen, because I like him and Iris. So that's kind of a shame, but we'll see how that works out. And so with this, you end up, I saw, and most of what I saw about this were people complaining, Eric. But the, the complaints didn't really, they, I didn't think they were that big. because some people were saying, oh, this this whole bad guy thing, these aliens... They're just there to get you know resources, they're there to be, oh, yeah, but they're and the, I'm like, well, yeah, what's so bad about that? Well, that doesn't feel like an evil. I'm like, no, no, that feels like an evil villain thing. It's yeah. just what would you rather have that everybody shows up and we're gonna take over Earth because it's Earth and we're gonna, we're mad at Superman, we're mad at the flashes. You could have, I'd rather have this, that they actually, and when was they are going out and about. Was mad at
1: Independence Day that the aliens didn't have a larger motive than to wipe out humanity and take what we have?
2: And if you want this, I mean, pretty much you have the scene, welcome to Earth, but instead it's enjoy your visit. Oh my God. <laughs> I <wrong>? I,
1: <laughs> all I said during this whole thing was welcome <laughs> to Earth.
2: <laughs> That's what I was saying the whole time. When he ended I up left doing that, he's like, first time on Earth, pal, <laughs> enjoy your visit. And I'm telling you. That is, a, for, some, for some reason to me, that is the welcome to <laughs> Earth of so Will good. Smith, but it's being said almost by Bruce Willis. I'm, I don't know why it, it has a Bruce Willis feel to it, but it's welcome to Earth. And I laughed. I thought that was hilarious. But in this, you do end up having these aliens. They come down. They freeze the whole deal. They take what they want. They leave the planet and disarray. That is such a weird it,
1: situation, though, because one of the biggest things, not, it's not even a problem. It's just... I, I'm going to need more and maybe even less. It's going to be a weird situation that we am going to try to explain to you because we have aliens here that are invading Earth, but they're not aliens as we would know them from our universe. They are multiversal aliens that are traveling the multiverse with the speed force to go Earth to Earth, but they have these ships and all of these things, so it almost feels alien as if outside this world. And I don't know why you need all of these things, and why is it? Does it, are we only going for Earths? You know, when we go from the multiverse, can you go to other planets and take their
2: resources? You would think, and that's one of the—that's a funny play. Me and you have talked about this before. When you talk about the multiverse, you you never really think of the rest of the planet,
1: the whole universe outside of Earth as well.
2: The only only time it will ever somewhat come up is if you have a Green Lantern. Then you kind of—but even then, they don't play with it. But it, it is true. Uh, isn't one earth you know isn't that enough you're just jumping around are you going to earth and with that they end up you
1: have a universe full of planets you could say why are you jumping multiverses, just going for earth just because it's easier because we know this shit was good
2: and though to me i would say it's not that because that's where most of the metas are and they even say "Ooh, this one has a lot of metas i thought they were going to play with that but then there's a lot of speed force users all right this is going to be great It's gonna be a great deal where I give to the Queen for her wedding. You're like, Oh my god, what's going on? Again, that stuff will be explained as we go. But then you even have the deal. Did you go back to read the Flash seven eighty three to see what Jesse Quick was? The
1: thing is, I know she was talking about the Mad Max universe. It was the Mad
2: Max universe.
1: I don't like that tie into it just because I didn't like that world and it just seemed like a weird situation.
2: I went back. I she mentions the tap now that world was just a wreck i remember the tower because that's what barry was trying to get to yeah it seems like they never really i didn't really see it on the panel they were saying things but i never really saw much of it on the deal it was just mad max stuff and there's only a couple pages
1: because even in that i didn't realize that he was setting up anything but even back in that but that's cool gotta get
2: to that fraction
1: and i'm like i don't know what this is because i didn't like that mad max universe at all and it just seems silly but at least it's doing some kind of setup, yeah. I guess, with this multiversal invasion.
2: Again, if you're going to play the idea that they suck the, the minerals in a sexy way they and suck. all the resources, you're going to end up with a Mad Max type, you know, post-apocalyptic deal. So that makes sense. But in this, you know, they are trying to gather up, you know, the, the heroes. They're trying to get their teams and, and who's good, who's not. I thought that they would spell out more with Jay. Like, I mean, really, like, why is he frozen? Maybe some of it, but they kind Jay of West, just say, yeah. Oh, he's okay. Let's go. But then you have all the rest this. of the characters, including Barry, who has Iris. And that's a he's big broken. play where, yeah, he is broken. And I thought that I, I mean, just to show you that Jeremy Adams for me is doing a good job. He hasn't really featured a lot of Barry. But when Barry said, you know, Hey, I'm going to carry her because it was not enough. You know, t- I got emotional. I actually had the emotions. Well, even of when Wally Iris. showed
1: up and found Barry, because the thing is, he just overheard. Is like, how can I hear somebody? What is a? Oh my God, Aunt Iris, Aunt Iris! And he starts and all crying. these emotions that Wally's going through, but on top of that, you're more concerned with what Barry's going through because he wasn't able to save her. And I'm more than ever worried about well, how is this going to end because Barry's talking about how she died. I'm like don't say that yet there's still a chance i know it's a, it's, it's a weird and everybody is stuck on overdrive while the world stands still like they can't turn their powers off. so everybody is moving like you know throughout this entire issue within 20 seconds of a normal time frame
2: yeah yeah when uh when jay says let me take her you've carried her long too long and he says not long enough i actually get a little choked up now. oh my god it's, it's such good a, it's such a good moment and it's such don't a good lie, line. Iris. and and that's the play here it's like it's such a weird thing for them to say because of what happened. And you even said what you hoped was the freezing happened right before the deal. So she's in like suspended animation. Exactly. She hasn't died, but they're really saying she's dead. She's dead. And this like, is, is what the I idea kinda...
1: because the heart's not beating because it's only been 20
2: seconds right now that you think that she's dead. And, and but you see everybody else frozen. There's never a time where Barry goes. Oh, thank God. Everybody, he doesn't go and check the pulse of some of the others that he knows are no. alive. It's weird. But in that I told you and I was trying to hint around out of that points in our podcast because I didn't want to spoil, but DC is keeping it close. I mean, they're like, Yep, this is a disaster. This uh, like they're really pushing it. If you think this would, wouldn't happen. DC's playing it clear of what you're don't seeing you now is what you're gonna get. I don't know that that's the case. I know that in this Barry goes, Man, if, if I wasn't so messed up with the Speed Force power Like, I tried to go back Don't go back in time, Barry Don't go back in time, Barry Figure this out another way You know what I mean? But you end up where it, it's it's bad It really is bad And and even when you have Wally saying Like, I always look to you guys as, you know This nice relationship and it got me going Everything that I always wanted for Linda and I to be At a point where Iris was just bitching and moaning Like, look at them Like, we inspired them, really, to get married And now you are uh, and they were going to h- get engaged then. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. And that is something that I hope doesn't happen because I love. You well, know, Barry's Iris. timeline
1: right now is a little and for how it works with Wally and stuff like that from the new 52. But from what we had before. From when ba- I'm telling you, it doesn't quite work out to the point where like, what are we now? Like, I like the idea because Barry and Iris have just been dating on and off again since the new 52. And but they did have a past, but it never really seems to be brought up here. Like that's like you know stuck around. Maybe he's one of the characters that was affected through the New Fifty Two, like you know Green I'm not
2: Greenlight. Aquaman and Shazam as well. Uh, so what you're telling me is that by the end of this, Linda ends up using her Speed Force powers to defibrillate the whole deal and give life to Iris and then know that they don't have the power. That's what you tell them. What
1: I'm I you, I have trying no to think idea of what how would happen. Work. I
2: don't know how it works out. It's
1: like I think you get her ass to a hospital immediately.
2: Well, yeah. You better be, like, waiting there. You're, like, at the starting line. And the minute things go back, oh no, like, I saw, hey, Doc! Exactly. Right in, right? That's uh, exactly
1: what I want. I But I am curious with the idea of the Speed Force being used this way by this Fraction team because they are pretty much just, like, taking it for, like, I'm trying to think of the word, but They're just really just like taking this from everybody else. Everybody's stuck on overdrive while they just like crank the speed force up to a thousand right now to take over this world, like they do to all these different multiversal worlds. And I wouldn't know how it works with the reverse like uh, speed force, and even how we like that the reverse some negative speed force, but like we had with Reverse Flash, because we have Mina who was the Negative Flash locked up right now. Is she affected by all this? We have all these other versions. Of the Speed and Force, cool and like the other things. how is that affecting right now?
2: Yeah, it'd be cool to see her. It'd be cool to see some of the other, you know, the, you know, Fuego, the, the crazy, you know, strength force. I can't remember oh, yeah. some of the characters with the stuff, but it'd be neat to see some of those things going F- on. El I, Yeah, El I end up, I, and also I do like continuing with Bart. And Wallace, that's pretty cool I love when they go back to the house And I know that this is a dark story And you see Iris, but when when Bart goes, I was (laughs) babysitting Maybe giggle. Just that he's throwing out shit at him And then he gets to see Max
1: Yeah, some really nice moments as we get the team together after, like, you know, investigating what's going on, taking on some of these alien forces, but ultimately regrouping back at Wally's house to see what the hell we're going to do next.
2: Yeah, and I I think that what I like about a lot of this is, and and not to have every book against each other, but, you know, to go with the Nightwing, that Dick Grayson can't do anything wrong. Like, this book actually hits because they do seem like real people more so than a Dick Grayson who's just a saint. You have here where Barry, there he is. He has the speed. But this is something that he never thought would happen. And Iris seems to be dead. He couldn't help that. You end up having Jay, he's frozen, all these people. I mean, you invite guys to a picnic, and then they end up getting frozen and knocked on the ground. They're going to be pissed off when they get up. They're not going to be any hamburgers. And, and then, like we said, you end up having Bart being able to see Max. And that's real nice. Yeah. And then he even says, you were trying to do it again, weren't you, Megan? I, I almost had a kid, but I, I guess this is going to get in the way. And you yeah, have little. And just call having Jesse Quick here is fun as hell, too, because while Quicks she has great. been
1: in this book, she hasn't had a lot in a long time. So it's good to see her here. And even talk about a thing with Rex and how the Miracle works and how he's fine. And even her throwing this one aside, showing you that she still has her mother's powers as well as her father's, you know, speed force formula that she uses and stuff like that. To show just that you know the character and she's still kicking ass and taking aim because she's a badass character. But you get everybody together here. The biggest problem this book has for me personally, maybe it's fine for everybody else, is that we have the fraction, they want to get a hold of these five Speed Force users, they present them as presents to the Empress, I don't know what she's going to do with them, but in order to get these five, we're going to go and we're going to get somebody that we found in the Dark Multiverse.
2: multiverse, So we
1: just have a character called Miss Murder who has the headpiece of the Batman who laughs and I'm just so sick and tired of the Dark Multiverse, Speed Force or not. This thing, especially after the multiverse was recreated several times since the Dark Multiverse was uh, accessed, it should be closed off once again, should not be a problem, and we just have a character here who's over-the-top, chains, and stupid headpiece that I never want to see ever again.
2: And are we going to find out, like, is this going to be the play of some crazy deal? This is the Dark Multiverse version of Iris, because Iris is dead here, and so you have this crazy stuff going on. And Gabe, I think it was, who got a hold of Jeremy Adams and asked him, hey, this dark multiverse crap that that was editorial right they made you do that and jeremy adams seems like an upfront guy and he's like nope that was my idea and maybe this is one of the times that he wasn't reading the room right because people don't like the dark multiverse they're done with it
1: all these characters just look like the batman who has yeah
2: you don't need that you should have had something if you're going to play this game Make it something. I do like where this guy from the fraction. He's like, Jesus Christ, because he he's like, I could do this. I'll go get him. No, 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 you can't go get our toy. Go get our, you know, our dog Just sick out on them. And he's like, man, this sucks. And he's fucking. He's like, I really don't like this thing. So maybe there'll be a way that it could be stopped even from within because you have this guy, you know, led around. And she's like, all right, look at me. I look just like the Batman. Alas, and everybody groaned. I I don't think anybody cheered when you saw this. Yeah. You had to groan. And it's not even at a point where we're at that you can laugh about it. Like, if it would be, like, three years from now, four years from now, we have this, we're like, oh, really? They have that It's just the dark
1: multiverse stuff has been so in our face from when you had the Batwoman of Laughs through Earth-Eleven you had the Harley Quinn who last going on
2: recently, too. You have this. And you grown and every just, time, right? It's because just what it. they
1: all look alike, and it's just the same nonsense over and over again.
2: To me, the the play is, is that we have this new infinite, you, you know, verse, and we're doing this Dawn of DC. I don't need to re-remind you Dark of this Multiverse This is a lot of shit that really, really didn't hit with a lot of people, and it just, it's like, really? Like, isn't now, the
1: World Forger and the Dragon of the World Forger keeping the shit in check no more?
3: The
2: Barbatos. I, I heard of all these. Well, Barbados is in the dream world playing with the music box with the Batmans, with the Bram V. So, who no, knows? No, no, that's fuck's just going the higher dimensional version of it. it. Who knows? I don't know what's going on. He actually skedaddled, it seemed, but you end up with this. is just nonsense. Though, I think, you know, the play is maybe kind of cool. Like, man, they really have seen some shit, these fractions. They really have traveled the multiverse. But you have that. We'll see how it plays. I don't. How do you love get that. out of the dark multiverse? How do you traverse it? Mm, I I don't I don't want to know they how they don't you have get a wagon. It. I want to find out how you get in it so I can avoid it, there Because that's what I would do. It's like what do you do in Cleveland? You get the fuck out of Cleveland. That's that's what I say. The other thing that I have the a problem with overall is <laughs> is that. You have this thing in the big play. I can't turn off my speed. But I didn't really get that visually or through the story of like, oh, my God, I can't stop. Oh, my well, God, I'm doing is, this. It's
1: not that everybody's frozen. It's just that they're supercharged along with everybody else that comes in. You just got to look at a little... I'm going to say fourth dimensionally, that's not even the right thing. We just got to look at abstractly.
2: And the problem is, is that everybody's in that state anyway, so you're not going to, but it just ends up in my mind, it doesn't play out as well on, on the page, but it's It's just
1: weird that everything, like the actual physical objects, like the tree and different things they all move at the same speed of the flash when things are moving stuff along those lines. So there should still be like rubble in the air, but maybe it's just things took over once everything's settled. It's, it's not more. a
2: very visual thing is what I'm saying. You got to think deep like you were, right? You got to put on pink the wall, maybe, you know, dark side of the moon. You do that. I, I also like when, when when they go over and Wally goes over, and I think it is Wally goes over to, to Linda. Hey, Linda, you okay? And she's like, I don't know what happened. It was like somebody did a switch. She's like, bitch, I'm the flash. I know what happened. You just got your powers. You don't have to tell me what happened. We all had it happen, sure. Uh, and then they got divorced, Derek. It's a very sad thing. Oh, my thing. God. Uh, but by the end, still, I'm still into this story. It's just this was one of those necessary, you know, issues that didn't really wow me. Yeah, but it's still fun, though. And there's some really nice moments. We said that about the Nightwing. This is a little better in my mind because it doesn't have that extra weight to it of trying well, to do something. Well, that's not even just the
1: extra weight of this. This is the second part of a series that's going to continue on. So us getting set up things here, you have a regular-sized issue that's doing what it needs to do. You're not telling an oversized issue that is beginning that's and end of no big thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. This is actually setting up the big stakes. The other one was the deal. And I don't I don't get DC. they seem to not want to give Jeremy Adams a callback on any sort of things or even continuing whatnot in this book. And I think that he's done a really good job just showing you. Yeah, he might not be the flash oh, flashiest writer. Eric. I, I made a pun. There you go. Uh, you did but it. you know what he is? He's a guy who came in. And he seems to understand the characters and he's a good comic book writer. And that's really what I want. I want people who know how to write comics. It's just a shame that this didn't hit as well. The, the talk of the town, I mean, the word of mouth is really great with this book. DC doesn't seem to want to push it. What have you seen with One Minute War as opposed nothing. to everything else? Nothing, nothing at all. And I don't get it. I get, it's almost like they, they want him to tell the story, but maybe not succeed so they could just let him go. I, I He's going to just be at Marvel doing some book and everybody's going to be upset that they didn't keep him. That's my guess. But what would you give this in the end?
1: Ultimately, because of the Dark Multiverse reveal for a book that I was really loving. I'm going down because I, I think as people are giving Roger Cruz a lot of shit for his Last issue, I'm still enjoying it here. There are some moments that, aren't, that don't look the greatest as they could, but I still think the book looks good overall. But I'm giving this a 7 out of 10 because that Dark Multiverse reveal hey! deflated myself so much, Jim.
2: That is a hot taker. Toxic. Ah, it's toxic fandom. I'm going to give it a 7.5. I, I enjoyed it, but I'm, I'm with you. At the end where you're like, man, can this guy do anything? Oh, he did do something. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, he can. Again, when we're talking, and if people are just listening and they haven't listened to a lot of the things, I do want to point out that at the beginning of Jeremy Adams' run, while well, we liked a bunch of things, but we started to kind of get a little tired of some of the stories that were just, hey, I'm Wally West, and I'm pure of heart, and I win. But he's a ball from me. He actually has is one of the writers that I think we've actually watched him get better, and it's been very quick. That he's gotten a lot better, so I am really enjoying. This isn't just oh, these guys are always you know spouting off that they love this guy or whatnot. I think that yeah. he's earned that from us, and and really has turned things around at points. I mean, that whole glade, I really don't
1: want anything with. Yeah, starbreaker eclipse, so though, didn't work for me.
2: That wasn't really hitting with us, but it also had the kid stuff in it that was. So we always had oh, the something to enjoy. Good. Yeah, we also always had, and then he was able to then realize, okay. Everybody likes this one thing, and the, the other. Room. And he combined them, Yeah. I I think well. Until yeah, he multiverse. has dark multiverse. <laughs> the room went dark then. Dark Multiverse, uh, Then is what it's But a maybe two this is just a speed bump say. in the Deep overall breath. one minute
1: war where we could have our flash family, kick the shit out of Miss Murder, and we never have to bring her up again.
2: I am I actually was gonna say, I hope that she just gets the shit kicked out of her immediately. Take and then you're like oh, look at that. Dark Multiverse Yeah, really. Don't punch her in the face. She has that Fucking thing! Did they just pass those out in the dark multiverse? Seriously, <laughs> it's like
1: you go to dark multiverse sc- uh, uh, school. School, you don't get a diploma. You get this headdress at the end.
2: I'm guessing this that the hot the hot topics in, in the multiverse is really insane in there. And that's well, those are called giants. Yeah, exactly. So, ah, uh, yes. But that is it for the first section of books. We're going to go up. We don't have any mail this week, so we're going to go up in a little bit, a little second, right? A tad. They say Eric and we're going to be back. We're gonna be back with a song two books, and these are books that Eric will tell you might be the most important books in the DCU right now. So (laughs) we'll be back with that in a moment. Down. She is a star girl, Eric. She is there. She's got to get that child mind. Voice oh, of an angel. God. Oh, my goodness, Eric. I'm blushing here. Oh, my goodness. But, yes, that that was all for you when I ended up doing that. <laughs> Just so anybody sitting there and like, what does he mean by zounds? <laughs> <laughs> Just start joking. We didn't know what was going on. Uh, but we will be talking about that as we usually do at Songs for the second book. Uh, because Eric's going to tell us what the most important book is in the whole DCU right now, right, Eric? Not even the it-
1: idea that it's the most important book of the DCU, but it's a book that came... I'm not going to say out of out nowhere. Of nowhere. <laughs> the thing is, it's just that <laughs> it, it did. came out of nowhere in its importance in the DCU yeah. because the Monkey Prince was just was just kind of muddling through this town trying to tell you the origin of the Monkey Prince as we just scavenger hunt from city to city, introducing you know co opted by other heroes with Marcus' son, the Monkey Prince, until eventually the Lazarus Planet came around. Now all of a sudden, Monkey Prince is
2: everywhere you want to be. I mean, here's the thing where where was this meeting? That because usually when me and you talk about stuff, especially with DC, we we get that idea of if we were in that meeting, we could have told him that this was the biggest mistake ever. You know, all this sort of thing. I would have said that with Jeremy Adams when he came to me and said, "Should I put Dark Multiverse characters no, that look like the Batman?" No, the lab? no. But when was it? Who did it? Was it Mark Wade? Is like, listen, I'm going to do this Lazarus Planet. What book isn't popular at all? What book really doesn't seem to be in real continuity? Nobody's reading it, and it's goofy. They're like, well, I guess what you're talking about is monkey prints. Yep, that's the one I'm gonna have a big tie into this. So like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And also say this what book is almost over so that even if it gets a bump, it only gets a couple issues. I mean, it's such a weird play. It doesn't make any sense at all, but I like it. Because one thing is, I mean, you've been reading and reviewing all the issues yep. and it, we've, we haven't loved the series because of kind of it meandering a bit. It's kind of goofy. It's You're not feeling a like real it's out of continuity. continuity. It's one of those, and when people hear this, they they could argue, oh, it's a... No, what we're saying is it feels like a lot of times like the Palmiati and Connor uh, Harley book. Yeah. A lot of times a Harley book will feel like it's just out of the continuity. That it's was. It's own thing going on, and especially like something like that where you also have another Harley that seems different in, say, a Suicide spot. But it felt like its own little thing. The Damien and Batman, while well, they're at odds fully and everything else, they're cartoony. Damien had
1: grown as a character that wasn't shown in that. Aquaman was still the King of Atlantis when Aquaman, he went to King of Atlantis. So
2: it just feel, felt like an out-of-time, what we said. It felt like an all-ages type book that you're just going to get the classics and, hey, kids are going to read this so they they don't need to be told new co- so it's a, but then all of a sudden it becomes one of the bigger books, and half the characters and the setup of the big bad all in this book, and it's so insane. And when I when I had people ask me, well, I haven't read the Monkey Prince, but I like the stuff in Lazarus Planet. Should I go back and read it? Issue nine. I don't. That's the problem. That's I. I get this idea, like, should I tell them to read the whole thing because Issue I should know? Yeah. So really, and actually. I could just tell them, just read the Lazarus Planet. I mean, you get the best of the things you find out. But if you wanted to know about Shifu Pigsy and stuff, yeah, issue nine on just go with that. This issue that we get into, uh, today, it's okay. I, I actually expected a little more. And I don't know if it's just me, but it was like, all right, now you hit the big time. You are now in the major leagues. You're the most important thing, but it does an okay deal. It does enough. It, it almost reminds me when we did the Lazarus Planet. Krypton assault deal. Assault right? on Krypton, yeah. When I read this, this feels like that same vein of like why is this better than that? Just like The Flash was better than say the uh you know, the Young Justice deal and stuff like that in the Dark Crisis, where it's just a series you throw in, but it's okay. You don't get a ton, but I, I liked it enough. But give us the credits and then we'll hear what you think. Mm-hmm.
1: Monkey Prince, number 10, written by Gina Luen Yang, with part by Bernard Chang, Marcel Maio, and Wes Abbott. And i got to say, while this book, like I said, has come out of nowhere in my mind and become one of the biggest books at DC Comics for what we're currently dealing with for Lazarus Planet, I have to say, the tone of the book feels like it's shifted to something more that I want to read. But as soon as it involves anything Lazarus Planet, it dips for me significantly. <laughs> I'm telling you, the idea when we introduce that, you know, Marcus's son, uh, Marcus's son's grandfather, Is the ultra humanite, and we have this going on. This is amazing, right? Oh my God, but we have Supergirl and Monkey Prince versus ultra humanite. Well, unbeknownst to the Monkey Prince, his grandfather is ultra humanite, who's also there to try to save his mother from death, transfer her brain into a new body, whatever they're going to do. And that's the biggest problem in the book. We never resolve any of that because we go off to Phantom Zone bullshit by the the end.
2: Yeah, but Phantom Zone stuff is the monkey No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is, yeah. It's gonna be great. It's just that I wanted
1: resolution there, but I and I think we could have gotten it if we didn't have Lazarus Planet tying into this, which makes it a
2: relevant book. It's it's the it's the craziest thing. Again, it, and we're not pissed by like some people would be mad now saying, Man, Eric, it was our book for a while. And you know when something that's not as popular and then you know, and people get mad. Oh my god, I hate that they like this and I'm the only one and whatnot. You know, like me, Eric. But you end up where all this going down. We finally got to a point where me and you were uh, amazed. Oh my God, ultra humanite? Is this is Holy shit. This is awesome. I can't. Oh, it's tying into Lazarus planet, which like you said, it props the book up and it, this is the, but I didn't necessarily need it. You know, I don't mind having that stuff in the Lazarus planet, but I want to get more ultra humanite and then find out with this old deal with the phantom zone and stuff.
1: You have the theme of this book. For every few wishes, we go to a new city, and all Monkey Prince teams up and fights with, or like teams up or fights, and then vice versa with a different hero. Now that we're in Metropolis, he's doing with Supergirl, who's after the Ultra Humanite. We have him go up against because he doesn't know that his grandfather's Ultra Humanite. We have this going down where he they break the Kryptonite gun. Supergirl has to fly off because the Lazarus Rain starts happening. And it just kinda of takes a pause right there for everything that's going on because now with the Lazarus reign with how the wonkiness it works, like it's going against magic, it's going against technology, it's giving people power. Now they issued the balls to the monkey prince. Oh my god, when I have my hair thing, it makes my hair itchy, I'm scratching and now it's making little clones of myself, which is a proud power that I have, but it's all wonky right now until it's not. But we have to go into the city take care of the people that are being transformed by the Lazarus reign into Medusas for some goddamn reason. And the monkey prince like, man, I got to help that supergirl because she's cool and she's also
2: super hot and
1: I want to get on her good side. Yeah, he's
2: big on the super hot. Uh, really, and, and is, that's fun. That's him. I I like, mean, exactly.
1: He's a young guy and he's all into this whole situation. He has the confidence when he's the monkey prince and it's a lot of fun. And you get a, like, it's a, few, a little bit over the top of the confidence with the mother Flipping monkey prince. It's something I enjoy. It's a little over the top here but I still enjoy it. But I wouldn't deal with the story at hand that we're dealing with, but the majority of the issue is just Monkey Prince and Supergirl fighting a Medusa man who happens to go to Marcus's high school in Metropolis, and his powers are wonky until they're not.
2: And I'll tell you, when he starts to deal with Supergirl, that the problem is, is now that we're here at this moment, Supergirl's in here for the Lazarus planet, but it, it ties in the Metropolis stuff, yeah. but we didn't get a lot of you know, time with him because the big play that I like with, with Monkey Prince is when Marcus you need a Marcus to be around Supergirl where he's Marcus and he's like, Oh man, I because then when he becomes he the that. when he becomes the mother flipping Monkey Prince though, now we get Teen Wolf. I mean that's all you get. You end yes, up so. having the deal and that's what I liked about this book. And you even said it, like the overconfidence instinct. That's the Teen Wolf feel, which I do like. So you don't really get it because you just get the overconfidence. And I wonder if people Coming in like maybe they're just going to read this issue I don't know that they'll necessarily like Marcus Monkey Prince here The way that we do because of you know Putting in the effort or whatever uh, But even so when you're doing this And all of a sudden you're going to deal with okay This oh no that's the guy from Class I'm like really call me When you got no class because I don't know who the hell this Guy is <laughs> I even ends up calling You know his gal Kaya from Gotham Just to, That's only there just it's to just be to like- Remind you hey Kaya's there I all I want to see is ultra humanite, and then when ultra humanite like, even Marcus realizes, doesn't even have the
1: class to say, "Look, Kaya, I appreciate you calling. Like you know, poor ass, broke ass Marcus' son, but you got to understand, Monkey Prince, he's looking <laughs> to upgrade over here with Supergirl." Well,
2: that's the thing with that. He he should say, "Listen, the mother flipping Monkey Prince, uh, you know, I'm a star call Other people, I'm in the big event. You, you don't, and that's what I'd say. Listen, Kaya, have I been calling that helpline recently? Because no, the answer is no. It lose my number." You was my number? And <laughs> oh it's so but You call me maybe. You know, isn't that a song here? Call me maybe. You yes. end up where all this going down, though. You still get the fun, but in that with this all itching and the double that's kinda of set up before. But the problem I have with it is, I think that Gene Lloyd Yang is is like, okay, now we're important, so we have to have the important, you know, even darker tone and stuff like that with this last which I, gotta, I appreciate the darker tone, but not with Lazarus. But he's like, I gotta keep the fun, so that's done in and that whole thing really falls flat. It doesn't really do much of the doppelganger, you know, running in the walls and stuff like that. It's not the greatest thing.
1: The, the little, ch- like, chibi like, you know, monkey prince they clones cute that come out. Oh, they cute as I love, love as hell, the yeah. way
2: they look there. I want a plushie like that would but be awesome. Out of
1: control there and stuff like that. He can't control him. He doesn't know how to use his powers. And honestly, it just goes away, just like Supergirl's like, oh man, and my powers yeah. just keep going in and out, but it's just that idea of no stakes or the biggest stakes ever, but it doesn't matter because you're just gonna come up with something random and if it goes away, oh, must be Lazarus. I as mean, well.
2: even yeah, even if you had this where Supergirl wasn't there, and with the rain or whatever, but you end up where the big play would be Shufu Pigsy's not there, and that should be a little more stressed as well. He mentions it. I wonder yeah. where he is and whatnot. I could really use him right now. Yeah, without yeah, he really could use him. So I I wish that they could have with more with the chibi things because they could have been a lot of fun. They could have been like little gremlins. Like little so gremlins, around. exactly, little mogwais. That would have been cool, him trying to gather them up and they're it just wacky All of a sudden, Lazarus Reign right?
1: is not something you have to deal with because you have a city overrun with monkey-phrase clones. <laughs> it's
2: <be> hilarious. <laughs> like, that's fun, and that would be more of the tone of maybe the stuff that wasn't hitting as much with us, but it would have been still the combo. And then when you get back, finally get back to, you know, the whole deal of Grandpa Ultra-Humanite in the other bot. Like, he starts talking. He doesn't realize that Marcus was the deal. No. So all of this kind of is that kind of cool play that you have in books. But when he starts using, okay, I got this. Actually brings up a point that I didn't even think of. The idea that some asshole is going to be bottling the shit. And oh, keeping yeah. it in this basement to use later and stuff. So well, especially because up, it can
1: do whatever you need it to do. Because even when we have this going on, it doesn't seem to affect the ultra humanite body that he's possessing at that point in time. But now that, like, Marcus and Supergirl are gone and he thinks he can get back to work, it's like, Holy shit, this weird magical property of this ring. You know what? Yeah, I used to work on this Phantom Zone projector, but the lens was broken. I'm going to put a drop of this water in the lens. Oh my God, I recreated the lens to my Phantom Zone projector where we sent away the Monkey King. And you know what? With all the world's going crazy, I guess the Ultra Humanite's going to go and open up the Phantom Zone, get the Monkey King out, and his ass is going to serve the Ultra Humanite. I'm like, "Eh, I understand you wanted to do this years ago, but why? And you got bigger fish to fry right now. Your daughter's dying in a tube.
2: That is true. But in my mind, serve, you know, it might be, is it to serve man or is it to serve man? Like serve to me with ultra it is either he's going to use that damn body for himself or he's going to use it for his daughter. You know the that's daughter part point would too. be weird. But I think that he wants to become, like, that's a the kick-ass monkey body. Yeah, that's a, that's I ass right I think that that would be the deal. But in that, like, the idea I'm waiting, he's dropping that on the, the, the lens. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the damn lens to become Medusa. Like what? Also, I wanted Medusa to show up. I'm like, really? Like, you're stealing my thunder? I mean, Jesus Christ. They don't even feature me in the Wonder Woman books anymore. But when you're having all this stuff going down, it is. It's like, <laughs> it's so weird. From the, it ties The Lazarus planet stuff makes it big, but it it doesn't need to be that much. And it really didn't do anything for the book and really took us away from what I wanted more of. And there's really not that much but to even, talk even about, this, unfortunately. Even his
1: adoptive father, like Marx's father, Winston. His wife is dying. He went out of his way to come to the Ultra Humanite, which seems like something they never wanted to do, even though they are henchmen to villains themselves and like walk that fine line between good and bad. But his wife, Laura, is dying. He needs this to be fixed. He doesn't want a new body, but he knows that you know Gerard here can do it. Hey, let me show you, my boy. Remember that lens we we're working on for the Phantom Zone? Well, we're gonna work on this. They're like, hey, my my wife's dying over here. Can we maybe get back to that
2: for a second? I think here's the couple I I do. I do think it's funny where Marcus comes back. Man, I'm real itchy. What? Get the hell out of here. This is you a You got laugh. the life boy? Go Go down there. Get the contaminated. I do think by the end, in my mind, we might get what we talk about a lot, but haven't gotten since. You may end up having, because what are we going to do with the parents? They might end up in the phantom zone incorporeal so that the wife doesn't die. Hey, I'll get back to you. Get the body. Try to make it that, but it lets out the monkey king. We may get that. I don't know. You know what? That, but that just
1: goes along the lines of like, like, uh, duke thomas's parents being jokerized we'll get back to that at some point they'll never get back to
2: it uh, i'm not gonna say they will they they never will but what are we gonna do with the parents if you're gonna even if the monkey prince continues and i don't know i guess you want to have the parents around but they they're bad people that, add, that adds the drama they're gonna that be I in enjoy. jail though i mean they'll be in jail or the phantom zone either way they're probably gonna be put away at some point so prisons maybe we'll have that crazy deal yeah yeah, ones of the heart, though, right? Isn't that the regular prison system? Didn't Tom Taylor tell us they work for the Phantom King. Well, they won't be, if they will, or they won't be able to, you know, pay bail. I, I don't know. So you end up What's where... The problem I Yeah, here too. The, the art's great. I love I the love art. I love the art in this book so much. Here is what I said. I, I kind of mentioned earlier in Nightwing, like, what is happening with the Hall of Justice? Because it seemed pretty good here. Uh, it's kind of that same time it's after you know the deal this seems to all be after dark crisis where it ends up going down so i guess they fixed it by now because it looks great so it's it's fine and
1: this gets us into our lazarus planet alpha where supergirl is calling out the like all like all hands on deck situation and then by the end this you have monkey prince with supergirl at the hall of justice where Mary, Marvel, Blue Beetle, Cyborg, Power Girl, Zatanna, and Blue Devil all show up as backup. So that really does, again, elevate this book in my mind for what it's doing with the DC universe. It's just that the Lazarus Planet stuff takes away from all the good stuff that the book was doing last issue.
2: Yeah, that, it's weird, too, for me. I don't know about you, but that last panel, it actually is one of the weakest panels. And you have that hero, you know, yeah. I wanted it to look better, maybe even have a spread, but it is the cliffhanger page. And then I'm sitting there, it's like, go read minds. Not yeah, yet. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, the brains come down, I guess. But yeah, I guess. But it was the rain. I, I, who knows? Who knows how it is? The timelines weird. But uh yeah, all this going down. At least Blue Devil's not a statue. Still, we, we ever talk about that, or just come back? Yeah, we why? did. You mentioned it. You've been, no, well, I mean, you did mentioned. You ever bring it? it up in the no! comics? No! Not anybody. They, was they it just because the multiverse is
1: recreated, so, you know, Blue Devil's not a statue anymore. No that
2: and editors can't remember their ass from a hole in the wall. It's, you know, column A, column B. You, you get this. Nobody remembers anything, but there's Eric Shea who does. You're guarding the wall is what you're doing. You're manning the wall like to protect thing. us all from everybody else. But, you know, here we go. But really, there isn't a lot to talk about in this we because it's just everything. kind of a deal. Yeah, and we're very quick here. So with that, what would you give it?
1: So the thing about The Monkey Prince, it's a very important book because it's one of the only books right now tying into the Lazarus Planet without being an actual Lazarus Planet book. So that it raises the stakes for it right there. But it's just that I hate Lazarus Planet right now, and I don't think I ever will like it. And everything to do with Lazarus Planet in this weakens this book from everything great it was doing last issue with, you know, Ultra Humanite, Supergirl in general. All of this great stuff. There's still a lot of fun moments to be had in this. And like I said, the art looks great. And I look forward to the Phantom Zone uh, and Monkey King situation that was set up issues and issues ago. I can't wait for more of that. It's just everything Lazarus Planet brings this book down, but I'm still a seven out of ten because so I
2: still had a lot of fun with this book. Yeah, I'm seven out of ten, and and I really like the art. I had fun with it, and uh, the whole thing with Lazarus Planet. I like the Alpha issue enough, and I'm hoping that I like the stuff that Mark Wade actually does. These tie-ins, I never expected much from them. The problem is, is that they're they're actually making me more depressed about it than I actually thought they would after reading that assault on Krypton. I just got the idea well, like it really we have, gives you once we're gods yeah and it, it just gives you that bad taste in your mouth of oh this whole thing is just a bunch of cash grabs that don't really mean much and that really tears it down so hopefully hopefully we'll we'll end up liking the Mark Waits and everything will happen but I you know the other thing that I get and seeing it even tying into this and the other thing is this Lazarus rain and these power things eh, really like this is it's not the sort of thing yeah I hate the sort of thing like that so screw that but 7 out of 10 here. And I do think that people should check it out. Check it out, like totally. we said, at, at issue 9. See if you like it and go with it. Well, and it, then if you then do, if you go and read it. Exactly. I mean, and, and here, most of the people have at least the, you know, regular DC app. I say that and I can't speak for everybody. But a lot of people do have that. And then you'll be able to, you know, go back and check out some things there. I'm not saying you have to go out to the store and buy everything right away. But, yeah, check out some stuff like that. And it's it's fun enough. It's a it's not going to piss you off. It's just going to be a book, but you know, get, get the first stuff. Like you said, issue nine and 10, but what is up next there?
1: Next up, we have star girl, the lost children. Number three written by Jeff Johns with art by Todd knock, Matt Herms and Rob Lee. And in last issue, if you remember Stargirl star girl and Emiko made their way to orphan Island, where it seems to be an out of time Island where a bunch of the golden age, maybe even silver age at times, Sidekick young heroes were taken out of time and forgotten about for the most part, and left here in an out of place island, an out of time island, where they think they've only been there for maybe a few months, even though it's been decades upon decades. And now they think they have a new recruit in Sargo. Like, but. Is she from the future? They don't really understand. And we really just have to make sure that we lost boys the shit out of this. I mean, Peter Pan lost boys, not the badass vampire flick lost boys, and hide away from the big bad, who's not Captain Hook, but the childminder herself. She seems to man. be looking for an even bigger bad, a foster father who will one day come and take these children for himself.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you end up where I'm telling you. The, the childminder can say all she wants about how she's there to protect people. Anybody with the chicken legs, I'm out of there.
1: Well, that's the thing. is, This childminder, she's got like a doll... She's got like a doll face mask. She got chick- She's almost like a strange ass
2: Baba Yaga. Actually, I was gonna say it's Baba Yaga, and that it's funny you say that is. I was not really aware much of the Baba Yaga, but it oh, no? became a big thing on our Hellboy podcast, and I ended up learning about Baba Yaga. Well, Baba Yaga's got like a chicken leg house, but like this woman has chicken legs herself. And it's so funny when they say chicken. This, this is the joke, It's not even a joke. Where me and Simon were doing our Hellboy podcast if you want to listen to eric it's part of the patreon at patreon.com slash weird science where we're talking Jim about you'll have to get a hold of that today. i end up yeah i end up hearing chicken leg house and for some reason i was thinking raw chicken leg like you get at the supermarket it was uh yeah and it was really weirding me out like oh my god i'm gonna get salmonella weird somehow yeah <laughs> no, it, we're not it seemed disgusting got the Bobby like I'm, I'm gonna end up but then i then they showed it. i'm like oh it's got a chicken leg that makes more sense. No, it doesn't, but it's Baba Yaga, but that's what I thought of right away. And that, you know what, what gets me is that I like that, even though it isn't, but it does bring that like fairy tale, folktale oh, feel to it, which has this you know in spades really it really feels like this is going with a lot well, of saying, classic island at this point in
1: time might as well be never never land
2: yeah yeah and i i always like that i know you like peter pan stuff and you know more ways I than never one grew up, Jim. and you know i know <laughs> there you go and yeah when you have that it, it's that cool play of those things are always sus i mean even when they're not like you end up where you read something from before and you're like that wasn't supposed to be that, but it's it's creepy now. Ah, pedophilia. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Again, oh, I wait. like <laughs> that. I, I, <laughs> no, that's not what you say, right? It's like when I end up talking about how much I like App Pupil uh, in the deal, Eric. But so see, you're going I'm with master. all this. Where I like that tone, though. The the tone of okay, they're they're talking a good game, but we know it's sus. But it's playing off some good things. But I know it's a, it's it's really well done. I thought that the tone of this book is is excellent i no, thought no, it's a really, really cool well situation
1: done. because we're on orphan Island. we want to find out about this lost children that has been set up for a while now the, the idea of the man. child minder judy garrick and all the other lost kids that for some reason star girl and emiko the red arrow decided to take upon themselves to find out all about even though the world has forgotten about these kids essentially but now they're here and while i like the series and the tone of the series we are going to spend a good portion of this book to say hey i'm this guy and i did this for a Bunch and bunch of pages to the point where it's fun. These characters look great because they all have a golden age sense to them. And you, if you're not familiar, you're going to get caught up with who these characters are, like the Newsboy Legion and stuff like that. It's just a little, it's just a little tedious in a in a mini series where I want to have as much story as possible. I guess I could say.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that, but. I kind of dig it. I, I kind of had a, a feel of it was kind of that golly gee shock oh, kind of fun. Oh man, sidekick! Again, that that goes with what I was saying already. The idea that these kids are stuck on this island. You even get the like, are they stuck there because they're too like good, like they're they're golden age kind of? Oh man, you know, buddy, we're gonna do this, chum, and they not But it doesn't seem that way. It just seems you know they're screwed. Uh, But I like them, and I like when when you have this going on. The big play is okay. How is this tying into everything, and what's going on? And then when you see Corky, you're like, "Holy crap!" Like, how does this go? And it it ends up like, "Man, we got to figure this out. We got to figure what's happening." And I got excited. And I do like seeing Scrapper of the Newest Boy Legion. That is definitely guy kid. With that turtleneck and the, the hat, and it's and classic it's funny deal. Too, the
1: idea that we're reinventing things by saying these characters have always existed, but to our point of view, they were taken out of time and forgotten by people like the child miner stuff like that. To so the point where the time masters have known about this, and they might get involved. We have Corky Baxter here at the end of the whole situation. But even the idea of the thirteen that were released, that were taken out of time, that the time masters had themselves we have a lot of these characters, and if you're trying to think about the continuity of things, while you do have the Newsboy Legion, which is, you know, this classic situation of characters that came up, like, you know, continued through the decades in different iterations, you have the different iterations of them, though, where you have the original Newsboy Legions, but they're also accompanied by this character, Flip, who didn't show up till the 70s, and then you have, like, uh, And then you have a famous Bobby, who is the Guardian, Jim Harper's niece here. She showed up in the 90s. So you have all these characters being an amalgam of like all their timelines put together to be the greatest version of them throughout the decades.
2: Yeah. And and what's going on? And again, Jeff Johns loves to play with things, make things make sense, make things like, oh, my God, I didn't see that. But I don't know. Like this could maybe be it, but maybe not. But the idea where we have had. A couple different times where the timeline and the it's been changing. Yeah, death metal. Then you come back. Everything matters now. We have Infinite Urson,
1: even with the new fifty
2: two. Yeah, and the new. This feels like these characters as this is going on. A lot of these characters then are left behind because they're not fitting into a new continuity. They're left behind because hey, the Legion. You know the the Newsboy Legion. It was this, that, and the other thing, but now it's never you, so you're all there. And it does feel like that greatest hits of a lot of the things, which I think is really neat, and the idea where it could be that these kids are displaced and not remembered just because, not just one, like, not just, oh, crisis happened, but everything happened and, and these kids just keep getting tossed around. And even if those things never happen, you
1: might even have these characters just take them out of time because we don't know the end game of the child, minder or the foster father yet
2: this could be something that we didn't quite even know existed at the point. And I remember when they ended up having those 13 and they had the things going and people were mad right away in the justice or the flashpoint beyond where they're like, Oh, this is bullshit. That wasn't a real character. And I'm like, you don't get it. Like they, they're kind of explaining this and this is going forward with that, that idea of these characters and some of them we may not know and they're new, but they're not new in this yet. It's such a it, weird, it's, and it's thing, but it's, it's a meta,
1: it's a very clever way to retcon something by saying this always existed, but you didn't know about it because time was changed around you, and now we can explore those amazing stories of this time period that you never got to see in a like a in a new way, in a current kind of way.
2: And when it first happened, I thought, and I think I said, I thought it was Jeff Johns kind of digging into people of like, okay, listen, you don't like these new characters. To, well, what what's going on here is. It's not a new character like you can't rail on this because they've always been there. You just didn't know it. I thought it was kind of funny. I don't think it's quite that. But you end up when Corky Baxter comes in
1: over to the hangman's treehouse where all the kids get together
2: behind a waterfall to hide from the childminder and her Eggman. and, And I think that in when you end up when you know something is done well. And this really, in my mind, has a bit of even a manga feel with all these characters and how they're introduced and even just the roll call. But you know when something's hitting, the art's great, where you, you start to already have favorites, even if they're not doing anything. Like, oh, man, I want to see more Cherry Bum. She's cool. Or I want to see more a Quiz Kid. And I I got that from this. I got that excitement, even though, like you said, by the end, my score can't be that high only because... It's like a weird score—the score of just what's on the page and what's going on. There's not a lot, but all these
1: great characters, classic like you know old school characters and new ones that are being intertwined with that, with art that looks amazing and a story that I can't I can't wait to read more because I'm captivated by the mystery of it. Plus, I want to see more of Star Girl and Red Arrow together because I love that teaming. But again, not a lot happens in this book where I'm sitting there. "Ah, Miss Redhead, I'm like, look, that does sound like a classic Golden Age name, but you don't have the best. I
2: I love Miss Red, like Miss, just the idea. I'm Little Miss Redhead. We're from the big city. I would have had city. the biggest
1: crush on her as a oh teenage my boy. And
2: I, I love just that she's from the big city. And it's in, yeah, it's in bold because that's the city so name. it's so golden age. It's so great. I, I love that. And if you do love that sort of thing, and it, it does, it, it harkens to that innocent time of Oh man, look at us from the big city Our parents, were, and it's such a good setup Their parents fight crime in the DA's office But it's so corrupt, we try and help them when we can So, you know, they're the hardy boys I mean, the blue Everything boys. all together Yeah, and the blue boys And, and them, this Red And it made me just giggle Which I have to put that into my score at the end But I can't go too high oh, I agree, Only because of the idea where, okay Really what we're doing is just having a roll call of characters I want more of them. I'm worried because, you know, this is only six issues. We're halfway through. So what does this set up?
1: This John Henry Irons is there because we already have John Henry Irons, who is steel in our main continuity, who is inspired by another, like, you know, vigilante of his time called John Henry, who looks like Hooded Justice or even like, you know, the the John Henry of Earth 22 for the way he looks, His character. You have a younger version of him who looks to be. Like a young John Henry Iron Steel, but I don't know how that works out in our main continuity. And another question I have: this whole thing, because when Stargirl is introduced to the Newsboy Legion, and she's shown all the like you know the characters throughout the different decades that are put together here to be one group, she says this thing: "Thanks, Tommy, great to meet you." But where's? And then she's interrupted by TikTok. I'm like. Who are you about to ask? Like, where's somebody? Like, who else is missing from this group that you're wondering about? Because I'm curious. Are you asking where Guardian is? Because I don't remember any other newsboy Legion characters. And I'm like, who are you about to say? And are we ever going to get back to that?
2: And again, with her being, uh, you know, even bringing up C and things, and like, well, how could he be your step? He's too younger to be your stepdad. And I like that. And really, what this book is doing.
1: And it takes Quiz Quid to say, by judging from the way your customers, you're from the future.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I like that. And he even said, like, the fibers and stuff. He's like, ooh, look at this. Look at this spandex. Even
1: this character, Salem, the witch girl. She just been the sidekick of the Dr. Fake Kent Nelson. I'm like, I want to know more about she's you. My she's my favorite. A, she's her a little scamp. Bum.
2: She doesn't, but I love, like, here's the I was going to say
1: bitch, but yeah, she's a bitch. But <laughs> yeah. I like her.
2: Yeah. I like her. I love her. Uh, what it gives me is the feel of, say, like, A, a Strange Academy over at uh, over at Marvel. Or what, that, or that what has, Teen Titans Academy should have been? Yeah. Or, I mean, this is one of the things where this is, this could, if they, you send them all to school, now we got Harry Potter, but this is something different because you throw in classic, and it works with Golden Age stuff. The Golden you know Age, I and you love, Peter Pan. And I love oh, it. No, You're I love that Peter idea. Pan so much.
1: But do you know what I love? And it's the stupidest thing in the world to really love in this book. I love the design of Ladybug's mentor, Red Bee. Like yeah. the way he looks in the name Red Bee, for some reason, I just want him to pair with Blue Beetle and have a grand old adventure.
2: And you want to see him at the Beehive, Steward of Steel. It's funny, I, though. I love that. It, would just to this little cute ladybug innocent. sidekick. I know. it's I, What I like, That I'm telling you why I like Salem, is that she's there like, oh, really? Like, she's all mad. Oh, you all like this new girl, How? Huh? Because she's that even new. And then she has to stop and go, don't worry about it, sweet. It's just a she's, broom. Got, she's got
1: a sentient broom. How about Her that? sentient broom is pissed. It's jealous of the freaking Cosmo. And I thought it was great. You got the cosmic staff here just chilling out, just being itself, and this sentient broom that we can't hear is upset and jealous. It's and great. I like
2: to swish, swish. Uh, what? It interrupts her. Don't worry, sweep. It's just a <laughs> stupid staff. And I liked it. I want to see fun, more yeah. of these characters. And it's the, the play here is such a, A weird thing like we have six issues i hope that this is just a setup it continues but how do you continue how do you end up continuing except by maybe having some stories from their time do they get put back in their time because then they'll be old in the deal and now i get sad and exactly or do they get to live out the rest of their
1: lives in hyper time a pocket dimension time travel who knows how it works to be put back to where they belong I want a lot of these, whoever it works, to stay because I think they're fun and I want to see more. Is of Is this
2: going to be the time? Because again, we're going to get a well, we're getting a JSA, but the whole idea of a JSA as young characters in are you like? How are you going to play all this? How is time going to work with that? And it might end well, up I'm where we you get a bunch of things. Use a,
1: like Infinity Inc. or like change the name to something more younger, younger central. But Infinity Inc. still out there doing nothing. Guys.
2: I would love to see all that of name. them. I mean, just have this clubhouse. I even like like things that I wouldn't normally like. It's like Molly Pitcher and Betsy Ross and Molly Pitcher. She got that picture there
1: to uh, Miss America, yeah.
2: And they're like talking together, like they're finishing the deal, and then they're both we're best friends. I'm like, they're I so don't sweet. think they are. I don't think they're best friends. I think they have a lot of cat and mouse dog Cat and mouse. They get catty with each other. A lot of sass. Actually, I think they're best. Oh, that cat and mouse. They're so nice. But I'm telling you, you keep these kids together. Everybody's going to be jealous of that little Miss Redhead. She is going to break some hearts earlier. <laughs> I just like how innocent she We're from the big city. It just made me laugh so much. And then just seeing all of them. And then even just Scrapper. I, I'm telling yeah. you, anytime I see Scrapper, I love Scrapper and all this One stuff. One of the newsboy cool. legion, yeah. Yeah, uh, well We it. have a
1: situation here. I don't know if I'm remembering correctly. I hope you do. But... Wasn't it a thing when Dynamite, as an old man, got to the island, he turned back into his younger self? Yeah, I think he turned you, okay. back. Yeah. What happened to Dynamite? Was that still missing? Was he taken by the, child well? by the because childminder as well? Because by the end of this, we find out that, you know, Emica was taken by the childminder. She's trying to fight next to her herself. She has somebody else who's talking to her, but ultimately everything that she's learned about this is going to be taken away because the childminder shows up size where keeping you safe until the foster father will show up, shoots her in the face with pixie dust, which goes back to the never, never land kind of situation of the fairy tale. Speaking of which, we're
2: also in like the evil witch castle. I mean, we have everything in this. It's great.
1: But the person in the next room is saying how it's so pixie dust, it's going to make you forget what she wants you to forget, whether it's minutes, hours, days, it doesn't matter. So it doesn't seem like Emiko's going to remember anything that she already learned about the situation or even chicken leg Baba Yaga over here. But next to her is somebody on a treadmill being kept safe or just, you know, secured. And it's Judy Garrick, the daughter of Jay Garrick and Joan Garrick. And now she can't, she's like, hey, uh, I hope my parents aren't too worried about me thinking that she has brought that, like, you know, out of her own time. And she's still just waiting to get back to her parents. And she doesn't know it's been decades. It's kind of heartbreaking, especially when we've had all the lead up where Jay seems to remember the daughter that he lost. And
2: like lately, he's like,
1: that's why he's day drinking
2: on a Tuesday afternoon. It is. And um, so when you have that, I also like this idea, too, the because boom. she, she's her there. Name. Tra- yeah. And she's there trying to tell. You know, Emiko, some stuff, but all this pixie dust will end up getting you. And, and when she's talking, the idea when you see her, like, obviously, all this displaced time stuff is coming from her. She's fueling it all on a treadmill. And it is it's it's heartbreaking, again, because, you know, there's Jay who's having problems. But it's also heartbreaking. she doesn't look that upset like she's doing this. And she's like hopeful she can get back to her deal, and it's she just, doesn't
1: know it's been that long for her. Like to her, it's only been a, like a few days, maybe, and she's gonna get back to her parents, no problem. It's just superhero stuff, but it's been
2: decades and like decades, almost a hundred years. And you wonder, like, the weird play of, "and I need your help getting back to my parents." They they got to be word sick by now, you know. You might end up getting that idea of, you know, almost like a Jason Todd or whatever it would be. You never came to get me. You know, even a John Kent, which should have been when he came back to Earth after in the volcano, yes, like
1: that guy is so well
2: adjusted. You know, it's really, it's been a hundred years. Like, where were you? Why didn't you come? But like in the 80 play years of she's this, been here. I mean, just think of Jay's going to have to explain like some stuff like, well, I was gone at points and I didn't know, you know, this timeline shit is You've really you got a grandpa wacky.
1: for a father now. He's not going to be able <laughs> to go to all your sporting events. Yeah, exactly. And that may will have that
2: book, too. He'll, he'll not be up with all the new trends. Right, he'll come in, she's doing the TikTok dance and he's like, What the hell are you doing in here? How is she gonna be up on the trends? Well, she's quick with it. She's young, you know, they they're quick learners. She's there, she's doing what are you what are you summoning David's in here? He's yelling, Don't you take my picture, it steals your soul. He's really out of it. Your horseless carriage must go. All of a sudden oh he's my Amish. goodness! I don't oh my god, it'd be great. You didn't know that he was up After all the shit that's gone down, he just ends up becoming Amish. Like, Fuck this shit! I'm going off to Lancaster. But yeah, you end up where she seems so hopeful too at the end of this. What is so Joan Garrick's
1: up to? Because we have a lot of, we've had a decent amount of Jay lately. But we haven't dealt with her. She's doing
2: heroin. Jesus Christ! Jay's what are you doing you? We're having what?
1: this very uplifting, very wholesome story. You're like heroin,
2: baby. She's doing fucking heroin monster. Mask, and fucking everybody's for money. Uh, you ask me. I'm, I'm not just, here. I'm are not... you talking
1: about your own mother or Joe Garrett?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I told you you're talking about my own mother. You you weren't asking me about my mother. She's uh, tattooed head to tail. She ends up with she's the illustrated lady. She says she's from South Philly and she's doing all sorts of drugs. That's Joan There. Also, my mom. <laughs> you didn't know they took the inspiration from my mom. Also, just a complete and utter bitch that I hate. All right. Joan Garrett. You got it, Eric. Uh, I I don't make up the stories, Eric. I just read them. That's that's my uh, whole deal. Uh, but by the end. Uh yeah, it, it's one of those where you look at Judy and you're like, "Oh man, that's so." Ah, uh, she she thinks that they're still out there waiting. But as like, as we're recording but they this, they have so, been, they have been wondering. What at least that is something. that yeah, has been brought people up are, like periodically. Yeah, people have been wondering, and it is like that's the heartbreaking thing. Jay has suddenly remembered. Well, that's the thing. Has he suddenly remembered, or is it something that's been with him for decades now that I we've think never that seen? It was like that change ended up allowing him to like. Wait a minute, I didn't seem like. Like, Joan, because of the heroin and the selling the... God damn it. She didn't seem to quite remember as much. So didn't have 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 a lot of Joan. I don't know if we've had any Joan in the last few years. They were there. Remember, they were, like, outside the house at one point, if I remember. There was, like, another one of these fucking barbecues. But it was more... I think it was more an intervention because of her and her age. They were trying to get her off the heroin because she didn't remember Judy. they're like, listen, we're going to come. We're here to help you, Joan. Most wholesome family ever. I you guys. I thought I could trust you. (laughs) She just zips out.
3: Right? Well, Joan. beyond
1: anything that Jim's going to tell you and ruin your goddamn day, and the story hey! on the slack that we offer anybody on our Patreon right now, Eric K has come out and say, "Double K over here said that the Star Girl comic has been released on the app same day. So if you have the app and stuff like that with the Ultra, I believe it's yeah, the Ultra app. Actually, for DC I think Comics. that the Ultra.
2: I don't even think it's. I think it's anybody. On okay, that. so I'm not up- sure.
1: He just said the Ultra app. But if you want to check out Star Girl for anything we're talking about right now, or just have a love for classic characters, or at least classic characters that have like, I mean, new. characters have the classic character vein of the golden age you can go and check it
2: over there real easy i'm gonna check eric because uh what they do is they have the ultra the you know we know about that that's a month out you get the new yeah. comics but it seems like each week they end up selecting at least one of the books to be day and date free for everybody to get them inspired to go and i'm looking now star girl lost children i don't have the ultra i could read it right now or if It's nice. for everybody so if you want to read this issue i'm really this is an issue that yeah you might say well, well i do I worked on with there. that yeah and, and even that with the three you can just page through it don't even you know and just look at it and i think you'll get inspired to have some fun with it it's a really fun looking issue i had a lot of fun with it with it being a little dark as well and it looks great it does feel like like a classic folk tale fairy tale type thing there's always that dark edge to it and when you end up seeing the childminder uh, which we've been waiting it's funny we've been waiting to see who that was we thought at one point it was Degaton, oh, but Degaton it is, yeah yeah we thought that that was the deal but it's this this is more horrific and and it gets you the idea all of a sudden you have this bitch walk but in with the these chicken father? legs and stuff like that yeah and that's even more, when you see He's her arriving next issue. and you're like oh my god that's the worst but the foster father's even worse but I like that you end up we've talked about the flash when all of a sudden this big thing you're leading to at the end, oh my god, oh it looks like the Batman of West. Ah, when you get this, it, it fits. It's unique and horrific, and I thought that's really cool. Also, I like when you look around and some of the characters have like you know different degrees of well-made outfits and uniforms oh, yeah. and stuff. Some of them are look like really homemade. Some I really like it. It just looks Wings like a bunch of torn kids. Up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm looking at Wayne's deal with the deal. I'm like, yeah, yours isn't the greatest, but TikTok is. John Henry big. Irons. He's just wearing overalls and a t shirt. Yeah, do you think that that's the thing? They're going through this and then they're talking. And you like Quiz Kid, right? That's a, a one. Do you like Mr. Terrific Sidekick? Yeah yeah do you like his like hey they call me tiktok and everybody starts doing their the grindings and the dances right because he's the tiktok honestly
1: it took me a second to figure out the hell you were talking about what well, I mean, happened if he, comes, he children, up, how dare he you? ends
2: up being saved and oh, he comes books. in and, and he ends up like holy shit they didn't forget me i'm the most popular thing here and then he oh no, now it's these assholes but then he becomes an influencer he's tiktok on the tiktok actually i think he's like screw that i'm on instagram it doesn't work here. It's not good branding. But uh, what do you give this at the end?
1: Ultimately, I think the book looks great. There's a lot of meandering around in the story that I want to see progress further just because you have to re- introduce all of these characters. But I feel like we've seen a lot of this already in different books and stuff along those lines. I still love seeing them here. and I think it's a great part of the book. It just slows things down for what we're ultimately trying to get to. And because of that, I'm giving a 7.8 out of 10.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go 8. And I'm going to go 8 with the idea where... A lot of people will be pissed that at the end of this, if you end up getting, oh, wait a minute, this wasn't really a mini series. This was just an introduction. We're going to continue. I'm fine with that because I'm enjoying it. And I want to yeah. see. I'd rather have that where I've, I've been see waiting more for of... since the Star Girl Spring Break Special and John Henry Irons. I want to. I want to see all these characters here, Quizkid. I want to see what's about, and so I, I want to know how it works
1: out in the main continuity.
2: Yeah, and I think that this one is just to free them. And then maybe by the end we find out how they'll kind of fold into, if they do, into the regular continuity, and then we'll go from there. And I'll be waiting for, okay, what's the next step of this? And also the J and it might just go right into the JSA. You know, you might end up having this fold into that and whatnot, but I want to see how that works out. And I want to see it because I, I do like it. And this is a fun book to read and talk about. It's a very quick read, but I did like it and I thought it was good. So eight out of ten. Is what I say, but with that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to go off, Eric, and we have a last section of books, two books. I don't know. Some asshole decided that it was like a TGIF. Friday. I don't know why they'd get all bananas with it, but we'll see how that works out. out, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Can they? I'll have to see. But we'll see what does go on as we uh, go for a second and then come back with more books.
0: The shit is bananas. Eat The shit is bananas. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape!
2: Oh my god, Eric! Thank God it's Friday on a Sunday night. What is going on? I Sunday. Yeah, well, that's when the podcast comes out, and you know, of course, we're. We're recording this last, right? We just recorded all those other books here, but I figured, Eric, we were trying to decide if we don't have even make a the game is Rod, anymore. It's Friday. Well, when in Rome is what I say, Eric. Right? Isn't that what they say in these situations? No, they don't. But here we are. We have three last books to go, and. I just wanted to make a little joke to you, since we were going to do a Thank Brothers Friday. I don't think we're going to, but we may, but we may not. Look, it's up to you, apparently. <laughs> I have Possibly no idea. Possibly we may. Well, maybe at the end, I'll have you. Do you still have that big-ass coin of yours? Is, a big-ass you coin? That deal? Yeah, that coin, that two-faced coin that you always carry around. It's around here oh, somewhere. really? You used to keep that on you. That was your lucky coin. I think you have sure now discovered why your life has gone to shit. Uh, I was going to have maybe you Maybe one day we'll figure it. out yours. Yeah, well, I never had a lucky coin or two pennies to rub together, Eric. I mean, quite frankly, what we'll do at the end, I want you to flip your found penguin it. figure. You found it. Oh my. Yeah.
1: I'm
3: telling you, it's, it's
2: right here. Okay. Did you find along with that? Did you find male robot? Did you find him? No, male robot is gone forever. Ah, uh, male robot is gone. How about flush force? Stay around. Flush Force, they, they yeah, sit around somewhere. somewhere. Okay, well, they will be. Well, maybe we'll flip the coin at the end of the side. If this is actually going to be a Thank God It's Friday, or just on the regular podcast, as it seems like we have visitors there. All the dogs are going nuts here. but we're going to get into the section. I said we have three books left. Uh, the reason why I wasn't going to give this a Thank God It's Friday, I don't know about you, but first off, we often do two books, and they usually have a theme. Not really a theme here. Do you, do you have a theme of this last section Young of the book? Young heroes. Young heroes it is. <laughs> okay, well, that would work, actually. So there you go. There's no reason that Mary Marble couldn't be a Titan. Well, I think that she's a little older, maybe a she, in the two. She's just a freshman right? in college. I believe that she is 38, is what I got when I did the calculations. <laughs> she is in college. Do you think that when we get into this new champion, the Shazam, you always love the idea that it's in Philadelphia. If you go classic, right? So you end up well, having no, Philadelphia. It's
1: city if you go classic, but it's Philadelphia now. It's a fifty-two.
2: Philadelphia now. I mean, they don't even sometimes even go that classic. So I'm saying current deal. If you go to Philadelphia, is it that like almost be careful what you wish for? Because anytime they go to Philadelphia, Philadelphia is pretty much a piece of shit. Like right? everybody in it is a piece of shit, and. I mean, accurate, maybe.
1: I'm saying, well, what do you want from me here? Do you you want them to spruce it up a little bit and say, look, everybody's nice here?
2: I saw the beginning of Sixth Sense, and when they said that was like South Street, people started laughing in the theater, right? (laughs) Everybody was laughing. See, that's the thing is, you can't do that. That and Rumble in the Bronx, where you end up seeing mountains in the back of New York City. the Bronx. very odd, right? Yeah. Uh, But... I do laugh anytime you do have something like that because most people don't know a ton about Philadelphia. The
1: only thing I'm pissed off about with this whole Philadelphia stuff is you have Foster College, you know, community college. That's fine. You're doing the Wiz Radio, the the college campus radio. That's fun stuff. It's a cool callback. But when you have Channel 5, Philly, I'm like, "Hmm, where the hell is
2: that at? Yeah, Channel 5. Like, really? Like, they could (laughs) have done some research. Just do 6 is what I would go. Do you think that's the classic 6 or 29 maybe? Well, that's the
1: thing. As 29 came around like you know, later when it became... Well, I'm saying it was around, but it became Fox in like, the late Six is 80s. the one now. Yeah.
2: Six would be the deal, and then you'd have like Jim Gardner. Right? Let's get yeah. real into it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, but I did actually laugh at that, and I will bring up something during the issue that I'm going to give you... A, it's kind of a quiz. I'm going to ask you a question because I've always heard one thing, but I don't believe it about Philadelphia, and i want to ask you. It is a sports questionnaire, Uh-oh. so you're going to have to be on your toes. Uh, but... It actually will work out because you're not you're not a diehard sports fan overall, but you like the Philly sports and things like that. So I will ask you. I used to like the Philly sports. Yeah, so it's gonna yeah, be rough. exactly. Well, that'll be part of my question. So, right. but here we go. We're getting into this. We're going to start with weather.
1: The new champion of Shazam, number four, the finale, written by Josie Campbell with art by Evan Shaner and Becca Carey, and in this we have the big conclusion to our Mary Marvel story. Who's just going by? shazam now so i guess the idea is much to my chagrin the shazam family are going to be like the flash family or the green lantern family if you want to call it the core because everybody's just going to be shazam
2: family and they do have these side things and that's what i think that that's what you kind of want (laughs) yeah i I think that you ended up where you don't have to necessarily name like okay i'm gonna be mary marvel or i'm gonna be captain marvel jr like I think that what you need to do, and what I expected in this, maybe we'll get it someday, is that idea where, "Hey guys, what do we call ourselves when we're fighting together?" Because I can't just yell out, "Hey there, Shazam!" First off, there goes my power, and everybody goes, "What?" I know. I mean, and, really, and, you know what I
1: mean? And again, is the idea that we go back at the beginning of New Fifty Two, where it becomes about intent, magical intent to change with yourself into your magical form, or feel- honestly, when the New Fifty Two came out, it seemed like Billy Batson was able to do. All of these different magical powers by saying his magic works, Shazam. And I'm, things have just been kind of muddled and just not really worked upon for the last
2: decade or so with these characters. And I, I have been talking to somebody this week who really wants to go hog wild about it has to be Captain Marvel or nothing. That's yeah, called Dancing Mike, Dancing Mike likes that as well. And it's fine. You like that. But you have to realize the reality of the situation and what DC can and can't do at points. You can name them or call them Captain Marvel all that in the book. You just can't name the book that, but they want to have that own brand. type deal. you have Shazam, the movie Shazam, all that. But really in this, just say they're the Sixers, right? They're the Philadelphia Sixers. They're a team. And okay. in the middle of it, they're I'm all just the sixers. That they call each other. the feel Phil- like there's Joel Embiid, but don't call them that. You call them the Sixers. So as they're going, Hey, Sixers, I'm like you can't name everybody the same name. If you're going to be in battle. Hey, I need help. Shazam. Well,
1: by the end of this whole thing, we have Shazam, and we have Mary Marvel, who's also known as Shazam. But the thing is, the rest of the Shazam family, from the looks of it, they're gone now. Pedro, Darla, yeah, Eugene, I think and that Freddy, be bad. they're powerless. So I don't know if they are going to come back, they're going to get their powers back, because that just comes back to the same old question. Like, what do we call it? As long as you just have Mary Marvel being called Shazam, and Billy, when he gets back, being called Shazam, it's not that bad, because you have multiple flashes and multiple Green Lanterns.
2: Well, you do. And if you... The problem is, is that if people start looking into it and you're in the battle, hey, Mary, Mary Marvel, well, that's her name. It gets wonky, but I think that they'll all be back. I do believe that in some capacity, and I do think that Lazarus Planet by the end of this will end up bringing it back when we end up having that whole, you know, battle of the gods and things like that. I think that that will do more to explain why these powers of wonky because we're still trying to figure it out now you have billy he's captured he's down at the rock all that stuff well he's keeping guard at the rock yeah again i've seen some preview pages he is keeping guard it looks like he's chained up to that bitch right there and so we'll see how they play it out but i think that that might
1: i'm just saying you chain yourself to a door when you're the mightiest model ain't nothing getting in or out
2: well that's true now In this, if I was playing, and it's a shame that you don't have this book continue because I think it would be fun if, you know, issue five or six tie into the Lazarus planet and while Pedro, he's pissed, he wants to... The rain gets them, and all of a sudden, they have wonky-ass powers. Like, they're like, I wanted powers, but now I have the power of this. Well, you could have played some fun the things. The rain
1: comes down. Everybody has these blessed things with the Lazarus thing. Whatever It becomes mutagen from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But for some reason, some of it's not all that great. Pedro just starts turning into a puddle. Help me. That's what I'm saying. I want them to have these, it's like... A double-edged sword.
2: Oh, no. I'm a puddle. Monkey paw. Just to go, you know, the local, you have Freddy. He puddle turns Pedro. into a soft pretzel. Oh, no, I'm a soft pretzel with feet. He's running around. Soft pretzel. Delicious. Uh, but in this, I, I don't mind this issue, actually. And and we were talking about it, it's delayed. It's actually yeah, been delayed like a months. couple months. Yeah, and I think that maybe it was delayed to get that last page or so to tie in. But I think it's just to tie in. You can't have it come out two months ago before Lazarus, before Dark Crisis even oh, ends. Everybody would even forget about it then. Yeah, so I think that they actually, this seems like it was a planned delay. And now it comes out now that Lazarus plans going because you do end this with them, you know, Mary going off to go get Billy and all this stuff going down because she sees a premonition and things like that. But overall, it's just it's a weird play. You end up having four issues. You didn't do a ton and. I still don't mind some of this, but nothing really does happen. But at the point when I thought we were going to get a name, I was all excited for you, Eric, and then
1: for like a Mary Marvel kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. uh,
2: she's just Shazam. It's fine. That's who she
1: is. That's who she. And that's one of the biggest problems with the book overall. Because from the get go of this story, it seemed like who is Mary going to be outside of her family? Who's she going to be as her own person? And now she will say throughout this issue that she's never going to be Billy. She's not going to be like run headfirst into battle stuff. Like she is a planner. The plan is just to yell Shazam, and that's pretty much the plan. But she just becomes Shazam by the end, and she gets her family back. The college is destroyed, so I have no idea what Mary's future is, especially since it seems like this goes right into Lazarus Planet. for what's going to ha- Like
2: you know, what we're dealing with in that book. And then we hear more about Billy being Shazam, and that. So that that yeah scares me.
1: Throughout this whole thing, I really didn't want Mary to find herself, and I never got a, like a definitive answer because it just seemed like she fell back on the old tropes and never became her full self just besides herself she calling herself shazam and that she's a planner i'm like i wanted a little bit more for you Mary, from this old the thing but what we do get in this is a classic callback to dr savannah's daughter georgia savannah where i'm actually mad at myself because going into this book i saw the name dr g we talked about it all last issue and the issue before that when she was introduced and i thought to myself hey them glasses huh that wouldn't be. And I, <laughs> that's why I, I that's what got you in the glasses. Well, the thing is an old continuity. Georgia Savannah and her, all of her, like, you know, uh, her brothers and sisters and father, except for Beautif- uh, Beautifica, she, uh, they're all little hobgoblins, like they're all just little ugly troll people, is what they are. And this one, Doctor G, isn't like a decent looking person. I guess it's all up into the shame in too.
2: There, you know, somebody, their mom probably. Thinks you go ready? No, they don't. <laughs> but this,
1: you go back and look at old continuity of Georgia Savannah. They're just little hobgoblin people. And this one, Georgia doesn't look bad at all. So I think that's what threw me off. But when I saw the name Doctor G in this issue and saw the woman standing there with glasses, I'm like, oh shit, you're going to be Georgia Savannah, aren't you? And then thing is, we have that the professor of Foster, uh, Foster City, not Fawcett City, but Fawcett Community College is the daughter of Dr. Savana, and she wants to go out there and do better than her father, who wanted to harness magic and conquer the world. She's going to use technology to harness magic and do this whole techno, like, you know, magical kind of mixture of things where she's been kidnapping homeless people because nobody would miss them, which is the biggest problem as well, not one of the biggest problems because... We have the idea she's grabbing people that nobody will miss. She's siphoning the magic out of their bodies to fuel up her little cell phone batteries that she sticks on people's chests to superpower them up with magical abilities. And then when people are like, you know, become magical hosts, they become the grotesques. So, well, how do they pronounce it here? They're grotesqueries. And they become, you know, alligator crocodile people. Crocodile people is what it is. But Which seems classic. Ha- yeah, yeah, it's fun. Just the idea that you have, this is fun. But why did we kidnap Mary's parents? Because obviously this is... Rosa and Victor, like um, Vasquez, they're the like parents of you know bunch of kids. Why would you kidnap them out of nowhere when you're targeting homeless people everywhere else? And it doesn't even seem like an idea of calling out Shazam because until this issue, like and it didn't seem like Doctor G, you know Georgia Savannah, knew that Mary Marvel was Shazam. So I don't understand the connection of that except for to get Mary on the case.
2: I know, but maybe you could have played something. First off, maybe you know they dress like me; they're, they're just assumed to be homeless, or. The idea that, oh, I grabbed them because I looked at the, re- like, I don't know how much research is going into this, but they had no kids or family, but because for some reason the foster stuff wasn't on the books, something like that. And then you could add a moment like, no, you're wrong. We have a family and that's, you know, the family comes in or whatnot, but it is odd. You kind of push past that. I, I don't mind. The thing is, first off, I'm a dummy. So I'm like, oh my, it's Georgia, Savannah. <laughs> I don't know why I ended up, ca- Georgia. Oh my. But then, when you have this, I laugh so much because we are coming up. Honestly, it could Lazarus be Georgia. I don't planet. know if I've ever
1: heard it pronounced, uh, like spoken.
2: <laughs> so you end up where you're. You have uh, you know power sets. You have the idea of the the Lazarus ring. You have Lazarus Planet, where this is going to go directly to. And then you have Georgia Savannah say, "Oh, get this! I have both control of tech and magic." I'm like. You're done uh, messed oh. up when this
1: storm hits. You're fucked. Done messed up, Ava.
3: You have
2: picked the two biggest things there that will now go wonky <laughs> later. So I actually thought, I wish this continued. I wish that they actually said, listen, we, this was four issues, but we're going to continue two more that are actually tie-ins because I want to see how the storm affects her. But I also think that this book needed a couple more issues. It, 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 when you get to this point, you're relying on things To hit, and all you can rely on at this point, classic tropes and things about Mary. And I thought that this was going to be a book where it does. She says, I'm not Billy, but really you had no chance to show how you're not. You you didn't have, you had hardly any chance to say that you've grown or different. I do like when she spells out the one thing that I do like, because Darla, who's in this, like, I would say that she might be a genius, right? And But Mary says, I'm not a genius which is a, a cool play because they look up to her as the smart one. She's a bit more level-headed, but she, She's does say, go-getter. she does say, though, I'm not a genius, but to combat that, I go and I study extra hard. I actually do extra study, and in the end, that might even help me out because I have to work That's harder, I figure around. out things, and you end up having. Now, in that, you almost think that there could have been a play if you had Georgia Savannah stay around a little bit more. That she says. You even said she wants to do better than her dad. She actually wants to do worse. I mean, she ends up where her dad, oh my god, he was a bad guy, but he was the scourge of everything and our family was terrible. So I'm gonna be even worse than him. I'm gonna be the better super villain. And maybe you could have had that play with her and Mary about the idea of maybe you could have done something good. Maybe you could get outside of your family like I was trying to. Exactly. And and that's the play with her, with Mary, like Outside of a family that she even has a family that she says, I was left behind. I'm married, left behind. All of my you know brothers and sisters, we were left behind. And here we are. We have this. Uh, and I wish that you could have played that a little more. I don't want it to be so surface level nonsense of, hey, hug it out. And you're the greatest. Not like that. But the idea that maybe Georgia realizes, yeah, you know, maybe this is the wrong route. But there's not enough room. So it's just full out cackling evil villain. But it was not really, it didn't have enough time to gestate or get set up, which i it's a shame, because I actually thought this issue did some kind of nice, neat things that I wanted to see more of. Well,
1: now that we have Dr. G out of the way, maybe we'll get her brother Thaddeus, you know, Jr. But we also have the, like, the beautiful versions of Savannah's children where you have Magnificus and you have Beautia. So when you have this going, I'm like, hopefully we get all of these crazy Savannah family members back into the main continuity, because... Back in the day, it was just so funny that you had these characters, a little hobgoblin of a man, who had these really beautiful children, but then his younger ones, just little hobgoblins, just like him.
2: <laughs> and it's cool. And and again, it plays off the family versus family, which I think yeah. is a, a cool deal. And you go with that. But again, this and in, in this, you get okay. Here's these you know guys who wanted to get the power, and they're kind of awful.
1: Psycho Pirate is their username. It's been talking shit on Mary online because. That's the thing is it's a little bit I don't know a little bit too modern when the idea that you have cell phones that are powered by magic on people's chests that are empowering them to do evil stuff here but i'm thinking they're also using these battery powered cell phones to That's go and what's talk, going shit on online. To
2: talk shit and their shit is superpowered they actually they have the blue check mark. They didn't even have to pay for it because of that all thing. Look uh, at you, you up- <laughs> oh. <laughs> she She, I, I thought, like, okay, well, at least you're giving us a name that we might not want. <laughs> you know, She-Zam, though. I do you know, that.
3: That's okay, right? she We zam. were fine
2: with She-Ra. That works out fine. Don't go she That ends up, it's kind of a play there, but it also ends up with the, ah, oh, you stupid Philadelphia guest. But you end up where this is going on. I told you before. I actually like the dean. Nothing happens with him, but whatever. But I like, like, Mary's. you kidnap these homeless guys, my parents, my sister. What about the dean Uh, and the dean? And then as you're going, he's just yelling in the background because of all the things that he's done wrong, including not really putting a lot of money into the structure of the building. He's like, we really cut quarters here. We got to get the hell out of here. I did like that. The idea where, you know, it's almost it doesn't get to be social commentary, but you get a little of the. He ended up putting all the money into the football team. And that's something that comes up. Now, that's my question for you, because this is the Philadelphia area. I keep hearing a lot of people, and this is sports radio authorities, which they'll demand that Philadelphia is 100% more a basketball town than it is a football town. And I think that's no. full of crap. I think that's are really full of crap. People, and, and you know, as we grew up and all that. We were a hockey town and a football team. I think his Phillies were huge, too. But... Again, what usually happens is the other sports... Remember Iverson and the finals against the Lakers. You couldn't go anywhere without somebody talking about the Sixers and then it disappeared. The the other things are, okay, they're popular now because they're good. The Eagles, though, are always... That's the big deal. It's always the big deal. So I, I kind of laugh when he said that he put the money I in. I don't hear my soul is going
1: down the street spelling out the
2: Sixers. No, no. S-E. Uh, S-E. I already see. That's why we yeah. don't do it. We're not good spellers in the area. Uh, don't, don't put us uh, in this. Yeah. So all this going down, you do end up pretty much with Georgia Savannah just saying, ha, ha, ha. This is what I've done. I'm going to be bigger than my dad. You're getting attacked by crocodiles. You'll never win, and then you just have Mary. You know, pretty much. No, I'm gonna, you know, use my smarts, and I'm gonna combat you because this is my family and friends and people who don't deserve to go down. So she ends up, you know, using her Shazam deal.
1: It's the worst thing too, because Doctor Savannah here, she you know, powers herself up with her magic, like batteries, like stop stop i'm dr georgia savannah the only person in the world to bend magic to my will through science and you are an idiot who threw away the greatest opportunity of her life who are you to stop me i'm just sitting there like do i gotta turn the page who's like who am i i'm shazam and at the point in time it just brings the house down dr georgia savannah she's thrown backwards everything starts breaking to the point where we just have like oh no we gotta get the hell out of here and shows how mighty she is by lifting the entire portion of the college up out of the ground and hovering it like you know Superman at the end of Superman Returns with that kryptonite freaking island. And she's just flying this away to the point where we're just done, and we just have everybody is everybody is saved. Uh, George is stopped. We have our parents back. And Mary, I just don't even know what she's going to do now because she's not going to Vassar, the community college that she was allowed to go to. That's destroyed now, and we just have her having visions of Lazarus Rain and Billy strapped to the Rock of Eternity. Thinking, what's going on? I guess it's something that only Shazam could deal with, and that is where we're going to pick up with Mary Marvel for uh, Lazarus Planet Alpha, where she is helping the rest of the heroes take on things and you know take, tackle the Tower of Fate to get all the magic users out of there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and so when you have this going on. You do have Hoppy, actually, save the day. He ends up coming and bites Savannah on the ankle. And what she falls over, I thought that that was a very bad progression. You don't really see. She falls over and conks her head down, and she's out. I mean, he ends up being the big deal because she gets thunked, and then it's done. I do like, as I said, when you end up having the dean where they're like, okay, well, we're okay. There's a little rumbling going on, but the solid foundation, it's not a big deal. He's like... Oh no! I cut quarters. We got to get the hell out of here. And they're running. The the shame for me in this is maybe the the way to get to this point. You end up where the reveal. I am page turn. Shazam! Shazam powers. Boom! Saves it. That's not really a surprise. It's not really that much of a wow. It looks great, but it's not yeah. really a wow moment. I almost think that you know maybe if we had a different way of doing this book and I know that some of these you wouldn't be able to do but if this is one of those where you have Mary and Billy's gone th- their family they don't have the powers and she and she has tried to avoid using the powers up till now no 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 that's not going to be my thing from now on and then you end up where boom she uses them to save the day i think that would have been cool maybe you could have had that they're a little weaker and wonky and then when she actually is inspired boom that happens or It'd be great if all of them got the powers If the family was there and they were able And you have almost like in the movie Where boom, none of that's going to happen So when she ends up pretty much going through this issue To try to reiterate, listen, I'm different I'm not the same as Billy, I do my things And then at the end she just Shazam, boom And then even Darla, I'll tell you what she's name is She's Shazam, All right, here we go (sighs) We didn't really do much Though I like this issue for what it is Kind of a classic feeling deal And we like Mary, so that's okay i just wish that there was a different angle
1: reintroduced uncle mar for captain like, like uncle marvel and stuff like that so you have uncle marvel showing up there he's a homeless guy he doesn't seem like he's gonna be doing much outside of being uh you know kidnapped by george savannah but he was always introduced into this world and somewhere somewhere from what we had in the jeff johns uh, i was waiting series,
2: for it we have Talkie
1: tawny somewhere. i was waiting
2: for tawny to come i actually thought they were going to play the idea that you know one of these you know grotesqueries you know That would kind of signal for him to come in.
1: If I'm Mary and I have a house full of kids and my parents are missing and I'm still trying to go, I would get my, like, you know, anthropomorphic tiger friend from the Wildlands to come help or maybe, you know, get a set and track down where the hell they are, something. But he is absent from this book, sadly.
2: Yeah. And then I thought maybe you would get the family at the end. I mean, she zips off. I thought we were going to have a dinner scene. We have that a lot. Billy, obviously not there. But I thought you were going to end up, hey. You know, what are we now? We don't have powers. It doesn't matter about powers. And Billy Crystal comes in and says, you're marvelous. Eric, that's what I wanted. I, well, I actually thought we were going to get like an over the top and roll your eyes. We're still marvelous. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But you end up where she goes off. And hopefully you write a bit of the wrong that has been happening. A lot of people will say they like Shazam. right? You tell me you like Shazam. I don't think so it's no service for you. A lot of people I like the not. movies. You know, the idea of not having a proper Shazam, I'm not saying Mary's not a proper Shazam, I'm saying the whole family, having this kind of out and about and askew, especially with another movie coming out. Pretty much like Aquaman, there's
1: a few others, but I can't think about the top of my head, but ever since the movie two, it seems like the majority of our heroes have gone back and has their full history again, you know, from what we had from the crisis forward. A few of these, Flashpoint really affected, like Aquaman. His, his story starts at the New 52 right there. None of the old stuff ever counts anymore, and the same with Shazam. What, what we get for the New 52 on is their entire history, so they don't really have much of a history, and even bringing back stuff is almost lip service and fan service to try to say, hey, look, we'll reintroduce this stuff here and there. Cause it is even, like
2: they're dribs and drabbing it back, exactly. though, even with Marv, even with Uncle Marv. It's, it's a weird
1: thing, too, when we had the New 52 reintroduce all our characters, and that was supposed to be the beginning of their history, except for, like, Batman and Green Lantern, but I really wanted what there's a scene there. Where we went to the Philadelphia Zoo, and there was a tiger there called Tawny. And I really just wanted that to be kind of like a branding, like almost just something like not even just a logo as well as the lightning bolt that Shazam has, but I wanted that to just almost be a mascot, this Philadelphia Zoo tiger named Tawny, instead of having the anthropomorphic tiger and stuff like that, because it just seemed bad for some reason. Just being in Philadelphia and just having the eye of the tiger going with the Shazam so, thing, I'm like and the That's Philadelphia all I Zoo
2: a huge thing. So you exactly. had all of that. Yeah. And you could have had it where you could have played it out along in the the long run.
1: There's a wildlands tiger named Tawny and one at the Philadelphia Zoo as well. Oh,
2: my. And you could have even had him go, like, when he's down, he goes and talks to the tiger. He doesn't expect the tiger to talk back. And then it talks back. It's like Harry Potter. Oh, no. Uh, But in the deal here, it's a shame. Because if I said to you, like, oh, man, what's up with Aquaman nowadays? I hear he doesn't have a book. You'd say, well, he's no longer king. He's got a dog. You could kind of explain it. If if somebody said like what's going on with Shazam? Where Not do much. I go? What's the book? He, and you have to explain well. He's there at the Rock of Eternity because he has this idea that in the future, and he's got to do this. Mary's doing. It's a mess. It is a mess.
1: I'm just telling people go back
2: and read the backups from
1: Justice League and then if they do too.
2: Yeah. Again, though, that wouldn't tell them why they're not around now. I'm saying if somebody said, "Why isn't there a Shazam book now? What's going on with the characters?" There's no real great way to explain to somebody what is I going would say on. There I it is. I just want them to just get rid of that and get everything back. Like make it so after Lazarus Planet, you got the family back. You have a movie coming out. Let's just get there. And you have
1: the Shazam book coming out this year.
2: Yeah. Well, we have that coming up, but you're going to have to resolve things before that. We're going to have shit and I'm worried that The Mark Wade Dan Mora book will Just be Billy and we'll see We'll see how it ends but it will be The part of Lazarus planet That pushes it towards that and hopefully it'll Give you a a kind of a fresh start with it But uh yeah the art and this is great There's some fun there's Some wholesome deal and yeah Mary goes off to go get Billy and see what's going on in the Lazarus planet it says specific Lazarus Planet we once were gods and we laughed that we're going to get the the end, or is it? All right. Well, we know it and it's going to go, Continuing and Hoppy's on going along. Look at Hoppy flying. He's going to fall off. The Marvel bunny? going to die. He's going to. Uh, but I do like it. Uh, what would you give it?
1: Ultimately, I think the art's great. There's a few things that I think are just kind of forced to get us where we need to in this, but I think some of the reveals, like George Savannah's great callback, interesting add to the new Shazam continuity, and I look forward to seeing Mary do her own thing, and also, to, like, going off to go try and find Billy, it seems like, too, with it, like, you know, as a part of Lazarus Planet. I'm not looking forward to Lazarus Planet. The Shazam side of things, it looks like it's going to open it up, and I look forward to that, though. And this book, while not perfect, it was fine. It was fun, and I got more Shazam action than I have lately. So 7 out of 10.
2: And I'm a 7 as well. I'm a 7, and yeah, the art does a hell of a lot of the heavy lifting, too, just like Mary when she picks up that big deal. And she picking up over. I just wish she
1: could have been her own person by the end, because it just feels well, like she's the I same mean. person she was before she even started this issue.
2: And and I'll tell you, me and you like Mary a lot. Uh, I don't think we're going to remember this series years from now and like, oh man, that was the best. It, it just kind of is nice Dementia to see set get, you get, yeah, you get yeah that too. But you end up getting a you know a focus on her a little, so that was cool. But we'll move on to the next book, which. You better hurry up, Eric, because I mean, I know this series goes on. We only have one more issue, but Titans book is DC's publishing right now. Is it? I don't know. Yes. We talked earlier because I don't know if it is, Eric, because I'm telling you, Tom King is certainly making or Tom Taylor making the Nightwing book into a Titans book. So you might. End up once it gets on the cover, then I'll change my mind. Well, they are on the cover, and I, the I'm name. This will be done by the time. But if you read solicit[s] going forward, there ain't no mention of Nightwing. It's the Titans do this, the Titans are doing that. Holy crap! Uh but what if? Well,
1: maybe that's the problem. Where Tom Taylor's sitting there writing the Nightwing book, and he says, "You know, it'd be really cool, DC, if we had a Titans book." Well, we're not really doing the Titans thing right now, aren't we? Well, I'll see about that. So maybe the thing is, Tom Taylor just is using the Nightwing moniker saying, I want to write a Titans book, because maybe he has the like the balls to do that. I don't know, but we're talking about Titans United Blood Pack number five, written by Kevin Scott with Art by Lucas Meyer, Tom, uh, Tony Avina, and Carlos M. Mangual. And if you all remember, we are stuck in the Brother Blood slash Ravenverse, the world that's been remade by the magic of Brother Blood and the Cult of Blood, where Raven is the high priestess of this world, a gigantic church wrapped around her and the Church of Blood. So you have all this going on. In the previous issue, Superboy was captured and going to be beheaded in front of this live studio audience. Not really, but it's just a public execution. He's like, Titans, she knows you're here. So it seemed like this really cool clip. Oh, my God. Does Superboy remember the Titans? And if he does, why? We find out in this issue while he breaks through his chains. Yeah, I just kind of heard her say something about the Titans and she knew he was coming. I don't even know who you guys is.
2: It seemed cool to say it's just Titans. It is funny. I'm... I know that when we ended the last issue, and I—I I don't know how many people are reading this book. I—I I ended up telling you every time we started, I have a real hard problem remembering. Okay, what happened last? What's going on? And I do wish that we had a little bit of a blurb. And what you even said at the beginning of this review—the idea of in a world where Raven is the high priestess who ends up this, and everybody's lost their memories, and An this, this, and Tim priestess. Drake, and then end up like in the end, but. They were were going to execute Superboy. What's going on? And just have a blurb to get everybody caught up, at least the world. I don't need a full out recap, but just to get everybody, because we've had a lot of different multiversal things, and it would be nice to just get, all right, okay, we get going. But once you get going, the first thing I thought was, wait a second, this guy was yelling out, you know, Titans to me. What's going on? And yeah, him saying, yeah, I just kind of heard that. I thought it sounded cool. I'm going to end up on my. That don't make no sense. (laughs) That really is an odd play, but it worked. They ended up jumping in. They were going to anyway. But you're going to continue in that vein of how are people going to remember things? How are we going to reset it? It, it, It's gotten to point wonky at this point. Simon was the
1: perfect loophole for all of that, for how we're working everything, because there's a psychic connection where this book at one point was just House of Them, just light. And... While I bitched about it at the time, I'm kind of pining for the days. You kind of M. want You mean you just
2: getting somebody punched in the face? R. You know, breaking them out of the spell.
1: <laughs> we have a big fight scene breaking out now because Raven has betrayed our Titans. She made a thing like you know, she was uh, that soul self had taken over Jinx and was talking through her to tell the like the rest of the Titans where to find her, how to free her, everything because you know, she's pretending to be evil. it turns out, no, she's just playing the Titan. She is evil, and she wants to take all of them down. And we just have a ragtag group, a ragtag group of our Teen Titan heroes. Some of them remember the old world. Some don't, and just taking all this on a whim. And it just becomes a fight scene between the Church of Blood and just people in the streets who were really pissed off because they didn't get to see an execution. And also, we got to protect our High Priestess Raven. And it's just a whole bunch of stuff what we have going on here where it's like, all right i, I kind of need more at this point in time because even by the end like yeah you have beast boy who's in a tiger form he's kind of like the suck puppet of raven right now and he's sort of like the protector he's just there and it's fine like oh i'm sorry gar i wish we could make you remember i don't need to remember enough you guys are pieces of shit and it's like no gar you would know if like if you could remember you just have this back and forth for a while sorry gar i punched you in the face but we ultimately just have the idea now it's like all right, looks like, uh, you know, Tempest, Garth gets killed, Mother Mayhem gets killed. We have a bunch of casualties here while Raven is striking back at the Teen Titans who are trying to remake the world and they thought Raven was on their side. And ultimately, when they do kidnap Raven here and try to get away, I have no idea what happens in this book because I when we get back to it <laughs> our new HQ, what we're dealing with in the sewer, it seems like, oh my God, that's not Raven. That's Jinx. And I'm like, why is it Jinx? Even
2: Abbott, well, while you're going through this, they end up walloping Jinx, because Jinx is like the right-hand gal of Raven, and they wallop her, and then she's like, oh, no, I remember things. Oh, all right, let's go. And I will give one thing, though. If you aren't reading this or whatnot, and you just, if you buy a book just for art, the art's really good. I mean, oh, it really is good. And I realized now that the combination, even Jinx involved, but Raven specifically, Raven is a darker character, right? She hangs in the shadows, and she uses purple magic, which really pops Anytime you have that, but Jinx does it too. It pops so much on the page that it looks great. But really, this is just a big fight. And then a, oh, gotcha, M. Night Shyamalan twist that I didn't quite get by the end of, oh, no, because when you have this, I think you're playing with that Real big idea of, okay We know that things are wonky here We want to get back to the real world The real where things are going But the pain, Eric, it still Means something here, the idea that I know in my mind That, you know, Starfire Isn't really bad, and this has all been a weird Manipulation but Connor, he's still pissed. He still tries to kill her. And then even at the end, Donna Troy.
1: We have drama nonstop in this because in this world, Starfire killed Lex Luthor, who was the father of Superboy. He's Superboy loses an eye in this battle, this big old skirmish that we have going on there. And when our heroes actually accomplish their mission of getting Raven back now, Donna Troy, because she doesn't remember the old war, she still has these old wounds as well, and then shoves a sword through Raven. But, oh, my God, what did you do? Oh, no, it's Jinx.
2: It's
1: Jinx. Oh, my God. And I'm sitting like... Uh... What is happening? Oh, Garth, I, I said Tempest died, but Tempest didn't die. I thought at the one point when he was the uh, the blood puppet that for some reason he went down, but no, he didn't die.
2: I, I love too where I have to give Superboy some credit. I thought that it was very wholesome and loving how he just anything that his dad, Lex, told him was the best thing ever. And he's like, I
1: love the idea of wholesome Lex being the daddy of Superboy because and it's, he loves
2: Lex and he's it, talking I, about how great he was. Right. And I loved it. I thought that was cool. You
1: don't want that in your main continuity because Lex Luthor is a bad guy who opposes Superman and did terrible things to Connor by you know, brainwashing him, activating a Manchurian candidate style. So you have this terrible animosity that I don't think you'll we'll ever get over. But for some reason. I like that. Like it was like the, the um that concept of like you know remember that Sean Connery movie Finding Forrester where it's that grumpy old man and the kid comes and hangs out and kind of opens up his heart a little bit before he. That's got,
3: like apt
2: pupil, I, right? Isn't it, that no, what happened there? No, goddamn oh, Don't say that. Oh, I <laughs> but, thought that was the same kind of thing.
1: But <laughs> along those lines, where I want Connor to like you know, or maybe he Lexa with the realizing he's getting a little long in the tooth, a little like up in the years, and realize I don't have anything that I want for a legacy. And Superboy, while he hates me. I I need him to be a part of my life, and have that kind of duo situation, because Superboy, he needs something like that, and I like like seeing it here. I don't know how many people are going to appreciate my take on this whole Superboy-Lex thing. It's just something that I always did want to see, and I was happy to see it here, even though it was taken from me immediately when Starfire killed Lex Luthor, because those two actually loved each other, but even the idea of the Elseworld or Hypertime situation that we have going on with this brother-blood-slash-raven world, where... It seemed very hell to them. Even when you have Superboy who has one eye plucked out this thing and is using heat vision on one eye, it just made me think of the age of Apocalypse Cyclops. <laughs> I
2: know. It does look like I laughed, though. Like, the wholesome bit I liked. I actually smiled. And it made me giggle because there's Superboy. And he is doing this thing. He's talking to Robin. And he says, listen, you know, I'm here. I kind of get an idea. I don't really remember you. But. My dad had a saying about the enemies of our enemy. I'm like, everybody has that saying. <laughs>
1: but you're so no,
3: no,
2: nice.
1: my dad invented it. He told me. That's what I love about it. It's so wholesome <laughs> that he
2: thinks that that's a Lex saying, and it made me laugh. I actually was waiting, only because when you hear Lex, and all I was waiting for he said something different than Like, it was going to be a, a skew of that, but it wasn't. I'm like, you are so wholesome, and then you even have, where you know, brother, was like, "Oh, your dad was a jerk." And he's like, "No, my dad was right." I have to just sit around and find out that you, everything is lex, lex, lex. And I actually, for this, I loved it. I thought it was really good, especially in a story that is dark and it's showing these all these heroes are all bad, right?
1: You want these nice moments that you have here, but even when you have Tim Drake, who is the hero of this Titans book, for whatever reason Kevin Scott decided this time around, in this universe, for what we've known so far of what we had in the last Titans United series, and in this, you don't have that connection between Conrad Kent and Tim Drake that you have in our main universe, so it's just, you don't even have the same benefit of when Tim is trying to snap Connor out of it, because as far as we know from what we've been told in the last book into this, they don't really know each other or hang out, because... Last, last series, Connor was a part of the Titans. And this series, he is as well. And it just seems that we re- replaced Red Hood from the last series with Tim Drake here. So, because he's the new, like, almost the new kid in town.
2: Yeah. And then, like you said, where you have Titans to me. And, oh, I, I didn't really know you. I just, it sounded neat. And I heard them saying Titans stuff that seemed neat. So, you end up having that. And then when you have the other big, you know, play, oh my God, it's you, Dick. I'm like, well, what's going on here? And, and even then, when you have the character, I'm like, is that. Thor or Nova, everything always kind of skews back to the characters looking like some sort of Marvel character or whatnot, because that ends up being one of the saves, too. You end up, oh my god, I thought you you know, were somebody else, I can't believe it's you, and yeah, you just end up with things being solved just to be solved, but then the drama causing issues. Oh my god, that wasn't Raven, it was Jinx, and why did why? you stab her down at Troy? I, that's, I'm sitting there, all that, I'm thinking to myself, like, what the hell does that mean? Like, if I was there, if I was one of the Titans, I'd be, what the hell is going on here? Let's just figure out. Let's stop all this shit to get out of here because it's so wonky. Uh, it's okay. I said I like the art. But the story itself, especially this, it's just a big fight. You get some big things. You end up seeing Kraken Beast Boy. That was kind of cool. But it just seems like Beast Boy's an actor thought in this series. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you end up where, well, there's so many characters. You don't have a lot of page space. But, you really don't have a ton of story except for Raven Bad, fixed situation. And we still, we only have one issue. And what are they going to do? it was do?
1: odd to see when we had the assault against Brother Blood and Mother Mayhem that we had Starfire shooting star bolts out of her eyes for some reason while Superboy shot heat vision out of his. And they're like, why are you using your eyes like that? I don't know if I've ever seen it like Starfire
2: do that. Yeah. And I, I think that you play the idea of hyper time out of continuity stuff and they're just having fun. We see that. I mean, I saw an interview I sent to you, a little bit about Leah Williams talking about Power Girl, where the editorial, even in main books and continuity, like, "eh, just do what the hell you want." We don't want to be bothered with that. Have some fun, and this uh, here's the play, though. It I doesn't really make the, it more, no fun. more fun. I know that's the deal. Like, <laughs> I I would go in and say, if this is fun, maybe we should stop having it because it's not a lot of fun. But in this you get away with stuff but it didn't really do anything it just i guess they're like it looked cool <laughs> i'm telling know. you
1: while this issue didn't hit as for me as much as i wanted to because there's been a lot of moments throughout this weird blood pack series that have like oh that's pretty cool even like i don't want to complain it was like a house of m light that we had to deal with, but at times it got kind of cool with stuff we were doing When i thought things were clever certain things here and there now it's just a big fight scene that i don't understand what happens at the end our big cliffhanger of last issue was like oh, no, no, I just said that Titan shit because I overheard it. And, like, it doesn't feel like it's flowing as well, and all the characters, the stuff you could do that was fun is just kind of left on the table, and the art is the only saving grace. And with all of that said, this is still the best Titans book that DC's putting <laughs> out right now, but it's only a 5.5 out of 10 in my yeah. mind because it
2: didn't do much this issue, and
1: the premise that it's dealing with is wearing thin.
2: Yeah, I think I'm a 5, but a regular 5. Uh, Maybe a 5. 5. The art is so good. I, I can't it's go so a 5. Good. I'll go 5. I can even... Really, you could convince me the art's good enough to get it to a six, but the problem why is why is
1: Lucas Meyer on a main book I right know. now?
2: Holy moly! You end up where it, it reminds me back in the day when I would keep going to you about Bruno Dundo, when he was in Injustice, right? and I'm like, yeah. man, this guy needs more work, more work. Finally, he gets it. So maybe we'll get that. Uh, the idea of this book is it's so like a funny because maybe uh, because this book doesn't mean much. If you here's my little travel down the Titans United lane, Aaron. I end up getting into it. You like the Titans. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm along for the ride with Eric. But as we go through this, you end up going, well, I want to see the Titans, and I could deal with the wonky story. Ah, we'll just go with it. Then we get what, oh, my God, you know what? There's some coolness to the story. There, It could be clever. Oh, my God, this is a little better than I thought it was going to be. And then it goes back to just being a book. Well, the Titans are in it, and it's the best tit- and now it's not enough. It's almost yeah. like, you know, you got that little hill going. Now we're in the valley again. And, and I just-
1: better have a real explanation of why Tim Drake is the only one yeah. on, on the earth
3: who remembers a shoot, the that's old a worth. lot of oh, like, stuff only- to
2: do. And so by the end, I just think that this is going to be like the first Titans United. It's like, yeah, we read it while it was going on. I'll never go back to it. I'll never really no. think about it. But at the point when you don't have the Titans in the book it's the best titans book out there as you like to joke around with and but it is true but it could have been something more and it almost it started getting like oh my god you're better than i ever would have given you credit for and now we're just back to eh, it's the titans so and and I the think you're better great. than
1: your last series
2: yeah we that's the thing a lot of people liked the last series more we did not we didn't like it because even the idea of in that like, Connor can't catch a break in any of these. He's, you know, a jerk there. Now we're here, he's... Connor and Red Hood sucked together in that last series. These have... Th- here's the deal, in my mind, the assholes in this book are because of a whammy. And we could go like, okay, uh, that's because of that. They were just assholes in the first book. Well, Jason Todd like and Connor.
1: Obviously, Titans United and Titans United and Blood Pact are part of the same universe, because they have <laughs> the same title, and all of them want to have that stamp on their, hey, watch that HBO series. We kind of <laughs> yeah. like it. So you have that going on. In the last series, it felt like it's just It was a cash grab. It's still like, you know, the same team as the HBO series, the characters involved, but just kind of different more along the comic This feels like it's actually more in line with the comics than the HBO series, but it's still just characters that are like on a team. You have no idea why. And it's just still not enough. But it feels more in line with what I love with these characters outside of the HBO series.
2: The funny way to me was, again, I didn't watch the HBO series, whatnot. Maybe that's a good thing, but. You end up where that first, it's cash grab. That was not even a tie-in, but it's there for that. We said it all the time when we reviewed it. But if you're going to come back with a sequel, you need something a little more. And Kevin Scott did. He actually brought a little more. Maybe if we get a third one, Eric, it'll keep getting better there. And you could say that maybe it's because he didn't know the characters before and he's kind of filling them out. Now, we're learning how his characters are, but can't really say it in this one. Because I don't really get what's going on. But it's still, for some reason, it's better. So we'll go with it. Maybe we'll get a third one. What do you think it would be? Like, garbage time. That's what I'd call it. You know it's going to be Deathstroke, right? Yeah, it would have to be. (laughs) I'm really, again, I'm really sick of the the Titans and Brother Blood. Brother Blood can hit the skids. Him... You end up having Cobra. There's a lot of people and groups in the DCU that I could share with
1: Brother Blood. As long as we have a book where Raven's Vault, we don't have to deal with Trigon, I'm happy. Mom, that's true.
2: Uh, just that I love that they realize at points, well, there's so much Brother Blood. Well, get this Earth 11 sister blood. I'm like, no, no, it's still the same thing. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that. You're not fooling me here. I see what's going on here. Uh, but we'll go to the last book. Of the whole deal, and this is Backgirls. This is Backgirls number 14, written by Becky Clonin and Michael W. Conrad. I think they're playing a game there. Eric, and you end up having art, colors, letters. Oh, my God, triple threat, Jonathan Case. Boom. And you could say quadruple because he's doing the inks as well, right, Eric? He might not be doing inks. Well, he may not do inks. So, you know, I think that, yeah, I do. Usually when they say art, it does mean the pencils and inks that they fully said. I just know Juan didn't do that. There you go. No, he did not use uh, inks. And we ended up finding that out and made us look like a and fool. And I always Thanks. go with that Thanks now because of what Juan. Juan said. I love Juan. Well, you end up having this and it's kind of a, a funny deal. Me and Eric will maybe argue about it, discuss it here where I think that people ended up elevating their scores because this is a quote-unquote silent issue. It's not. Why is it a silent issue? It's not a silent issue. issue. Well, it's not a silent issue. It is a issue that is, remember when we laughed, the the funniest thing at one point to us was was the mostly silent issue when we had that back in the day. Uh, A silent issue, if you look at almost every 99.9999% of the deal, that doesn't mean there's no sound. That doesn't mean that people don't say words. It's that it is textless and wordless for the most part, and you end up having most of the story being told by the art, the emotions are from the art, all that going in. This ends up having a bunch of dialogue. It has a bunch of narration. It is just a letter. I'm saying there's no dialogue or narration. It's just a letter. But it's words. That that's not that's like a and quite frankly, what is your favorite one of our favorite issues of all time, silent issue is the Batman G. Robin Joe. number 18 right remember that one GI Joe one is fully out that's a silent issue there's nothing that's there's great. no words in that and it's great because you get the deal with Snake Eyes through his you know his movements through things they said at the most point what you usually have if you have a silent issue and I think you might have it in that GI Joe where you'll have like hand movements and you'll have like little like emojis and things like that that's there but to be a real silent issue you can't have these letters and where i want to point out me and you had said because you
1: like you actually say the words out loud when you read
2: no no that's the thing here's the play and here's my argument if somebody said well jim it's a silent issue because Cass is only reading well if you're going to go with that that there's no sound at all it's there are tons of sound effects there's a lot of sound going on which you usually have in a silent issue a silent issue a lot of people have Complain. It should be called a wordless or textless issue because there's tons. I mean, there's right there click, bang, smack. It's not silent. So you're not doing that either. But the play here is we, my whole play is we love that Batman and Robin 18. Oh, yeah. So I went back to read it and I'll tell you, I read that. I think that this might be aping it a bit. And when you end up, I almost cried again. (laughs) All these years later, I almost cried. And in that issue, You end up where Batman punches a wall and the wall, there's no sound. You don't have a sound effect. Yeah, a wall. You don't have any sound effect. You know what? There's a letter in that issue. One panel, it's a letter. And in that letter, if you remember the Batman and Robin number 18 was after Damian Wayne's death, where Alfred and Bruce Batman are trying to come to grips with everything. Near the end of the issue, Batman finds a letter that Damien left him and reads it, right? And the letter itself says, listen, Dad, I know you don't want me to go fight Leviathan. No, that's the thing. That was never spelled out as a silent issue. I went and looked at all of DC's things for its solicits, the thing in the app, all that. Never once said, because it isn't, it's not a silent issue. And I even looked at a part where somebody in a review even spelled it out. This is not a silent issue. It has a letter in it, but... It's for the most part that, and that's where I thought that that was kind of a telling deal. It wasn't a silent issue, but that letter in that, it almost made me cry again. Damien says, I know that you don't want me to fight Leviathan, but I'm going to go do that, and so, uh, you know, we'll meet there and we'll help out together. You
1: know what? Brian Michael Bendis has fucked my brain up so bad. When you say Leviathan, I'm like, doesn't he mean the heretic? But no, it is Leviathan because this is his mother's organization where the heretic was a part of. And when you said Leviathan, I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? I didn't see no Mark Shaw over there. The Bendis just took over my brain for a second.
2: And it was one of those things where you end up having um, this. The letter in this here, this issue, and I'm going a lot of things that aren't this issue, but the issue itself I don't think that Conrad's rad, I don't think that they're skilled enough to tell a regular issue, let alone a silent issue, because what I think that they think in this is a silent issue is easier to write because you don't have to put the words on the page. Because in this, you're not really getting, you know, the body language or the emotions, especially if you're going to play Cass in the deal, who is a body language expert. This is just I'm going to go here. I'm running into ninjas and then I'm going to get a letter that solves all the problems. And then off I go. Again, in that and in that Damien deal that Batman and Robin 18, there is that letter, and at the end, you do have the emotions that I think that the Cloonrads are trying to get here, but they're not really earned in my in my mind. But in that Damien one, at the end, he does say, "Listen, I'm going to help you. I know he doesn't say I'm going to take down Leviathan himself, and then he fights the hair We know how that went, but he says, "I'm going to be there. We all need to be there. you need help, you're going to help me. We're going to take him down because listen." I know that I can't say this to you in person, but my mom gave me my life. But you showed me how to live, and then it's love, Damien. And I'm getting choked up right. I'm telling you, Eric, I read that, and I almost started crying.
1: I, I am looking at a little bit of the CVR article where Peter J. Tomasi said that, like you know, it's a silent issue, no text, no sound effects, storytelling in its purest form.
2: Yeah, well, he said that. DC does not say that, and there is so a letter again, so. but. Again, I don't care what the writer says because Gloomrad says that this is a silent issue. And then Michael W. Conrad said on Twitter that the only thing that makes a silent issue is people don't say words. That's not what it is. It's not what it is. So what I'm saying is a lot of people seem to say and elevate this way more because they say it's a great silent issue. I don't even think they even read it. It's just oh silent issue now. No, no, that's the
1: thing that's that's all I wanted to talk about with the issue because I had such a hard time following what the hell was going on in this. Because I'm trying to read this whole thing because we have the the League of Shadows in here or League of Assassins. I don't even know what they're playing with anymore, the Lady Shiva and how it works in the current continuity. But she's following these ninjas. She sneaks into this one place, she's stealing samples of stuff, and I have no idea what the stuff is. Gets out, fights some ninjas, Lady Shiva, cuts some dudes' legs off, (laughs) freaking she goes (laughs) off. And I'm like, I'm trying to follow this whole thing to the point where we're actually going back to Riddler's, you know, clue about, you know, if like, you know, backgirls, like, if two backgirls are is a uh, a crowd, what's four and plus five and it's nine. I'm trying to figure out how that plays into the freaking um the clue master and this and trying to figure out when Cass left this letter for. I mean, I stepped less than this letter for Cass to tell her how great she is because if I if you find this letter, that means I'm dead. But ultimately, Cass just figures out from what's going on with the story that she has in the letter about where her Dad, and the crewmaster, used to take her. All right, I'm just going to travel up there. Oh my god, I done found the stuff. I'm still wondering how does Mad Hatter fit in all of this?
2: And and again, like this whole deal going down, you end up where I thought it was confusing to to follow, and that's something that a like again, the silent issue you're you're trying to give a script to the artist where the artist can tell the story through just the art. And there's not really it, it doesn't seem a script here and and again, the whole thing of me going on and on about a silent issue was just kind of a little nitpick, but what I wanted to get to, and now we 're going to the full issue is the idea that where other people elevated the issue because they said it was a silent issue, and I think there are certain issues that people elevate no matter what i didn't i didn't lessen my score because of the idea that this was kind of a wonky version of it I'm certainly not giving it props for something that it did Poorly. I mean, I, I could say that, uh, hey, here that was my whole deal. I know I went a little too far into it. I was trying to grab my thoughts of how to really play it out. But really, in this, you end up where I love the part where they must have written in the script, hey, draw it so it looks like Shiva's dismantling mannequins. I mean, the idea, the, that one leg, I'm like, what's going on? What are we doing here? It doesn't even look like a real leg. I, I'm telling you, I went back
1: and looked like, is that person just cutting like, the legs <laughs> off? And even the idea, I went had to go back a few times in this book because even the part where, you know, Batgirl casts, she goes and takes out one of these ninjas and then puts their clothes on it and infiltrates this, looks, looks like a submarine hatch to go and find these samples that she said. I had no idea. I thought that was Lady Shiva for a second.
2: And so she's doing something got samples eric she ends up where oh my god Shiva gave her the salute and then you go off and i think that when they're doing this they can't really figure out well how are we going to play this out in a silent issue oh no what we'll do is and i'll give tomasi a little different than this you ended up having that letter batman finds the letter reads it boom he's gone it's one panel and it's more of like a it wasn't a narration device it didn't solve anything it was just there and, you know, you went on for some other pages. This is actually where you are working the panels off of what Cass is reading. It's it's narration. The idea where I used to go to this place. It was the stone fence cab. Well, write that on the thing. Let's circle that stone fence cabin. So it's 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 not really what my it's supposed daddy, to be.
1: You know, the clue master, he used to try to train my mind over at the stone fence cabins. And I just like to think it's in bold letters and like, oh, you know, yeah. everything a circle, underline twice, you know, all this stuff. Hmm, Stone Fence Cabin. So over there on Fence Lane.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm asking you, number one, right? This is the whole deal. You end up having cast samples, uh, Venom, maybe. I don't know what it was there. Maybe it's the math. Maybe she has I'm a little bit of out, a problem, so, the, right? The story
1: has been all over the place since we started this with all the different focuses on who the villains were to the point where you I even was happy
3: that we have this Scarface, those over
2: here, right? You got Scarhead. He's gone. You got Scarhead. What I thought we were going to see when I read this a couple of times, and really, I say read. Uh, you end up where I thought that you were having this cold open, right? There's cash. She's going. She grabs samples. We don't know what they are. She's grabbing this, 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 and this, where then she goes to maybe Lady Shiva, as we see, and you reveal that she had to do a favor for her mother to get a little more information about maybe what had happened to Steph and whatnot, but that doesn't happen. So she ends up, she's chased. We don't know what's going on. Was this just another caper? I don't know. Then they're on the, the deal on this bridge Ninja City. They they end up cut kind of, I don't know and it's slice and dice and I'm thinking oh League of Assassins, but then you end up where she was there. Hey, great, I just cut off limbs, hey go. Then she goes back to the apartment. Where where was this letter and why was it around? I, I just she's got the letter. Well, I'm saying, when did she write this
1: letter and the whole I don't idea know. because we have, we have, uh, Cass start the issue off by going through police records where she finds out, Oh my God, the clue master's body disappeared after he supposedly died. So obviously she writes on the little, like, uh, the, little, like, photo of it, Lazarus. I'm like, don't you fucking say Lazarus to me. I'm sick of hearing Lazarus, but I, Lazarus, get he's then. come back from the dead, the clue master. He faked his death. We have all, we all know this as leaders at this point. And I'm just thinking to myself, how did we get to the point where Steph was kidnapped by her insane father, who's the supervillain? Oh, that's right. Madam Zodiac, out of nowhere, used a magical coin to have them switch bodies for some which reason. Which then flipped it. it. landed on its edge. Where then Cass in Steph's body just decides to have a drink with some bikers who are actually working for Cluemaster to knock her out. For then <laughs> Steph and Cass to switch bodies back, where Steph is now somewhere that Cass doesn't know where she is, and she has to do detective work, which I don't even understand the detective work. If... if just imagine if Steph didn't happen to write in case I, I die kind of a letter that Cass just happens to find where she talks about this one specific cabin that she went to when she was a
2: kid. I mean, it's not that's the idea when people and I saw people writing their shitty ass reviews. And I'll tell you right now, when you're mentioning all the stuff that happened before, if this is a silent issue, that's fine. You could call it whatever you want, but I'm calling all the other ones bullshit issues because they were. And you get to this where people there's a review that says that this is the greatest detective work that's ever been had. And I I've talked about this to uh, you and a lot of other people. Detective work is not just getting one clue and boom. That's not detective work. That's not how it works. You used to listen to true crime stuff. There's a lot of misleads. There's a lot of that. Show If you're going to show detective work, show it. But getting a letter from your friend who wrote a letter that isn't even like, open this up if I die. No, this is just there for Cass. And like, yes, and it is a
1: letter to open if she dies, but there's nothing that indicates that. And there's no reason for Cass to think and that And I'm Steph wondering
2: why she even did this and why she's reading it. This doesn't make sense. And I thought where we didn't get enough issues, but we also don't have writers with skill, Eric, because what you could have done with this is the idea where they talked about it in one of Steph's biggest things. I never really quite knew my father. When you get Cass in the switcheroos, I'm telling you, it's hard to even talk about this book. Cass actually learns enough about almost more than Steph would have known and is able to figure this out herself because of the time she spent with the whole deal with Cluemaster. The problem is they switch her back too quick and you didn't get anything. We thought that Cass was going to be smart I don't enough. Know,
1: I don't know if Cass was, was going to be able to figure that because she was drugged and out of it.
2: Well, I'm saying, though, that's how they played it. They did nothing. That switcheroo did nothing at all. It did nothing. I don't even know because why Because when you get, yeah. So if though. Oh, Madam Zodiac. If the switcheroo would have happened and we would have had a bunch of issues and it would have lasted, like eventually Tess wouldn't be drugged. And you would have clue master Dang it, we, we even well, said we, saying, were, we were afraid how, of what would happen if they figured out there was a. So why didn't you have it last a couple is issues? a
1: setup, though, where out of nowhere, Madam Zodiac gives Steph a magic coin where they wish to swap places but lands one way. It doesn't land either way. It lands on its side for some reason. They switch bodies. And in this whole thing where Cass is in Steph's body decides you know what, these bikers, I just beat the crowd, I'm going to have a drink with them. Oh, no, it's been drugged. I'm like, who are these characters, and what is the situation set up?
2: And again, you you got the switcheroo, cool, but it, the switcheroo only lasted a day. They came back without anything happening. Like you said, Casper's drugged. But if she wasn't, and you ended up having the steal, because we thought by the end all this was going to be as man, your father, oh, no, your mother. And they laughed. They didn't even get that. They never spent any time. We thought that there was going to be big problems for Steph because you would have Shiva figured out and slice and dice. You'd have big pro- You never had that. But I wish that you had a little bit where Cass kind of got the lay of the land and also kind of what the. Even if Clue Master was like, listen, I changed my ways. I want to open up to you. And something was a clue when you went with that. But- and
1: on top of all that, you also have the idea that nobody at DC told the Clue that Bendis had already brought back the Clue Master and Clu-Mash Steph knows that he's back. alive.
2: So in this, if you sit there that's and not think their that, fault, but still, yeah, Cass getting a letter that's not really sent. I don't know why it's the the idea a letter that Steph wrote when she might be dead. That's the idea. You tell me that's good detective work, and I want to see the Batman book where oh no, Batman he's running to a brick wall, and the Riddler sent him a full out letter of everything that it means because hey, I might be dead. It's just ridiculous. That's well, not only just sends clues. a letter to
1: says. Hey, he mentions one place, and that's where he's yeah, staying, one the right place. place he says in the letter.
2: You know what I like? Riddler's Cove. Pretty cool. I hang out there a lot, but I haven't in a while, but you know, I just want to mention it to you. All right, Riddler's no Cove. It is. Yeah, but that's where you get stone fence. Ca- it's, not even, it's not even clever. It is almost like the biggest MacGuffin I've ever seen in my life of just being there. So she ends up getting that. I'll, I'll give her less credit than she deserves, too, because- the minute that she writes, it, just get going. It still takes her a little bit. She's still going through some things. It's out in the breeze. Off base. they go. And, yeah, she ends up driving the motorbike out there, and then she gets out. Oh, no, it looks like Steph is hooked up to some suction cups and might be dead. That's
1: the thing. Is I don't know I don't know what these wires that are coming off her are for. If she's tied to a chair, it looks like there might be a box underneath, but the perspective's a little weird, so it might be behind her as I well. I think it's
2: like a weird lie detector. That's what it yeah, is. I don't know Maybe this, maybe Clue Master realized oh, something was wrong And are you, I don't know I don't know, maybe He's it's still like the, It's like the clue machine <laughs> I don't know uh, Gotta enhance her mind and her body People end up because they, they thought It was real emotional, hey I love you I love you Cass uh, I think I might be dead, but I love you catch you on the flip side i'm like Go make to hell. sure
1: the pet fido one for me
2: so i i did mention i did mention the batman and robin 18 it was one of the things funny thing as i went back to see what we rated it it was a little bit before we ended up having the site i i oh, didn't remember exactly issue. when but yeah it was uh and in that i think that i probably would have given that issue a nine if i if i i just read it so i could say i'd probably give it a nine uh because it was real emotional what not that's less than what most people are giving this this has an aggregate score of 9-1 this is not a 9-1 this is a bullshit no. comic that really doesn't even go with its premise and ends up having things solved just to get solved to then have and the emotions are just a letter that don't, doesn't make sense and with that nothing, nothing else i couldn't, even, I couldn't follow the beginning i couldn't follow anything that was going on so you end up at the end where i think that it's kind of bullcrap but what would you give it? I'm going to give this a 4.5 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'm a 4. I think I'm a 4 out of 10. And here's the other thing. The art, people are saying, oh, it's a classic style. It, it does have that, like, almost like a Jorge Fornes look uh, of yeah. a recent deal. And it does have, you know, that whole play. It even has, like, a Darwin Cook, maybe, even in it. Yes. Kind I, of I, I, I don't things. remember
1: the colorist, but it always reminds me of the colorist that we have with uh, Franco, Franco Villa.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it, even, like, it has a lot of things like that, so yeah, it looks okay, but the problem is, is that I don't think the art was good enough to really rely on it heavily, and the script no. didn't do it anyway. You end up where it just is nonsense, so four out of well, ten for again, me. is that
1: something that I'm forgetting from last issue, because I don't forget a lot of things when we go from issue to issue like this, but what
2: the hell are these samples for? Yeah, Lazarus. Well, actually, I don't write Lazarus. Actually, I'm looking. Like, let's look at those. Maybe it was samples of Lazarus. <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna rain that shit soon. Don't. I, actually, I'm looking. If you have it, like everything else is there, but yet you don't know what that fucking shit is. It says sample two colloidal. Uh, I still think I, I, I still say, say
3: Lazarus. Lazarus. Yep. Fuck me. Yeah, there you go.
1: Colloidal R- Lazarus. So, is this something where the clue Master's is working with the League of Assassins and they brought him back with actual Lazarus?
2: Maybe. And now we're really going to have samples it up. here. Now, and if you're going to do that. Because he died so long ago and his body disappeared right afterwards. Did you ever get, like, that might be the idea? Like, maybe things told in a different time Colloidal frame. Colloidal Lazarus. Because now I'm starting to think that what's going on here. Is that and also I did we didn't even mention that uh, friendly cop he's there to just kind of give a scowl and a cross arms I think that maybe because again we also have a full out you know autopsy deal you go through a big thing and and when you get to, maybe she's grabbing that thinking that and maybe she is maybe Steph's dead maybe Steph's gonna hit the Lazarus maybe that's why she grabbed that thinking that but I never got the idea that Steph would be dead but I guess you're no, thinking ahead I don't get you're thinking idea. ahead there. Yeah, it was weird. Once you get that letter, I'm like, what's going on? Did I miss, like, 80 issues? I'm so confused
1: what's going on with the League of— La- uh, I was going to say Lazarus, but League of Shadows, League of Assassins, anything that's going on with it ever since Rachel Gould died in the Shadow War. Yeah.
2: Well, and it was when you ended up having, you know, the original where this whole gets wonky, but Cluemaster, right? You end up having Lincoln March was the one yeah. who sliced him, right? You Did he his have a ass camera back. with him? Did he have a camera? <laughs> Did he take this picture? And is, Slice, all right, let me get that I'm going to keep my I work. have to
1: assume that this picture that we have here is when the police found a body that's for
2: evidence <laughs> I just wanted to be Lincoln March And then they end up, Lazarus over They just write over it Poor, you know, poor Is The best time he looked, dead, Eric All that blood all over you Again, if you, if you, Eric ended up uh, Talking about it, and just to reiterate it It was in in the Bendis deal Because he fucked up and thought Cluemaster was alive he ended up playing this game where Everybody that saw horrific that. death was faked, maybe with blood packs like the Titans have, and you end up where all that plays out and it, they didn't know. So it's all wonky. It's all wonky. But, again, you could always play, well, you know, Eric, death metal. <laughs> People just say shit. The timeline changed. I, I don't know. But that story was wonky anyway. But, yeah, at the end, four and a four five. That's it. Probably not our book of the week. But what is your book of the week?
1: My book of the week is Batman Superman World's Finest number eleven.
2: That is mine as well. We had a pretty good week. We had some books so. that we really enjoyed, so that's a pretty cool thing. We have you know some different events going on. Maybe one's better than the other. Maybe whatever, but it's there's something for everyone. And we really I, again, I want to point it's a hell out of a week really with all the different like uh, kind of characters and books coming out. And I want to point out again, it wasn't our book of the week, but I really suggest people check out the Star Girl book as well. It's really really good. Here's what's going to be on. Next week's podcast And if you are out there And you think well I hope all These books will be on the podcast well y- Your hopes are dashed because yeah. Two of these will be on the Patreon In our Patreon only A spotlight picked by the This is the Get Fresh crew honk, honk. Oh. And if you aren't uh, You know or don't remember we ended up Talking this week on Batman One Bad Day Bane number one Lazarus Plan Assault on Krypton number one that was a two-hour podcast, Eric. You couldn't shut the hell up. <laughs> oh my goodness, we were having some good old times. I thought, boy, I want to sit there and talk to my Eric Shea, but we had some fun. We talked about a bunch of different things, and then at the end, it got a little off the rails. But that's part of that's part of the fun. But in that, we had some people bringing up the idea of the length of the podcast. Oh, so you guys used to have you know these long podcasts and whatnot. I think that this week with everything combined with that that you could get, it, it still will end up like five or six hours. So there's enough. There's some meat on the bone. But here are the books. I will tell you my predictions of what will be on the Patreon spotlight. And right. then you, and then you could say, OK, well, at least we'll get those books on the regular podcast. Because Jim's never right. But if you it's at Patreon dot com slash weird science, by the way, all the things and all the links that we talk about are in the show notes as well. We get action comics number one thousand fifty one. I don't know why that Dawn seems of D C like quick. I, I think that this is like I I thought that it would be like it's January a little bit Jim, later. we got to get the shit out. I know. Well it's coming out. This is where that dawn of DC and I will point out something. I've told people this. I don't know why DC isn't pushing it even in these little intro to this. This has a Dan Juergens. Back in Lois the day, Clark Young too. John, Lois, and Clark deal. So you end up where and, – and they're not traveling the country mapping and things out. That's, that's Lewis and Clark, Eric. I just want to let everybody know you that we're say not that, going, but we, ha-
1: we had that issue of Superman where we, with Dan Juergens where we travel the freaking country talking about how great America the one. We're
2: not running the Manifest Destiny. We're, we're going – and it does have Young John. So everybody who's wanted that – I know also it's funny because I did see some people. I was waiting. Oh, why aren't they getting? Well, that's Dan Jurgens. He didn't do that. Tomasi
1: did that story that we're talking. I was talking about. Never mind. The
2: idea people were upset. Why isn't Tomasi doing this? Young John. He's the one who didn't. No, no, no. no. Dan Jurgens started it out. So yeah, and again, when when you're talking about the Tomasi thing, we were doing other things with Dan Jurgens in the Action Comics. So even that, people were upset. You ended up having Bendis come in, kind of you know cut everything at the knees. He took over those books. Well. Now you get Dan Jurgens able to go back Do some super stuff it's which awesome. I, know, I can't wait. You know Eric I know that like uh, Booster Gold, He knows what he's doing there And you end up also because he's a big Superman Writer but he also gets to do John stuff So that's cool but it's, it's so DC funny doesn't this seem issue, to want though. to push it I don't think anybody know, knows I, about it but I just,
1: You have Action Comics number 1051 On the cover with a badass cover With all these new costumes for our super family And stuff like that You also have their first super sized issue I'm like Stop, don't, you can't say that, stop it <laughs>
2: <laughs> But you're gonna get, what you're gonna get It's an anthology book now, you're gonna get a Philip Kennedy Johnson story, that's the action Comics, you know, of the day, you end up Getting this back in the day, John, and then you get Leah Williams, that will probably drive me nuts With the power, power girl, Reborn. we'll see I made some predictions about That book, uh, we'll get A boob joke or two, right, you always Love that, and I Who think that it? she'll be a Side character, that's just me I did hear word, too, just not to, you know, go too long with this action comics, but I did hear word there is a interesting, weird scene with Lois and John that seems to be like a little kinky stuff, not between those two. Isn't this what people said when John was in the shower and Lois walked in and was upset? Well, John ends up finding something that I hear is like really upsetting to him. And Lois is like, listen, married people have to spice it up, my friend. (laughs) I'll tell you. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, weird. cool. Uh it's weird. Uh, but yeah, Action Comics number one thousand fifty one. Then we have Batman One Bad Day, Catwoman number one. Now, I don't know. Where by we're G. Get G. Will two. Wilson. By G. Will Wilson, you know. Okay. I like G. Will Wilson's Miss Marvel. Not much else, but it, this seems really quick to have another one bad day. Right, like great. they're really shoving those out. But uh you get that. We'll see. Each one of me and you we said it's kinda like it's lessening it's it's less returns here but yeah blue beetle graduation day number three is such a weird book because you did not me and you both didn't really like that last issue why do i look forward to it though it's a fun book and plus we have starfire showing up this issue i'm actually like excited to see what goes on in that book even though i think it's not doing what i want but i i don't know we like blue beetle and it's trying to be fun i guess catwoman number 51 didn't like that fifty. Catwoman's all
1: locked up, and on the cover it says a new Catwoman prowls the streets of Gotham.
2: My guess is it's just psycho. My guess <laughs> is it's psycho. I just looked Vegas odds. One hundred percent. They're not oh. even taking bets. It's psycho. But you get the sidekick Dario, so we'll see how that plays out. Tom also, Yeah, is that yeah? I think that's what he said. His name was. Yep. We end up having Detective Comics one thousand sixty eight. Get to play my werewolves in Gotham song. And that right. Gets me excited. The other deal is, uh, again, was it a vendetta? I, I end up where I've been bored with this story. Maybe we'll get some. I see the solicits. The solicits keep promising big things, but we'll see. I also, also saw the April solicits, and they were still talking about that stupid as, shit asthma and the, the. The asthma? Yeah, I'm like, really? We're still dealing with the asthma. We got All the right. asthma bad. <laughs> we do. Harley Quinn number 26? I'm not sure. Which I do- continues on with the Harley Quinn who laughs. Oh yeah, yeah. So it isn't the start of. I think the start of Teeny Howard's is that twenty eight that they're pushing. That's no, so cool. DC, yeah. So we end up or finish up That's out of nowhere. Justice Society of America number two. We've been can't waiting wait. for that. I can't wait either. That's going to be cool. Lazarus Planet. We once were gods. Number one. Hey, you got Shazam on the cover. Sounds like like what Robert Plant and Jimmy Page would talk about. Like they're they're there. They're all assholes. Robert Plant looks, I mean, he's aged very poorly. I love the guy, and the guy's a straight shooter, right, Eric? They stole a lot of songs, too, but they're sitting there, and they, we were once gods. Look at us, and Jimmy Page is like, what the hell are you talking about? Look at me. I got a man bun that makes me look like a samurai, and I'm playing kick-ass guitar. I'm still a god. That is end scene. <laughs> you ever see him recently? He looks no. like a samurai, Eric. I love it. He used to look like a wizard. <laughs> now he's a damn samurai hanging around playing the guitar punchline the gotham game number four another book that no it's not really hitting well with me at least but uh i look forward to maybe that getting better uh teeny howard at the helm there right you got that yeah and then also eric's and i was going to mention it earlier about the idea you know when i was talking about people yelling about reviews and oh my god you're too high you're too low i'm like i'm just right is what i am but you end up where you can tell that we don't fake the funk, and each issue gets its own due and if it's good because Eric gave Tim Drake Robin a book of the week. I mean, nothing will ever top it. You get Tim Drake Robin. And you hated every and other it was a one seven. immensely, right? Yeah, it was a tough week. It wouldn't have been that this week. This was too good a no. week. I think that what we'll get on the Patreon spotlight will be JSA number two. And Batman One Bad Day Catwoman. I want to go with the idea of Lazarus' planet, but I think that that assault on Krypton, that really took the sales out of everybody, right? Is that what you say? It took I don't know. Sales I think we're going for
1: it. a double header of what we had this week kind of going on where we have the You're Lazarus' go with planet, we once were gods, and One Bad
2: Day Catwoman. But you do agree that probably the Batman One Bad Day Catwoman will be there. and Exactly. Uh,
1: Better to double up and take two Catwoman books for the badass spotlight. That'd
2: be crazy. I was going to mention that. we got two Catwoman books, and I, I want to like them. I One bad day. That could be whatever. What's the one? I mean, these one bad days come down to It's going to be her like, oh, it's the day I met Batman.
3: But it was also the best day. Eric. It's, it's very odd. What would it be? What would it
1: be? We'll
2: Probably see. Probably something to do with we'll her see. sister. Yeah, I'm thinking the sister, maybe, you know. Maggie something. Uh, something. Maggie. I was thinking, yeah, Maggie doing it. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Action comics is a big get, too. That is, that is, Eric. I want to see what, I hope that Leah Williams just comes full force and you get the full Leah Williams experience that I have had in such things as amazing Mary that we had
1: in the anthology.
2: What's that you didn't? That's the best thing I've ever read from her. So there you go. I can't wait. I I have a feeling she's going to kind of just meander through this, but we'll see. It'll probably get sexy. So with all of that though, thanks everybody for listening. As always, please go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. I think it is. Uh, And you follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Get written reviews over there. Go over to the YouTubes at Weird Science Comics and get video reviews and news things and all that stuff from me. uh, DC and Marvel and manga over there. And then go to our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Weird Science, where you can get a ton of extra shows including our weekly spotlight, which we end up, they're getting to be about two hours long because we like to have some fun over uh-uh. there and do these extra things. Well, it's also the idea, too, like last this week, actually, it was two oversized books as well, so that that kind of added. But, hey, we like to have the fun, Eric, just like uh-uh. the gals. And Sydney. Or Eric, don't. But I, I, I like to talk to you, Eric. It makes me feel good and so He holds me hostage. <laughs> I actually hold you hostage, but I hold you close as well. I cuddle you up. Makes hostage. it worse. You're you're sending notes to people. Please, this is not my boyfriend. Oh, saying, the police. Go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we have all that going on, but yeah, give us that. And if you just want to help us out and support us for what we do here, because we try to do a little extra. There's not a ton of DC Comics podcasts left, and we try to give you, you know, a little fun with it and enjoy the books. And that is it's your M O. But still be honest with them. But that's it. That is it, you weirdos. You go off. I'm going to go off and watch the Eagles against the Giants. I'm looking now. I'm going to catch the end of the, and I mean, I'm talking the end of the Chiefs game, but it looks like the Chiefs are going to beat the Jaguars. So we'll see what's happening there. But thanks, everybody. Thank you, Eric. And what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven
0: comics. You are all weirdos. <laughs>
2: Weird science is the revolution. Weird science
0: is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Mail, check up what you got now. Get your postcards, put the cards, keep it on the side cards. I did it while it's hot yeah.
2: Hello everybody, it's the mail time And it's a weird section of mail I'm going to put this at the end of the podcast Because as me and Eric finished up the show We ended up recording it early Because I'm going to go off and watch those there eagles Uh, I ended up seeing that J-Man ended up emailing us Usually I would put this next week's show But it is topical It is something to do with Flash Because if you remember last week J-Man wrote in and talked about Flash number 790, was not very pleased with it. I tried to talk him into maybe liking it a little more. I thought that one of the big plays in it was that even I was misled of how long the story was. I kind of got the idea of where j had looked things up, because I had at one point, too. And they ended up, in a way, not really spelling out how long it was, but the way that they wrote this article up made it seem like they were saying that it was only a couple issues. So I saw that he emailed, I'm going to do this real quick and then go off and watch the old Eagles versus the Giants. I may even have a prediction by the end of this. And if I do, and it's wrong, I will edit it out. But we will go right here. j says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? And Eric would say, what's up, J-Man, right here? But he's already asleep or so I don't know. We got done pretty early, so I'm sure... He's just eating dinner or something. After listening to the main podcast and your spotlight podcast, I did have a better outlook on Flash 790. than when I originally read it, yes, there was some fun time at the barbecue or the BBQ. And between Bart and Ace, that was my favorite part. Thank you for clearing up my misconception about the length of the event. Again, that was more of DC's problem. I don't think that they were really spelling out how long this was. I didn't think it was going to be quite as long as it is. Some of those other websites really had me worried. And the art did get somewhat better after the first few pages. I would probably raise my score for Flash 790 to a 6.5. I still don't like the change in artists. Many of my other criticism still holds. So that's fine. Like I said, at least he got a little more positive, And I thought it was an okay start. There are a lot of questions. And you heard us talk about 791, which J-Man's going to jump into. And I think we're starting to get more and more, you know, closer to what the scores are because I didn't love the 791, It just kind of sets things up. Now, let's talk about Flash 791. Already the bottom panel caption of the first page has me a little concerned. Is this fraction description really necessary? What happens to show, don't tell? I think that they're trying to just get you going and off you because you're going to get more from that special that comes out annuals week. Then again, if I didn't read an article about this event and didn't read this panel description, would I have a clear understanding of how the fraction are related to the speed force at all? Funny scene with Ace and Bart, and the art gets better here going for it. I do like when Bart says, eh, I was just babysitting Kid flash. It made me laugh, so I don't know why. Eric kind of pushed by that and never really mentioned anything about it. It just cracked me up. I just like that it's backdoor shade, but it's such a subtle shade. When you do something like that, you just throw it in the conversation. It always makes me giggle. The main three fraction members still look generic to me. I actually think there's, but it's a weird play. Again, we made the joke that it's kind of like Independence Day, you know, Welcome to Earth, that sort of deal. But all in all, like even that, those were just, it was an alien invasion. The aliens themselves really weren't exactly, you know, defined very well. It was just the idea invasion. And even when Jay goes and goes to Ace and Bart and they say, Oh my God, it's an debate. And they, no, this is a war. I think that's kind of the deal. Uh, and then at the end, you get nonsense. But the main three fraction, he says, still look generic, but the last panel looks awesome. <laughs> Again, I just was making fun of it. The idea of another something that laughs look, it didn't make me laugh. It made me cry. It's now the, uh, you know, the flash that makes Jim whimper is what it is. The Batman that makes me want to go and jump out the window. These are the new Dark Multiverse characters that I'm waiting for. You know, I uh, here's the next one. It's oh they have a Superman one. The Superman who makes Jim smash his computer screen. That's a good one. That that's actually pretty effective, right? I've had a couple of those. Uh curious to see who the Empress is marrying. I guess we'll find out in the special. And he says seven out of ten. I don't know, it felt like it was that commander guy But maybe not. Maybe we have some drama. Maybe that's the thing. And maybe the fun play of it is is like, oh, man, DC will never allow a wedding. Well, we'll see a wedding. It's an alien wedding. I don't know. But he says, that's all for now. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. But I wanted to put that out there. Like I said, I didn't want to skip this. We got the email in after we had already done recording. So I figured me and Eric got done. See the email. We'll record this. I'm going to go off and watch the Eagles in uh, about an hour or so. Uh, With that, I will make my prediction. I say Eagles win 31-7, and I think that it's going to be an easy ride. Take that, Giants fans. But we will see how it all goes. But that's Jay man from Half Moon Bay. A little after the fact, you know, back-end mail. We've never really done that before. But if you wanted to get involved in writing in an email and talking with me, and usually Eric, All you have to do is email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And, yeah, we read everything that we get as long as we see it. And I don't accidentally, you know, not see it, I guess is what I'm saying. But that's it. Thanks again. Little bonus deal at the end. So, everybody, take care. I hope you enjoyed everything with the show uh, this uh, night. And, yeah, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience if you enjoy listening you get a lot more shows there and help us out a bit so thanks a lot and i will talk to everybody later
1: i'm not a crazy bitch eric i'm not gonna come in here and tell you what you can and can't talk about but that is inappropriate and i'm angry about that you hear me jim edit that out
3: have fun
0: it be so vain to be sexy in heaven Would he have no shame to be sexy in heaven that's not allowed He'll fall off a cloud But you know He won't wear his glasses Up in heaven By chamber by villain I'm not really here to start any that but I wonder what we said years past that eventually brought us down And what she does up every round I sit alone up at night Just confused and sad Cause we walked by Tamra villain.
1: and I like when he talks and like how he kills people and he's in nightmares